Hello, everybody. And before we get into tonight's show, let me once again thank the Second Print Comics Podcast for being the official sponsors of this week's show. And they've been sponsoring it now for quite some time now, for the last, you know, five or six weeks. I've been talking about it, and you would think that I've been running out of things to say. But that's not the case because I really like their podcast. I do listen to it each and every week. An episode drops every Wednesday. And also, as an aside, I am a patron of theirs. I like their show enough to put my money down to listen to more and more of Mark and Remzo do a bunch of really cool shows, especially on their patreon but on the regular feed and what you have to do is go and subscribe to them if you haven't already i don't know what you're waiting for but whatever podcast player you are listening to this in right now go and look up second print comics podcast and then you will have the gift that keeps on giving every wednesday when a new show does drop in this coming up week they have kingdom come that they're talking about obviously something huge in the whole history of DC Comics and something that I've never heard anybody say that they didn't like. But what I'm looking forward, because I have not heard this yet, what I'm looking forward, though, is I know that both Mark and Remso will dig into that, giving their own personal take on it and go back to when it did come out, what they were doing along with comics and things and in their life. And that's what I really do like about it. You'll learn about the subject they're talking about, but, but you learn more and more about both Mark and Remzo, as they go back and forth with each other, great chemistry, and you'll get to the point, which I have a while ago, where it becomes not just listening to a podcast, but really listening to friends talk about stuff because you start to learn about them. And that's something that I really do think is important. It's not just somebody talking at you. As you're listening, it's they're talking with you and they're talking about their own experiences, not just what's on each and every page and whatnot. That would get, you know, tedious and things like that. What keeps you in are both Mark and Remzo, and that expands to just about everything they do, going back to the Patreon and why I am a subscriber, because it's not just the subject matter that I need. It's Mark and Remzo that I need so badly. And I, I hope that they're sitting there thinking, I hope Jim never is alone in a room with me after hearing that. But maybe maybe they think, I wish that we were alone in a room. I don't know. But go over, again, follow them on whatever podcast. Subscribe, rate and review as well. But you can follow them on Twitter and Instagram as well, at Second Print Pod. Also, check out their website, which has info on their episodes, reviews, and more at secondprintcomics.com. And then I think that you will want to go to their Patreon, as I did, patreon.com slash secondprintpod, where you will get access to a ton of bonus content and, and very varied stuff as well, and perks including early episode releases and tons and tons of awesome bonus shows. So please go check out the Second Print Comics podcast. And thank you once again, Mark Remso, for sponsoring tonight's show. And away we go. Get fresh crew. You 
Welcome back, everyone, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 359 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. It is 359, Eric, and we're here. We have a bunch of books tonight. We have five. We haven't had five in quite some time. And plus, a lot of these are oversized. Took me forever to read. I'm a slow reader. Eric, yes. I'm not a strong reader. I'm not. But we'll be having a lot of that. Plus, we'll be joined by Clay with the digital spotlight that a lot of people have reached out and said that they really enjoy and we'll have some mail. But before we get into that, Eric, let me tell you all about where you can find us. You're usually in the toy aisle of the Target, right? Target, your favorite place. I haven't been to Target in a while, but it is. It really is my favorite toy section. Ethan works at Target now, and right away, you tell me, hey, ask him about the toys. I said, what you know. What they got over there. I asked him, and he's like, I'm Ask your boy what kind yeah, of toys said, they I'm got for the Eric's. Yeah, the Eric's. Hey, you got the toys for the Eric's? They're like, is that that real scruffy-looking tall dude that comes around and creeps everyone out? Yeah, you tell them there's right. no toys. <laughs> tell them no toys here at all. You you actually sounded like Ice Cube in, in a famous NWA song that I'm not allowed to say the title of here. Eric, well, we're I feel here badass to now. do all these things. And if you do want to find us, go over to the Twitters at Weird Science DC. Also, we have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can read reviews of the books that we're going to talk about tonight. And then you can go to our Patreon account to help us out for all of this stuff and get plenty more. And that's at Patreon.com slash Weird Science. And with that, if you go right now, you would like to listen to that spotlight, right, Eric? Every week we have a spotlight. Uh, I ended up grabbing some clips again. Who knows if I'll end up getting them inserted here, but I did grab one and I was laughing, basically talking about the multiversal world where Eric goes to the gym. <laughs> that made me giggle, <laughs> but that's part of it. But if you want to hear I know the whole this deal, continuity ain't right. <laughs> yeah, we ended up talking about Future State Gotham number one and Justice League Last Ride number one. And again, it was about an hour and a half, so you can add that to your listening pleasure with a lot of other shows as well by, again, going to patreon.com slash weird science. Now, with that, the two books, those two books I mentioned, two number ones, pretty big things down the streets, right? Everybody up and down the streets talking about America. I heard them. I heard them on the streets talking about, but they are the big ones. And that's one of the things that. It's funny because they're the go, big ones, but they're the most inconsequential right now. Because well, like, that's the here's thing. the big book of a future that may or may not exist. And another number one of a book that's not in the regular continuity. That we know. No, no, and still, I saw I more articles says. today that were going on yeah, and on about you told me about these it. other articles, too, no, that weren't I know. right. I'm saying I didn't say they were right. I mean, I saw one site that was really, you know, proclaiming the greatest thing ever was that Harley Quinn villain, Dr. Psycho, showed up in the Wonder Woman book. I'm like, really? You, oh, you, you, just, you just went down a couple notches here, there, pal. But you end up, you can go and listen to those because they're number ones. They're going to be big. I still end up seeing people really confused about future state Gotham, though, about it being yeah, a manga type thing. There. And why? They're confused of why. Why is there a old backup from 1996, whatnot? I did end up finding, though. I did end up finding after we talked about it, two press releases very early from D.C., really pushing the manga part of oh, yeah. that book. And then they just stopped talking about it. 
to let Turns it go out, out there and have know nobody know. Means. I know, like nobody knew after that, but there were the, the first two press releases by them, official press releases, said, you know, manga influence, manga like, all these things. That person then, was fired. Yeah, I, I guess so. They you just get off up, trying to hype this up like this. You made us liars out of all of us. And, and if you do that, and then pull away from it, then people were really saying it's black and white. That's well, all it is. Saying, it's black and white, but it's because it's not quite the black and white that you'd get in the Batman black and white because the inks aren't as thick. So people are like, I guess this sucks so much they decided not to color it. Like that would be a decision by DC. Like, ooh, this sucks. Call the colorist. We don't need Look, him. I know that doesn't happen because Man Bat comes out in color. Oh my god, Eric. <laughs> now that is the Batman hot versus Rachel Gold was fully oh colored. My goodness gracious. I should have had the the hot take dealer. Can can we rewind a bit so I can go get I don't that? Know, can I we? don't think so. No, we can't. And I don't edit things. So yeah, so if you wanna hear us talk about these and again we talk at length me and you talk about how much we love those, I think, if I remember right. It's I enjoyed like, them. I, yeah, you liked uh the Gotham part better you like the future, future state gotham. gotham more than i did but i'm kind of done with the future of the future state when i have to tangle through the present of getting there i just want to get there i just want to divert it and we'll hear about that kind of i got a future state of mind still jim you do it there you go i need that song again but besides that uh you know we have to give a little shout out because two books two number ones those are pretty big picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew, beat a boob, and this is for them, Eric. This is what we like to call the roll call. Boom! It's the roll call, Eric. I'll tell you later about my eating bad sushi, but right now we're in the roll call. Is that good? Uh, yeah. Zach Black, uh, Josh Murray from Not a Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Forrest Pauly, Optimus Prime. He told me to relax a little and wait for Father Valley to do his job. Cam, Joseph Watson, no. Matt Razor, D Man 3000, All New Day. Lady Abby, Red, Matches Balone. We'll hear from Red later in the mail section. Matches Balone, Niels T. Work, David Think, Joey Barcasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, C42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, uh, go and look at his YouTube channel. Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G., Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Mark, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, we have a mail from Manship later. Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Edom, my man, he from NYC, Sailor Moon, Mark, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy, Murray, Double A, Ron Eric, and a shout out to the ultimate deal, Reggie. It -hmm. was the week of his passing, so that was uh, a sad deal for everybody. We were in the Slack chat talking a little Reggie and about how he never got to go and take a dump. In the middle of Quaker Town. Ain't nobody, was, did. No, nobody was stopping him. <laughs> you never ended up doing your stop motion video deal. Look, but I yeah. had high hopes and high dreams, high aspirations of doing this. And then I actually started doing it. I started doing all this prep work and I realized, damn, this shit's hard. Uh, yeah. And I just, every time I end up seeing that clip from Parks and Rec. Yeah, where, where the same thing. I'm like that, Eric. Like you do Adam end up Scott taking got way months. Further than I Adam Scott, he had like a, a second and a half. It took months. Uh, yeah, I so had a whole backdrop. Happened. I had characters I'm yeah. working on, and I'm put, trying to figure out this place. I'm like, I, I live in a little ass apartment. It Did was going to be that? a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. An idea for a screenplay that I like, you know, started writing 20 mm. years ago about things, which is just something I wanted to see animated, and I just never got there. So. 
It always no has to be theater motion. of my mind. Maybe you should get a hold of Dan Stransky. You might be in on that. You and him doing some stop motion. Could on you the imagine being Dan Stransky sitting there and watching Texas Chainsaw oh, Massacre together? Love it. I would love. I, I will pay for that, Eric. Make your own Patreon. I am joining up right now to see that crap. Ah, uh, yes, but yeah. Uh, one of my big things this week is I've been making sushi. I've been making a ton of sushi at home. Me and Logan. We ended up getting this tuna. It might have been suspect, Eric. I don't know. I imagine uh, most it, meats you buy yourself. Well, it ended up looking well. It was frozen, and you're actually supposed to use frozen uh, fish, and it, that seems weird. But the flesh so what freezing. Tells you? Well, the flesh freezing gets rid of the parasites, and. Uh, uh, it's one of the things that you need to have happen. I, I used it and you weren't there. So I said, it's true. It got rid of them, Eric. But th- it was it was kind of gray, this meat, right? It, it wasn't yeah. the greatest. Uh, we had done it before. This is tuna. We, we ended up defrosting it. It's kind of brownish gray. Well, I look it up because the last ones we got, they, they were pink. And it said that that's yeah, you know, because of it. No, that's a technique. It's not supposed to look like that. They gas it. With like carbon monoxide or carbon whatever, and you know, they you know dioxide the gases, but they gas it to get that look to cover up. Use the fear toxin it on said it's fish. supposed to look like dark, like chocolate. Well, it, it smelled bad as well, but we ended up making look, these. I, I, I don't started understand eating what your problem them. is. You understand uh, what the problem is from the get go. This doesn't look right or smell right. No. Boys, dinner's on. Yeah, well, well, no, that was the thing. I wouldn't give it to them, so I said I will eat those. Tanya <laughs> comes walking down and I says, "What like the hell? That it, smells like death." I want to imagine this is like, you know, revisionist history where it's like, no, I would not allow my no, boys I, to I, have this. I'm like, you kept it all for yourself and then no, got no, sick. No, no, no. They will – they would verify. <laughs> Logan wanted to try it and I said, no, let me try it and then we'll no. wait a bit and see. Let I ended up – and what we do, I cut it into the the rolls type deal, the little deal. And the end pieces and stuff, I'm eating them, I'm dipping them in. This was also at 9 in the morning. But I'm doing this and uh, suddenly I got awfully sick, Eric. And, and I just wanted to mention. If everybody in the house does tell you that this meat smells and looks rotten, don't, don't, you should listen to them. I didn't. But it also brought up that idea that drives me and you nuts, where somebody will go to say, you know, the Chinese restaurant, and then three weeks later, they'll get diarrhea. Damn you, Chinese restaurant, you gave me food poisoning. No, no, no. It, it hits pretty quick, Eric. And I almost became a not so much of an adult as I was running up the stairs trying to get to the bathrooms. But I feel like you have this problem with most food you eat, though, because every no, time I anymore. ever talk to you after eating and you'd be like, I feel like shit. Oh, I'm I, I die. do, because that's usually overeating. Uh, but the thing is, I have not, because I haven't been around you, I haven't even seen you actual physically in over a year. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I haven't really had much gas since the shutdown. That's something because I think I am eating a little bit better. Uh, but it came back full force. And just the PSA: don't don't eat meat that you know, especially fish. If you're going to eat it raw, you know, don't don't eat it when it smells. I like think it's most people know this. No, I think I need to tell them. I think that a lot of people are like. I think me somebody should tell you again because I know you're going to do it again. That maybe what they should have done is grabbed it and threw it away. You know, I don't <laughs> like to throw stuff away and. Again, it's it's raw fish. It kind of smells a little fishy, though. The first time we had this other uh, tuna, you couldn't even smell it. Didn't taste fishy. Or this this was bad. But that's just me. Or that's what I did this week. I had problems and may possibly have worms, but we'll see. That's my new weight loss program, right? I have the worms. But we're going to go up now. And like I said, we have a bunch of segments. Uh, it's just this- you trying to cheat on your taxes. you got a couple more dependents now. That's right. I do. Wormy. <laughs> I, I got worms to feed. I get the wormy down there. Uh, but with that, we have Clay with the digital spotlight. We may have even a couple other 
little segments. Who knows, Eric? Who I knows? Know. I don't because I don't know how lazy I'll get. And I usually end up saying what they'll be, and then it bites me in, in the ass. So I'm not going to say anything, but there may be. So we're going to go off now to the rest of the podcast. No. Yes, Eric, it's time for Jim and Eric's reviews here. And as I said earlier, if you want to read the reviews, anybody read anymore? Does no. anybody remember laughter? You can go to our we website, trouble with it. weirdassciencedccomics.com. I know because I don't really laugh at my own jokes. I'm no, waiting the reading, for something the reading, else Jim. to hit. Oh, I thought you meant the laughter, Eric. <laughs> I have enough when I look in the mirror and then it turns to tears. It's all tears. Tears of a Eric. clown. Tears of a, a short, clown. short clown. That, that is a short, short, miserable, <laughs> a prick clown. I mean, a clown like a jerk, a bad father, and everything. Ah, oh, yes, Eric. Here we are. We, we have You're like the worst Pennywise ever. <laughs> hey there, Johnny. What, what's the oh, kid's name again? Georgie, come on, Georgie. That's what it is. Hey, Georgie. Remember at one point, out of nowhere, I did a Pennywise. Uh, impersonation you said it was that was like spot on now that i'm trying to, I, i'll never do it i don't even know what the <laughs> hell i was doing i actually was just going from wrong turns impersonation and figuring my way through it with that but now i, I have no idea i have no <laughs> idea hey there georgie now, now it's, you know hey classic there. tim curry what's going on stairs georgies isn't that what it is? They start singing Georgie Girl, all that stuff. We what all you swim do- down here. What you doing in the sewers? What you there with the Bruce Wayne or the Ninja the Turtle? Is the war coming? Oh, that was a, that was a little uh, Batman Urban Legends. Or not probably Urban Legends, Eric. That was a Future State Gotham joke. Sure there. was. Did you get it? I did. I figured I had to explain it. <laughs> Classic good. joke. Hey, there, you got your pickaxe there with the Bruce Wayne's? Oh, no, we're all the zombies. Have a little editor's uh, Reference back to two issues ago in Detective <laughs> Comics. I actually, last week, legitimately, and Logan was in, I was going to play that joke that they ended up on that Clerks cartoon. I was going to come back in that second segment of books and say, hey, do you remember this? And have clips from that past year. I'll do that eventually, but not now, Eric. I just exposed myself. Why are you ripping and off a of Kevin Smith 20 years too late? Well, I figured that he's ripping off your life since, is what you claim, Eric. I mean, you keep <laughs> no, saying that. That's what you claim We're I claim taking- We're taking it back to the streets, taking it from that guy. Didn't he make Batman piss in his pants? Yes. Batman Urban Legends number three is what we're going to start with in a segment here, a section that's going to be the Bat Superman segment. 
It's not the typical one, of course, with the urban legends deal. And one of the big things about this book, and we'll go through each of the, you know, the the what's it called, the creative credits teams? as we go, the creative teams as we go through these stories. But one of one of the big things we we've never had one of these issues that everything hit. We're we're waiting for that you know ultimate issue where all four stories all hit. And one of my problems is we seem to be in kind of, you know, tread water land right now. And I want some of the grifter stuff. I want the Red Hood to pick up a little bit more because this is, as you always say, a little diminishing returns in my mind. Um, But here it is. Batman Urban Legends continues this week. And while I like this issues one shot more than the other one shots, the outside of story ends with a meaningless thud, unless you count on being an advert for a book coming this fall, a plus I'm still digging the Red Hood Grifter stories enough, just not as much as when they began. And I just feel like I want things to get moving. You get a lot in this. There's four stories, obviously. But when I'm reading just the individual ones and they end, I'm like, why do we have to have this one shot? now? Like, why, why do we have to have the outside? I want to get more of these two stories that we have liked the most. So you, you just want a, a dually story of Red Hood and Grifter? Yeah, I'm right. Well, I'm saying I need the more space. The urban legend of Red Hood and Grifter. Is it just the Batman. idea that the space is what's keeping them? Like, they have a story. It has to last six issues, and we'll just kind of meander in the middle. Like, we are kind of meandering. We're doing things, but not the big things, and not the things that I want to, at the end of the issue, say, oh, my God, this is awesome. All right, we're, we're going to get going. See, I really love the Red Hood issue of this whole thing, with the exception of we have to have, you know, we have this great turnabout where Batman is going to help Red Hood. It's not like an ass-kicking like we saw before the last time he thought that he killed the Penguin and stuff like that. Red Hood has murdered a guy in Gotham after all the stuff that Batman has said to him, after all the ass-kickings that he's gave him. And here, you know, J- Jason's explaining himself, like, I'm sorry, oh, I great. screwed up. I need help with this whole thing because this kid, his dad was, you know, drugging him. He put his mom into a drug-induced coma. He deserved this. Like, Red Hood is not, like, you know, going against what he did. But he's like, look, I know I screwed up. I shouldn't have done this. But he didn't deserve to live. And this is a great thing where Batman is going to be there for Jason. And they're going to work together to stop the until, teardrop stuff. Until Jason until he decides it. to be a dick. And I'm uh, like, th- we did not need the dick turn of Jason Todd again because it was turn, working so well. It was. And the dick turn, even with being, and I'll get the credits in a second, but even with that you have to go back in the flashbacks where before we learn some things and and you even get you get some nice stuff okay this is where jason and i like the idea where batman almost is finally like it's about time i teach you how to be the detective because he did seemingly not really teach jason enough and jason ends up dying and, and all that a stuff bit of a slow learner it seems yeah, they've gone, they've gone over this saying, in the cave. Right? you just have to put it in practice but you never sit there and think of what Like Jason, unfortunately, because of writers and stuff like that, oh, my God, he's just Red Hood. He guns. He kills whatever. When, oh, Tim Drake's smart. Oh, Dick, he's the guy. Like that. But you never sit there and think, boy, Jason's a really good detective. I mean, he comes in with guns blazing. So I did like that. And I loved the first half. But then when you go and have Jason like, no, I'm going to go do my own thing and, and seemingly just take two steps back. You know, like we, we had such pack. exactly, we had such and great progression going on I just to go back to where ends. we started. And I'm that's like, my no. problem with it. You end up having a full issue here, uh, basically. A go hibernate in your cave, Batman. Yeah. And Aww. and it seemed like okay, well, it's because you have to we were just buds. a little. Like they were buds. They were about to go and just 
Like, last, I want this whole thing night. where you have a sp- like a spread page of J- uh, Batman and Red Hood swooping in to take on the big cliffhanger reveal that Mr. Freeze is doing something behind the scenes with the joy uh, the cheer drops. But I want a spread page of them jumping in and the other half of that spread page to be Batman and Robin. Hey, Batman and, and Robin. Then the gr- I'm saying the, the grown up versus awesome. the, like, the younger yeah. version together working together for the first time in a long time to stop this whole thing. And they actually feel like a team again. I thought we were working towards this in an amazing way. Like we might get there again by the I end. I think we will. Come uh, on. You know, this is the problem. There has been leaks and solicits. I'm not going to spoil things. Good. I don't but read it those. It seems as if what this is having to lead to is going to be Jason at his full lowest. To then really real like but you're already there you know what How i mean do we got to get we've done this non-stop oh, since I, the I can tell you eric you don't want me to I don't. but so when batman seemingly says like okay you shouldn't have killed the guy but we're gonna deal with this look what you did go to not punching you know no fist questions here actually saying to jason the reason why we don't do these things because of the repercussions that you're not really thinking this through. You're not going to be able to raise this kid. I understand that. And Jason tries. He's going to be your ward. You know what I mean? Jason tries to get that deal of too. Well, he's kind of an orphan like me and you, right, Bruce? You know what it's like. I mean, really. I'm- this is so funny, too, because, you know, Jason's playing the orphan card on Bruce. And later on, the Shiva story, it's like, she was like, you play that card all the time, Bruce. Yeah, he does. Well, Jason took it back. He switched it up. But it, with this, it's Chip Zdarsky writing Eddie Barrows and Eva Ferreira with Jesus Marino as the artist. You have Marcus Toe art flashback, Adriana Lucas colors and letters by Becca Carey. And the art is good. I mean, oh, it's amazing. You end up having art changes, especially because there's flashbacks, things like that. But yeah, that's my problem. By the end of this story, I ended up thinking this is what I've been waiting for to then get a complete 180 from Jason in a way that and now felt we're back artificial. at the beginning of part one. Yeah, it felt fall. It, it felt forced to get back to that to then try to build it up again. I'm like. Really, was this just a three-parter for, but because you didn't need to do that. Jason was getting what he needed. Even when you end up having the flashback and, and Batman's talking to Gordon and saying, you know, he needs this. You know, uh, he's a Robin. Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges, but he needs this so much. All well, it's that. a classic thing. It's like, I need to put him on this path because I was afraid of what path he'd be on without me doing this for him. And you understand what I mean, Jim? He's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And, and does it again with Leslie. With Leslie Tompkins, like this isn't for that. This is more for Jason. You know, this we have to do this. And and it seemed like we're doing it. I mean, I was so excited, like not even just excited. It's it's more than just excitement. It's like almost like this is how you want it to end. Look, we're on the road of getting Jason Todd on that portrait. And I was excited. for Damn right. I'm like right now, Bruce is painting it himself. He's there. He's terrible. His he's, stick figures, he's like Stan, he's like Stan Smith and American counts, Dad yeah. trying to do that mural on the side. To get, <laughs> That's all it gotta is. Get it worse before it gets better. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So you have that. But Batman goes and talks to Jason. Like you said, it ends up where he shows up, has the lollipop and stuff. But it's really good because like you said, yeah, Batman there with, you know, Jason. And he needs to talk to him on the private like type thing gives Tyler a lollipop. I, I, it seemed weird and then there's lollipop at first but it makes later. sense to me it does, for some it reason does. the idea that batman being you know all grim and scary you know and like you know he even said it before like you know in different iterations of batman where he wants to be the dark knight but he also doesn't want to scare children you saw this there i think it was like you know silver age kind of stuff when you had the more light-hearted batman that aspect of it or even when writers would take on that aspect of why he changed throughout these eras 
when you have this, it makes sense that he would have a lollipop in his utility belt to make sure that a child isn't frightened. It's weird. Later in the detective, you end up having lollipops mentioned in a different way. But even then, I'm like, oh, these lollipops keep popping up. I think Batman has a sweet tooth. He does. But yeah, you end up where I like even seeing little Tyler back there eating the lollipop. He's like, oh, my God, this is great. I, I know that he's hooked on the cheer drops, Eric, but a lollipop, you can like that as well, right? And this that's what cheer drop. You yeah, really. To, you and know, that's what, to one addiction for another. That's what Jason kind of says. And the idea of it is Jason, we said, we, we already, he's going with the whole deal of Orphan or whatever, but this was a piece of crap, but Batman has the rules. But finally, in my mind, the, the person who's better here is Batman. He actually listens. He never listens. And he sat and listened. He, and Jason's yelling and screaming at points and Batman just has got his head down. He's making sure he's listening to the whole deal. But he ends up saying, you didn't think it through. We're going to have to help this so kid. weird, though, just to have Batman trying to cover up a murder now because he's a part of this whole thing. It does. Well, the end up, I don't know if you've been keeping track of the next Batman, the second son. I haven't, no. There, there's a lot of this sort of thing going on here in Gotham, I, I think. But you end up where he, I guess they're just going with the idea. We'll deal with this later, but yeah, that guy was a real piece of crap. It does feel off a little. Like, I mean, that, it does that feels a little bit like this is like the straw that breaks the camel's back, or we're whittling away at the, the ideals of the Batman. Because okay, we're gonna like you know let this slide this time or Isn't this time until eventually it's all like, how far is Batman? And ultimately, it could go to one of those ideas that you know after all these years of like you know playing these games, he finally is gonna cross the line because he's been covering it up all Maybe. this time. And, and he well. As a parent, you end up having kids, and at one point, Tanya wouldn't yeah. let the kids watch the whole uh, The Simpsons because Homer drank beer. Well, then they start, you know, the next ba- worst thing comes out, South Park, family, like all that. And then you just give up. I think Batman's near there. This is like the South Park of it all. Next, you just give up completely. I guess maybe porno might be the last, Derek, but we're not going to get it. So. so they end up with all this where it, it does Go and center then on Tyler. What are we going to do with him? You know, and and Jason's keep very him out adamant. Of the system. Yeah, don't keep. I, we got to keep him out. And then they go to Leslie, and I I like when they go to Leslie Tompkins and Batman uses this dog whistle so that the dog ends up waking up Leslie because Batman says, "I didn't think that you'd want us coming to the front door." So then they walk to the front door. The door. And, and then they walk to the front door. And I, I thought, don't even care. The idea that you're just 10 feet away in yeah. the shadows in front of the front door is blowing a dog whistle, making her dog go crazy. She goes outside, Leslie. Yeah, yeah. It didn't, didn't you think he's saying that because you might as well somebody might be watching, right? You know what I mean? Or is it that I didn't want to scare you? I mean, the idea I thought was I like, didn't want to be it, a jerk and knock on your door this late at night. That's so I what if you opened it, I'd be okay in the end. <laughs> if your dog wakes you up, you'll blame him. That's not on the Batman. Hey, the Batman don't wake up nobodies. And yeah, and you get this deal with Jason. And I like to at one point where Jason ends up, listen, you, you weren't alone. You know, growing up, you had money. You had Alfred. I'm like, Ooh, you had Leslie, you had Alfred, too money, soon. all that because stuff. Because Alfred and money seem to have left town right now. Uh, but had Leslie and, and says that to himself. And that's even. what the great part is. Even if you're foreshadowing the idea that he doesn't have Alfred of the money anymore, that's why we need the Bat family, which you'll see a little bit later, even the idea in the Shiva story, where it's like Batman's like, even without me, they're a community. They don't need me to thrive. I need them to thrive. I need them. And, and yeah, I think that that's pretty cool. And, and up until this point, like you said, it's really good, especially like Leslie. 
if, if he's making another Robin, she's about to slap him in the face with this real, real little kid. And he's like, no, no, no. The opposite of that. I need him to. You got to get him while they're young, Leslie. Yeah. It's we can to trade him. Robin. Yeah, really. You take care of my mother. He's going to be wor- working weights next week. He's got to work off that lollipop. Remember uh, that, yeah. that video of that little Hercules? That's going to be him <laughs> next year. That kid had some problems later, yeah, by the yeah, way. Sure did. did you see that coming? I mean, seriously. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. But they end up, so at least Tyler, he's safe with Leslie as far as we know. And you end up where they go back to the cave. And this is the where garage. you end up, the garage. And this is where you start getting, okay, what are you doing, Jason? Relax now. You're working a case with Batman. It's detective and, work. And as jason does end up it's almost like well you just want to keep an eye on me whatever but yeah yeah that that too but let's yeah. work this case i really like it They're like i'm gonna work the case i'm gonna work the case we're gonna work the case yeah and i was and all get, excited i like to imagine it. it's that handshake the freaking dutch and you know and uh they do it freaking predator and right predator. there they're like damn yeah, right damn right we'll then work the next, on it together the next thing you see that arm just shooting off an uzi by itself eric and then you end up with this going and i really liked it now again chip sadarsky doing the stories playing a lot of you know things he's pulling at the heartstrings all that stuff but I don't know that I love that Batman never looked more into this girl who was the originator of the fear toxin to at least see if she had the formula still. Maybe he needs to get that from her. Maybe he needs to talk to I her feel about like it's it. It's old news at this point because it does seem that he knew about the whole idea of about Crane it, not being a chemist and needing a chemist to make the original fear toxin and stuff like that. But at this point, I think he might have looked into it. It's just but old hat. He almost says that he didn't. That they're going, she doesn't act like they've ever talked about this before, and that he is asking questions legitimately of, well, what'd you do with it? What happened with it? And stuff like that. It feels like he never looked into it, that it was like, eh, it's, it's done with. Maybe he could sit there and say, she's not doing anything I want. But it seems to me like he just ends up, well, we could do this. I just kind of, it seemed only here for this story. And it didn't feel right for Batman not already having, say, the formula, already having a statement from her, already watching or whatever. They just go to talk to her about the teardrop. She flips out because Jason is over the top with her. You know, he's the bad cop. With, with all Batman's the stuff going good. through before and how her, pretty much her career was ruined because she did something for the Scarecrow before she knew it was the Scarecrow and stuff like that. It feels like something that they did look on and it was just so long ago that she suffered up. Batman has moved on. He has the toxin himself, knows the properties of it, knows that she did this. So with the new idea that somebody else is using fear toxin as a, like the basis for cheer drops, he's going to go back and like, you know, re-vet her. Yeah, I, I actually, like I said, I took it as the opposite that he's there looking at it again and then says hey you know there's this deal and then just mentions this girl as he's looking i assume there's someone who worked with him like is he testing jason then because jason's like hey i assume there's someone he worked with at gotham state university someone you have in mind exactly looks like We'll have to go and check this out. I'll make, we'll make, like a we'll make a detective out of you. Yeah. And it's like, why would he come back to look this up then only to then go and talk to her uh, if this wasn't something that, you know, if he already did it, he'd know all this stuff. They go in and they say, hey, we have this. What did you do with the formula? What did? Hey, I, I ended up. Yeah, I got rid of it. I burned it, all that. That seems like new info that they're getting right now. Plus, then he's going to start tracking her now. 
it, it just ended up feeling like he never looked into this that much and decided right now to go and do it while Jason's just flipping out, yelling at her. And Jason's even, being bad cop, Batman's being good yeah, cop. They are, but I, I don't think that Jason, I don't think this was like talked about beforehand. No, I just no, think Jason just flips out. Like Jason's supposed to sit there and I like where she's like, I don't even know who you are. Like, I know Batman. I don't know who you are. And I love it when Batman leaves. And he's like, you can get a hold of me or Oracle. That's one of my associates. By the way, that's not, not Oracle. <laughs> because if that was, you'd never call. But yeah, he still doesn't trust her completely, though it seems like he does. I think she's going to get kidnapped. And that's why they well, have that's the thing is, By everything that she talked about with you know her past like, you know, association with Jonathan Crane, it seems that she is telling the truth. She got rid of all of this stuff. Her whole career has been ruined before. She doesn't do anything with it anymore. But just in case, because she was the originator of the formula, I'm going to give her a phone with a tracker in it. Yeah, and he says maybe she even gave access or somebody went. But yeah, I actually think she'll get kidnapped of some deal. Uh, I just don't know how Mr. Freeze things. could be connected to this because I know we've I seen know. Freeze a lot doing different stuff. And maybe it was just all future state, but he keeps popping up recently. But it really seemed like his he story was put. lately, right? Well, I'm saying his story really felt like it was put on pause during the Mrs. Freeze angle where he was then at the end of that put into a cryostasis and locked away. And now it just seems like, like ever since then, like that was the end of the Mr. Freeze story. No. Mrs. Freeze took his place for a while. And well, not at all because yeah, then she got killed in Grifter. And, but, and I but think that's idea, like, what's happening. Here he here. is now. I think that they're struggling to figure out what they can do with him now that his wife is dead. But that wife being dead has to kind of resolve itself in the grifter stuff as well. I think that he'll just be back for revenge for his, you know, who knows what the hell he's going to do. Dig her up and put her in cryo state. Who knows? But you end up with all this stuff where I do think they're struggling to kind of get a new thing for it. And it seems like the drugs. I, I just need a starting point, though, where he gets out of the cryostasis because of the nanites that were in him that were killing him. So we mm-hmm. had to, like, freeze him to keep him alive, like his wife. And then we just kind of forgot about that and moved on. And, hey, everybody, yeah, it's Mr. Did. Freeze again. Yeah, yeah. And with that, though, they, they end up tra- putting a tracker. They end up scanning her entire computer. They're going to see what's going on just in case she is lying. But Batman trusts her, but maybe somebody else is involved. And we're like, okay, we're we're doing things. This is pretty cool. Like, what are we going to do now? We're going to go check in with Tyler. We're going to. Batman says, let's go examine the evidence. That's what we do during the day. Sun's coming up. Let's go and check these out. No way, man. We're going to want the answers. And it's just like, really? Fist, like, why Batman. are you doing this? You, you have had what you wanted and what we wanted, especially for, say, you know, an hour and a half. And now you're back to. No way, you go that, and it's just bad mouth. I mean, goes off so that you could also see a flashback of again Jason running into trouble. He needs kind of Batman to bail him out, or at least stop Being him. Being a little too, too aggressive with his, you know, detective work. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically he does ask the fist questions. Is the big deal now? At first, I thought that this was that drug. Guess what? I'm I'm gonna cut him until he tells you what I want. Young Robin, no, 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 we don't do that. I thought that this was that guy who ended up giving his mom the drugs, and I I really thought he saw this guy and was like, "I'm gonna take care of him now that I'm Robin." It's not. But the guy kind of had that look to me. The well, same it's funny look because the even, the, even the whole thing where we're doing the detective work to find out who murdered this guy. So, like, yeah. the, the, the bullet went through his abdomen, yeah, but yeah. on an upward angle. So, that tells us that the shooter was a short guy. And they keep you know, talking about the idea that the penguin's involved in this yeah. whole thing. But He's even when, young, when Robin is, like, forced to go and hang out at the place while Batman talks to Gordon, and he sees this guy. And looking in the distance as he's looking shifty, I'm like, 
Is that a short guy? I think he's a short guy. <laughs> you can't yeah. tell. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Tell. It's just, just some former bad, like you know, like thief or stuff like that. Yeah. Thief, he's a jewel thief who and, has and, turned straight over the last ten years. And like I recognize this guy. He looks like he might have seen something. He was looking shifty. I'm gonna beat it out of him. Yeah, he's gonna beat it out of him. And and even says, you we know, don't these do guys, that, Robin. Do, these guys don't reform. And then Batman has to pull out. You were a thief, there, pal. You were stealing. Remember where I found you? Turns out Robin was right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, with all this, it is a good little juxtaposition of the, I'm going to go and do fist questions. I'm not going back to your garage cave. You know, the hell with you. I'm going to go and pound some answers out of some people. While we see in the flashback, as Robin, he wasn't really paying attention. Even when Batman was trying to run. He, Jason, is a guy who he sees that one thing and he reacts, goes with it, and then lets it play out, whatnot. And yeah, he was going to kill, not kill maybe, but hurt this guy really bad, who seemingly had nothing to do with any of that. Then we go to the now, and he's hanging people off buildings. I mean, he's doing a, a Batman type thing, but still, he is there. He wants. He, in, this is in only his allowed mind, when Batman takes something personal. Uh, yeah, that's true. He's only allowed to do it. He does it later in the podcast when we talk. But with that, Jason is still pissed off about the cheerdrops, Tyler, all this stuff. And he having wants to kill it. a guy. And, and so to him is, I'm going to get these things off the street today. I'm going to do whatever. I'm not going to sit and do evidence and nonsense. I'm going to go and I'm going to beat the crap out of everyone who does this. And I'm going to just burn it to the ground. But to while this is also going on, he in the back of his mind, he is, does know that he has to be better than he was. And not oh, yeah. for Batman's sake, but for right now, for Oracle is helping Oracle. him. And Barbara has been trusting him and gave him the information that led him to kill a guy. He needs to be better for her, which almost might be a tie, a callback to what we had in Doom. I mean, uh, three, three Jokers, jokers yeah. where Jason seemed to have feelings for Barbara Gordon. Who knows? He's still if that's waiting the case for her to answer that letter. That guy Remember swept that it up. Swept it up with his heart. My place is such a shithole where we have people come along and yeah. clean the stairs and stuff like that every now and again. Like that note would sit there for a month <laughs> and a half. It would be there forever. Some other Barbara. Uh, all of a sudden, wow, wow. You have all Barbara the Barbara lives in too nice of a place, I guess. You end up where the janitor picks it up. All of a sudden, the janitor thinks you're in love with him, Eric. Uh, you didn't know his name was Barbara. Uh, but yeah, he ends up following clues, but we, we know that he is too. He's too triggered by all this, and he's he's falling. He gets duped. He ends up, and like you said, I don't know how, why, or what that it ends up being Mister Freeze, but he looks badass at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, it looks great. And, hey, classic Freeze. For a hit of something, right? You got that? And he's all frozen. I, he just realizes the idea, it's a trap. Though, we're almost going back to the Mister Zero, like like a uh, lunkhead Mister Freeze, because <laughs> Wally looks like awesome. It. If we have him just like reduced to him hanging out in a shitty apartment building selling drugs to people who knock at his door, I'm like, what's going on? I'm telling you, he's had some problems. He was all jacked up in the Catwoman book. This guy has a need, Eric. He's got he's chasing the dragon. He is, and no, I don't, don't mind. It. You supply. need to have something with him. I don't know. He's he's you know there he is. You want to hit and he throws him. It was funny, but yeah, by the end. It was a shame because I thought we were getting to the idea, okay, this is the third issue. Now the fourth, they're Batman and Jason. They're working together. They'll find out what's going on. And then we get the resolution in the sixth issue of where we'll go. And I'd be real excited. Like, oh, my God, I hope that this can We're playing shoots and ladders right yeah, now. And we it's just, just going back and forth. It is. Yeah, we got the shoots. There's snakes and ladders back in the day. No, that's, Eric, that's too scary. Go. Yeah, it is. We end up going to the next story. It's the one shot of this. It's Lady Shiva and Death Witch by Shea Grayson with art by Alberto Jimenez Albuquerque, colors by David Barone, and letters by Tom Napolitano. And I said in my blurb, I like this more than the others. You know why? Because I just wasn't angry. 
by the end. We kind of get, and it may be the idea that, yeah, we see these one shots are a bunch of nonsense. And, Lady and they're Shiva not tricks doing Batman into killing her. Yeah, it, it's suicide by Batman. Is but that's what the happens. thing. Is, that sh- that's not a thing because Batman never kills anybody. Well, he doesn't. But when he has the knife and she just ends up going to hug him like Angel, Eric, that's what happens. He's not trying to do it. I, it would be worse if he ends up like, oh, I didn't mean to decapitate you, Shiva. He, like, she ends look, up pressing into it. Through, I like Just it. look at this whole thing when she's coming at him and says, you got this lonely man he has the knife ready to stab into her at this exact moment like this is like a a slasher and a freaking horror movie moment right now this is not batman well here's the deal he's trying Thank to you. stop her he what, disarmed what did i her. just do and look at the deal too with that she ended he's up a, a mad couple man. times because he was gonna she ends up flipping it around and kind of get and then he and he says stop with that and it looks like my sushi knife that shit is is real Ginsu. sharp and, uh, yeah, they'll cut through a tomato can. and a tin can. <laughs> uh, but I just like the thank you. <laughs> it made me laugh so it's much. It's just such the- a weird idea. And because I actually we, got we, some feels from this, we've actually. We've to this whole point, though, where Lady Shiva is, you know, the most feared and dangerous woman in the world. Yes, they've nerfed her many times over the last couple of decades, stuff like that. But we ended things with Shiva and Cassie, I thought, on a pretty decent note at the end of the Outsider story. For her to come back now out of nowhere and say, I'm still pissed off that you took my daughter but from that's me. That's the thing. And even it's, the idea, like, she's not an more. orphan. Like, you you didn't want to be there for it. They, she's an orphan because her father, David Kane, died. She's an orphan because of that. You were and never actually there. took his name as orphan as well, even with that. But even with that, though, she does mention it. And in the Outsiders deal, she just kind of had her deal. This is her as Batgirl. With the bat symbol. And it's almost like she was and like. why I, is that sitting on the mantle? Well, I, I don't know. But she a ends up A picture of Batman and the Batgirl sitting on oh, Bruce Wayne's know. fireplace. I, I kept thinking about I gotta this. I got to dim the lights. That. I have neighbors now. Like, well, apparently you're not having anybody you, over. He doesn't. I wouldn't think he does. But even so, Bruce Wayne has been seen a lot with Batman. I can see having some weird things. But that's a little over. Like, why do you have a picture of these little girls and stuff like that? Yeah, it's, it goes. It goes deep. But with that. It does seem like Shiva ends up, it is funny, she's in the Batman and the Outsiders, where she was kind of part of the team for a little, and there's, you know, Cash, she's working there. It's the symbol, Eric, that that meant, like, all of a sudden she has to come back now. I told you never to put that symbol, and I could go with this idea that even that really stupid thing that Joshua Williamson did in that Robin book, where she ended up, you know, knowing of the tournament and ended up being somebody who uh, ended up bribing Oh, yeah, they bribed together. her away like, from the tournament. I, I yeah. think she's given up on life, Eric. I'm, I'm going with that. Well, she's that's like, the thing yeah, is, is I don't she want to get involved in that. Shadow stuff? We don't, I don't know because she's just back know. out of nowhere. Because even though it felt resolved at the end of the Outsiders book, it says, You took my daughter away from me. You slapped the bat symbol on her chest. If, if Batman ever had a cell phone and took pictures, all he would need to resolve all this. She brings over dim sum to freaking actually sit down and have a one on one dinner, Some which actually would seem like a real, uh, yeah, it's the best dim sum place it was a pork belly, but. It seemed like an actual like weird thing where Shiva and Batman are going to sit down and have dinner and discuss things, and then it just goes insane. But if Batman would just pull out a cell phone and have a picture of Cassie smiling, yeah, this is all resolved because that's all, that's all needed, it really. becomes. Like, hey, let me show you. Let me take you to the putt putt. See that? She's happy. I, I oh, liked it enough because, like, you even have with her sister, she's saying that she had been real big on making her sister's memory, avenging her sister's yeah, yeah. death, all these things. And by this point, it's one of those things that, unfortunately, if you have a loved one die or whatnot, you get to the point like, oh, my God, I don't even remember their voice. I, I can't even picture them in my mind. And they were kids and whatnot. So it's almost yeah, like they she moved just, to America and they were like teenagers. They had grown up. And yeah, I know. But I th- she even says, though, that she's kind of starting to forget. 
you know, things about her and stuff. And I think that that's the point where she really like, I think that this is just a brief moment of weakness for Shiva where she's like, I don't have anything now. I, and realize I've been awful. I'm not a good mother. My daughter's now gone to the Batman. But didn't we do that? To die. But I'm saying this is where she always would go to fight Batman. In the end, she is trying to die, but I guess she wants to get to the heaven. Eric, you're not allowed to commit suicide. And and one of those with so that. So Batman accidentally stabs her. She well, dies. She does. Well, he then, didn't accidentally stab her. She went into the knife. She well, ended he's, up. He's holding onto the knife. She and then yeah, she, she, fell, and she fell on it. She fell. He accidentally it. stabbed her. Yeah, and then he saves her. Yes, yeah, he brings and, her and back to point, life in the garage. I'd love to think that that's not and like she's shock fine. or whatever. That is so much blood spilling out. That one that looks like the shock of it. I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, I'm so tired because she just wants to die. And she ends up, you know, remember, her sister, Kesma. And I liked it enough just I, I just want to know, though, because she's dying. There's nothing left. No one to keep me here. Not anymore. Hey, you're back alive now. Let's go to Putt right. Putt. She's What's happy. What's going on? I think okay. she's pissed, though. Actually, I guess I have like, stuff I to be like alive, alive for now. Well, shows her. And, and again, I don't know. She might have been drugged down. She was drinking a little this night. What I like about this, though, is for despite, you know, it's a little wonky, a bit whatever. But if there is somebody who came in after Future State, whatnot, you do get enough to get intrigued. Yeah, you don't know the outs, but you know that Cass is part of the Bat family. You know that she now has a Bat symbol. You know that she was her mom and is upset about it. And then you have, you know, a little bit of a background. I think that it serves well enough to have a story like this. And then she's like, okay, well, Cass deserves to be happy. The ending becomes a little bit wonky and, you know, cliched, but you end up having a one shot that I think did okay with the two characters. And and you also see that Bruce, he does care for Shiva, but he's not going to just let it slice and dice. And he's trying to stop. But, you know, at the end, they're doing the putt putts. You see also that Cass hangs out with Duke and Steph. So I, I, you get Especially enough Duke. from me. And uh, I liked it more than the other one shots. It's not the greatest, but you end up with it's the still just story, a disappointing you know? one shot for me because it just has this idea of what they want to do with Shiva, whether it makes sense or not from what we've had before. It's like, okay, let's reiterate this to the nth degree. Like and I said, end, I take this a as more, 180. I take this as more as Batgirl, not just she's on the outside. She's Batgirl now, and we're going to continue with her being Batgirl. And she said, I told you never to put the bat symbol on her. She has it again. And I think that that's also to show you where she's going to go off to be Batgirl. You don't need Shiva in the shadows because then it would be, oh, my God, we keep doing this because Shiva won't now. You, you kind of get that out of the way. Jim, everything matters. And we already did this when she was Batgirl. Well, I'm saying, though, that people reading now might be everything, but everybody hasn't read comics it's all true. their life. You're doing this Most. to kind of go forward with it. And like I said, I think that that puts that aside so we don't have to keep wondering when the hell, because like you said, it always happens. Do it in a one shot in this anthology. So when we go and find out, I just get really do hope. Yes, they want to push book. the Batgirls angle where Steph Brown and Cassie Kane are both Batgirls working under Oracle and stuff like that. It's a fun idea, but I do want to get back to having maybe just a, like the one off Batgirl book with Cassie where that we could have. Shiva in there trying to be a reformed Shiva who wants to be there well, for her daughter. Well, she might now. She might be able to be like right from this. Be I'm here to help. What? But mom, I thought that you were against me doing journey. this. Well, it's let me tell you when I had Jim some with the they just reiterate the whole thing again. Uh, I just like the way that it, it does kind of get some things out. It seems like it had a bit more of a purpose than some of the other ones. But the one shots are what they are. They're just no. That's the in thing here, is right? like the like the Harley and the Ivy and stuff like that. And what was the last one we just did? Was it uh, the background one? What was the last one? Yeah, remember? I don't even remember what the last no, one I'm was. No, I just saying, it, it seems issue. like, let me tell you what's been going on with these characters well, that's what lately. they are. 
that's what I think these are a hundred percent. And I like this one a little more the way it was presented. But that's I only think that that's what it is. Hey, we're gonna have these things remind some people about them. Let's go. Then then you have the idea of well, why don't we also have a three parter with the outsiders? The this the outsider, so like this, here's a prelude to a series yeah, coming oh. at the end of this year. I bet <laughs> I you may, well, you'll probably forget all about this by the time <laughs> that, that happens. I, that's all I kept thinking. And you even on top up of that, story, the whole, it's not the a good con- story. The right? whole concept of the story goes against everything you've known about Katana and her husband this entire time and with the soul taker sword. Oh, he's left now. He's pissed. Oh, how'd he leave? Oh, no, but you got to find yeah, him. Oh. You got to find him. And, well, what and about you and Jefferson? We're just friends. Yeah, friends. All right. Oh, we did all of this. You that. were just training. Uh, at the end, I'm like, really? I was so furious with the idea. Of, like, again, what did you get out of Metamorpho for this? The idea nothing. that like, we haven't he's had Metamorpho That's it. as a part of um, But the act like he's been a part of this entire he, time. I, know. I don't even Because know he's an original outsider. Well, Eric, he was a prison of his own self at one like, point. Even this I mean, whole like cold open where we come into the middle of a story where Katana's been kidnapped, Rex is a freaking real you know, prison, and then Black Lightning has to go through and talk about how he's better at karate now. <laughs> he knows karate like like Keanu. It's so weird because Kung Fu. these three ish these three issues did nothing. I mean, this no. has this has convinced me how much I don't want the story coming months from now, half a year from now, whatever it will be. Just the idea when I saw coming in this fall, not even a specific like coming in September or whatnot, because they have no idea. No, coming this fall, the outsiders they even really ended this whole thing of doing nothing this entire time except for telling you that you know, Jefferson and Katana, they're just friends. Maseo was for somehow left the sword. His mother wants him back in the sword as, you know, that's where she likes to keep her little boys, I guess. But this whole idea at the end. But guess what, Rex? We have another member on the team that you don't know about. Well, who is it? You'll, You'll see. see. I'm like, like, that is your hook to bring me back to Outsiders to see that it's going to be Geoforce because you're putting the original Outsiders back that's together. What it again? seems like, like six months from now, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I can't wait. And like you said, with, with and the mom. Geoforce. And I'm Maseo's mom sitting there and like, oh. I got to do all these things to figure out if you're lying. I got magic ninjas. What does that matter at this point? I mean, so what is going – because what you're saying is the mom says he left the sword. We're never going to explain how because it makes no damn sense. He left the sword because you don't love him anymore. So where do we go next from this? I do love him. I do love him. But what about Jefferson? I love him too. As as a a friend. friend. Oh, shit. My bad. Why aren't they going the next step then? What the hell did he leave the sword for? And how? I mean, there's more that you need to say now than oh, just. My Maseo has always been jealous, but I need you to find my jealous boy and return him to his sword. And I love too. You have a year. Okay, like, Mama. really? I, who are you to say anything? You were completely wrong. I will tell. I will put my magic ninjas that this guy who just <laughs> learned karate beats. Yeah, they'll come back a- after you. Yeah, and then you have Metamorpho. So you really oh, were but- trained. Oh, I- and then not only that, but we have all these metamorphos that have split apart to fight all these ninjas that we have going on here. And we have to actually take time to talk about when they come back together. I'm a big metamorpho now. It's going to take time to get back to my normal state. I'm a little I'm like, sick. Why are we dealing with this? Because they have nothing else to do. This this story is bullshit. It really, it's, it's nothing. It is nothing at all. It is the, Let's go to the, the restaurant. caretaker finale. Brandon Thomas writing Max Dunbar on art. Luis Guerrero on color. Steve Wan's letters. I do like the art, but I said if if you're setting up oh, seemingly great. Brandon Thomas will be writing the outsiders when it comes back. No, and uh, Brandon Thomas though, yeah, I, I'm not interested in, in what you're selling here because you're not selling anything. We started off with magical ninjas on ski doos 
going around. We had no idea what was going on. Prison wrecks, all that to get were out. Were they skis or were yeah. they uh, snow They were like wave runners. Remember, I they can't were remember on, that no, for they some reason. On, they were, no, they were going I'm, through now, water. Now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking of, that's like the beginning of a Bond movie. Yeah, really. Well, it might as well. <laughs> that's for your eyes only, yeah. Uh, but you have all this going on. Somebody can watch where, with me if you want. <laughs> nothing ever hit you, you never and then all of a sudden the, the second the middle of oh maceo left the the soul taker well that doesn't make any sense i you really thought we we're going to take this time on top of the maceo nonsense which i don't care about because katana is a one-trick pony it always has to do with the soul taker sword and that's it but when we had the before in the outsiders book where we had the annual and they like i'm an elemental now i thought we we're going to deal with the progression of that yeah, and the outsiders the and the elemental deal of Jefferson as well. Oh, yeah, we'll you know, becoming cursed like we saw him in Future State. And, yeah, so I'd like to see something going on with that. I just think Maceo's off at the brothels. He's doing his He's his in ghost, with Wonder Woman. His ghost whoring around there. <laughs> That's good. He's stepping out. Look, uh, and I don't even understand. You have freaking Mama Maceo here talking about, you need to be with my boy if you love him. Like, bitch, it's said till death do you part. Leave me out of this. Yeah. Also, like I said, at the end, I want Katana to say, listen, you said that he left because I did something wrong. Uh, what's going on with your son here? Like, what the hell is he doing? But they're just My like, hey, you have a year to no find him. Like, what am I, a babysitter now? Go call the A-team, asshole. I- I'm not doing this. If you like, can, f- I can't find them. I keep going <laughs> to a Chinese restaurant and a man gives me the runaround. I love the idea of this. The mother's like, oh, I see that you do love him. But then she's going to give her an ultimatum, even though you would think she's going to go try to find him. Maybe he's in heaven now. Please, g- give him a break. But yeah, so, oh, I, I guess we got to go. Is that what this I'm book is going to be? We put Maceo back in the sword and all it becomes is Buffy's once more a feeling. Where yeah, it's a musical that's number. what I think. I was in heaven. Keep me dead. <laughs> it's going to be a musical. <laughs> Eric, we're going to love it. Best episode uh, ever. Yeah, it was. So you end up having all that. And at the end, I'm like, really? Like, you'll see it? Like, you, we gave, you got nothing. You gave us nothing. And I was furious. This I feel story- like you're giving us too much for the grifter, though. <laughs> The story of the outsiders ended up really making my score go down. And I'm glad you said that because I really thought both times reading it, Eric, that I was more pissed off still at the outsiders. I wasn't giving the grifter enough due, but you're just playing around with this grifter story. Like he's, wanna... It's called the long con, and it really means it because when you jump in this, you realize that grifter is playing everybody. And when I mean everybody, I mean there's people that you don't know about, and you'll probably get in the last issue that he is playing against or working for. But I really think by the long run, you won't care. Doesn't it seem – it seems like this story has gone off the rails. Like, like everything Even is... the idea of the subplot of, you know, Miss, like Mrs. Freeze got killed and then like Toy Man got killed. I'm like that feels like an afterthought that doesn't matter to what we're actually dealing with with actual cold cash. How slim are those cigarettes, Eric? You're a smoker. You see the one time you Too slim for me. <laughs> Way too slim. The long con part three right, written by right, Matthew cool. Rosenberg. What kind, of, what kind of brandy smoke? Anything slim. Yeah. Ah, what is he? Bark. Art by yes. Ryan Benjamin, colors by Antonio Favela, letters by Seda Tamafonte. And I still like this, but I'm now liking it in the way of I hope something comes from it. Before, it was just our action movie, oh, really yeah. cool deal. Cole is Sarcastic a really Cole cool Cash character. going around there just being an 80s action movie yeah, star. an 80s action movie star with a little Deadpool mixed in, stuff like that that you don't have normally in a Gotham City setting like this. And so I really was enjoying it. I could have went with, hey, we don't really have to do big work here. Let's have fun. And it's it's not as much fun now. It has you spinning around of what's going on, and it seemingly is leading back to the big thing will be 
the Halo Corporation Wildcats. Well, that's something the like thing that. is, too. I realize that I have a hell of a learning curve going on in this book because they keep referencing things. And you even brought up the idea of the person that, like, I just keep, I kept saying the engineer because my character no, and I, knowledge. I thought so, too. Well, my character she, knowledge on yeah. the Wildstorm stuff is very limited because I never cared about it. And even when they brought the Wildstorm into the DC Universe during the New 52, I'm like, okay, it's all one now. I don't even think anything I learned during that time will translate over this because it feels like a new fresh start for the Wildstorm in the DCU. So when they're referencing these things that I don't know about, I'm like, I need you to hold my hand a little bit more. Because this starts getting more and more with Halo, and I, I oh, do yeah. think – I do think the AI and John Lynch can mean anything to you. And like, it doesn't to me, Batman. Team seven. Was it a team six? It was. He was actually on the team seven at one point. It it says in the the new 52, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, he was also, I mean, they're going more Wildstorm universe and the Halo stuff with this, with, you know, Marlowe being mentioned, all those things. Who'd you say that you think he's working with? Lady Tron? Lady Tron. It has to be Lady Tron. I agree. I looked up what you said. You sent me a picture and I looked at it. And for what we get, for the brief little look of, this person's like you know it looks exactly and wrist like that right? and i'm like yeah that's lady tron especially with all the stuff she's been doing and saying and like you look lady at a wikipedia tron description a little sexy it, yeah. it really quirky. even considered kind of dumb <laughs> it yeah. says at one point but in a way that she always goes a little too far things like that also if you look up pictures again lady tron one of the pictures that she has a cybernetic body she's yeah. just walking around with her cleavage out like she tries to get real oh, sexy 90s. and that has been pretty much what's going on in all of this so i do think it's lady trump but again if it is or isn't does it matter and is this just to put the wildstorm universe and the halo stuff into the deal and what i'm going to tell you right I don't now know what they're doing i'm really worried because i think that the jason todd batman story that's just to get a new status quo between batman and Red Hood. At the end of that, if I end up seeing, hey, tune in in the fall to Chip Zdarsky's Red Hood book, okay, that's I'm cool, down. whatever. But with the way the outsiders and I'm thinking that the scripter is just going to have our heads spinning, spinning, spinning. Stay tuned later for the Wildcats, Wildcats book. You know what I mean? And, and I'll I'll be mad then because the the Red Hood stuff were there with a basis, like you said. You don't need your handheld with Red Hood, even when we get flashbacks and stuff that we know. You know how he is, but oh, it's he's good. the hot-headed Robin. Look and at it's him still go. good though, but you still get that inkling that they're trying to get everybody on board. Yeah. But this book, you are just throwing out hints well, and uh, mysteries who, on top of hints how, and mysteries. I want them to get me on board with them introducing the Wild Storm now again, officially again into the DC universe. They're throwing out names or doing all these little like you know head like nods towards things that like I kind of know that they're doing it, but I don't know what it means. And no, I'm like, and that's I need my you to problem. do a little bit more here. Like, yeah, Batman's pissed off about, you know, Halo Corporation and Lynch and stuff like that. But like, I don't know why. And in this, he looks like he's trying to get cash, or, you know, Cole, uh, yeah, yeah. in the idea of, hey, I need to kind of keep an eye on him. Hey, I'll hire him because he sees that he's doing Grifter's something. Grifter's up sees to no good. This. He's, like, he's, he's so looking much Lucius. No and Lucius, he's trying to, and Batman is even trying to tell Bruce Wayne, telling Lucius, look, you got to get rid of Cole Cash because while he is good at what he does, he is up to something, and he is taking you for a ride right now, whether you know it or not. Yeah, and at the beginning, you end up having you know men in black type guys coming in to the bathroom, watching it cold pee. And, and that's They're a flashback more of a job to and, like yeah. what the job is going to be that we have yep, our six months ago. now setting story is going on right now with what it is. But 
we, we don't do enough with that because even when we get into this whole thing where Cole's out on the street in present day, ends up fighting with Batman, like, and they want to talk about what's going on. Now they're just fighting the Blackout Gang, and I'm like, why? Yep. Yeah, and they just show up, and also and the don't they idea... And the, the Black Mask Gang? They yeah, they call, call them the Black Mask Gang. And the I Blackout thought, gang. Oh, that looks like the Blackout Gang. I think that they made a bit of a mistake there. And uh, even with that, maybe, the, you know, was it supposed to be the Black Mask Gang? And then that's well, just that makes a sense coincidence? Well, that what we had in the, the future State Grifter backup. Yeah, yeah. Is it just a coincidence that it looked exactly like the Black... Maybe somebody looked up, oh, what's that, and typed in wrong? I mean, you I don't could know. have something that easy you know, to get you down. But yeah, you see that throughout all this, he has accepted a job that he's supposed to keep an eye on Lucius, do all these things that, that we kind of knew already. One of the yeah. guys looks like Michael Madsen. But what does it have giggle. to do with villains of Gotham getting that's capped? What I don't know. And that's the thing, mystery on top of mystery. And then he's ending up having sex with, with the security. Had a security. It had a security. So all of these things get thrown in, and it's a good grift, you know? Oh, and yeah, it is it's great. what he does. It's, it's and even fun with, is what we're doing, but I don't know what we're doing in the long run. That's the problem. The, the, is it going to be one of those Ocean Eleven reveals where we have the whole breakdown of everything that's going on at this whole thing? I think end? that we're going to have to wait till the series that will come just like the Outsiders. I think that we're going to get to a point where we're about to get something you'll see, and I'll, it'll drive me nuts because there's so much going on here. And, and like you said, Nora Freeze seems like it was even in another story. Well, it doesn't even, even like remember because while we have these guys talking to Grifter in the beginning for a flashback, like, hey, look, we're going to offer you a job. You're going to go and do this. We're going to double your pay. Well, you got my attention, boys. Let's go and do this to the idea that, okay, the job was to work with Lucius Fox, stuff like that. Now, were these guys looking for the Penguin? Because in the first issue of this Grifter and Batman Urban Legends, we saw Grifter meeting with the Penguin and Mrs. Freeze and stuff like that. A whole cabal of supervillains. She ends up getting capped. And then later on in the next issue, Toy Man gets shot. Toy Man gets shot. So I'm like, but I don't understand the connections because while we have Batman in this, it seems like he wants to talk to Cole Cash about the murder of these villains. But Bruce Wayne's also here, who seems to be wanting to like, talk about the Halo connection and stuff yeah, like and that. It, like, it's all so, like, swirling why around. Why do right? we have like yo, Bruce Wayne and Batman playing at different ends here, all trying to get to Cole Cash for different things? Yeah, and remember, Batman even warned Cole himself, said, hey, Halo's not good. Don't deal book. with them. It is. I mean, the individual things, I was going to say, the individual scenes the and stuff you're having fun. Are great. And you have a lot of action scenes. I do like the idea that. All of this grifting, including, you know, having sex with him, that that's all the long con that he does to get back to the computers there in the Wayne Industries where he still can't get that full access. Well, even the idea of his assistant Lady Tron going and actually telling him to do this. So he goes and does it. So she's actually filming him this entire time to use against him later. When like, oh, I didn't tell you to sleep with her. I just told her to get the information. But thank you for the video compilation I got to put together. Like, God damn you, Lady Tron. She has to say, but God damn you. I'm going to freaking get you fired for all this you know, stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah, and then you end up having, you know, Bruce and Lucius. They're coming in what is supposed to be an elevator, but looks like an escalator. I don't know, Eric. It seems weird where they're standing well, there. With I just want to know how Cole Cash gets outside of a high-rise building oh, window. That's true. He goes. Well, we'll have to. Maybe we'll see. But look at them in the elevator where they're in an elevator, right? And it looks like it has a weird pattern of, of like a carpet there, but the actual. The actual uh, shadow actually does go down on it yes. like they're on an escalator. I don't understand this high well, why tech do you, nonsense. Why do you think – I just think that's just the floor, but why do you think the shadows would be anywhere else in an elevator? Well, no. They would go ahead of them. They're actually going down No, they're going down because the, the, because the lights are above them no, in the I'm elevator. I'm telling you, no. They're not a round circle. They're actually a 90-degree angle there going down towards what 
I think that they got messed up and somebody thought they were on an escalator. That is not a round shadow that Bruce Wayne, he's standing and his feet are sticking out from below the thing because you can see it go down. It's weird. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But that is definitely a 90 degree angle shadow. From a thing above them I think they're on an escalator And they're going to get to the bottom And Lucius's shoelaces are going to get caught And he's going to die But they end up coming out of that And uh, yeah, he's hanging outside (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you If if you go and look at that It's not a complete circle It goes down in the deal And Bruce, like, it seems weird Something went wrong And also Bruce looks like his one leg Is inside the floor there even But Again, that's just me, I guess. I'll have to ask some people if they agree it's an escalator. But you end up having Coley's hanging outside the window. He's hanging outside the deal, and uh, they're talking about him. And, you know, Bruce is pissed. Well, he's, hey. he's you know, got all this different access by doing different things to getting up to this level with this the security clearance that he has. Get up here to try to download the files they need. They don't have the correct co- clearance, so it still goes above, like, you know, the, secu- the head of security that he slept with and stole the freaking information from. But as he's up here, Lucius and Bruce are making their way up here. He has nowhere to go. Lady Tron can't freaking, you know, or whoever it may be, can't beam him out of there. So he ends up just hang, dangling outside yeah, of the window. Even though which they I don't said know how something about the windows and stuff like that, and even the emergency exits and stuff were rigged and, and whatnot. But yeah, you end up with pretty cool deal with him hanging outside. You can listen in and we'll see what happens. Uh, but overall, I think this was a bit of a down issue with this. I, I end up where each issue is kind of going down in my mind, every one that I read. Uh, but I like individual things that we got in the scripter story, and I like the first half of the Red Hood story. Those are what we're here for anyway. But yeah. that Outsiders just ended up like really like. Do you have you any idea what we're going to be doing with next for those two no, little stories? No, I have no idea. I'll have to look. I'll have to look in one of our breaks, and I'll let let you know then. Because, yeah, that's the big thing. What is going to take place of the Outsiders story now? How are we going to work this? Are we going to get another three shot we're gonna you know whatnot but we'll we'll have to figure that out we'll look at it uh but i'm at a seven out of ten i like the art throughout though what would you give it i'm sitting at a seven out of ten as well i enjoy these stories mostly here for the red hood stuff the grifter stuff was fun but i realized i'm out of my depth with it and they're not doing enough to explain everything the one shots that we got still not a fan of this it felt like a weird lady shiva story that we didn't need to have and the outsider stuff has never really done it for me i thought last issue it was going somewhere interesting but ultimately i was let down but i still like where we're going with the red hood stuff the art looks great all throughout and that's what i figured out at the end like yeah, this is a buck oversized four story issue. I'm here for Red Hood, baby. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's basically the deal. And then unless they the can rest you know, inform me about how Wildstorm works in the DC universe, you know, here's a how to guide for the next issue. I don't know what we're doing in Grifter. You know what's funny too? It's it's that Grifter seems like Matthew Rosenberg writing it as if these are big things. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna mention something. And the thing is, the wild Wildstorm moments. people, they might be. It's There's just not it's that not many of them, though. I don't think that that's my problem. Is a lot of people even with this and the landscape of the books and stuff are just jumping into DC comics and they must be just completely confused with what is going on or what it means and stuff like that. But we'll go to the next book, which is one of your books and a book that, you know, most people would be able to jump right into, right? It's I hope so. Jump right in. What is it? Superman number 31, written by Phil Kennedy Johnson and Sean Willis, Arfi Scott Godlewski, Norm Ratman, Gabe Altieb, Dave Sharp, Sammy Basri, uh, Bassery, that's right. Yes. And Ulysses Ariola. Superman and Son are here to save the day for an alien planet that has become infected by a space parasite called the Shadow Breed. Well, it's a pretty straightforward book with the idea of trust no one, 
But where the book actually shines is one, John's idea of not wanting to live in his shadow of his father and being his own man, because who could replace a Superman? Oh, and there's a loose cannon and gangbuster backup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why don't they just, you know, cut to the chase and throw that in that? Like th- these one shots in the back of this book, especially. I hate the and Superman whatnot, backup so much. They're, they're even worse than the one shots that we'll be getting in that Urban Legends. We hate well, those. I, I will take every one shot we have compared uh, in that Urban Legends compared to the back of yeah. we've had in Action yeah. Comics and, and, and Superman. And the best part of it, though, is. At least in that Urban Legends, you said we're still getting Red Hood, that we really yeah. want to read and whatnot. No, I mean, look, you give me a series of just the one-shot stories in oh, there, yeah. no, I will take that yeah, over take all that. the backups in these. Yeah, but it's, yeah, really, it's tomatoes, tomatoes, but yeah, they, they all suck. But Because you, you, even in that, where I will complain in those one-shots in Urban Legends, where it's like a catch-up of like characters that people should know something. for the most part, like especially the Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and how they feel against about each other. Let me tell you about Loose Cannon and Gangbuster, but not really. We're not, not going to really. get the Loose Cannon book coming up? No, no, just really? like, hey, can you get – imagine this. <laughs> loose Cannon, who you may or may not remember from the 90s, he doesn't like Gangbuster, a new version of a character from the 90s that you don't know anything about. They're going up against the villainous that are going after them, but you don't know about her. Yeah, get this, right. Eric. Gangbuster is more of a Loose Cannon than Loose Cannon. <laughs> it's like that's that's the thing going on. I'm like, really? Because I ended up before I read this, I ended up seeing an article where it was like Loose Cannon is back, and oh my god, like it was something. I'm like, ooh, let's see. Oh my god, you, you and it was cool that Loose you Cannon milked something was out of this. Woo-wee. Yeah, that's cool, all right. But it's not anything that you need a one shot to raise a book a dollar uh, just to do that. And well, I don't even understand what we're doing for these backups because the idea is we have some aliens you're, you're that are going after the Superman pals because they're like yeah, that's how you get to Superman for real. But what the story really is. Jimmy Olsen has gathered the sea listers of Metropolis into the basement of the Daily Planet, and we're going to be heroes together against these aliens we don't know about. I'm like, like seriously, though, what? when when you're reading this backup and all the connection is, hey, Jimmy, we're here. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, no, we're in the bar fight. Oh, there's Bimbo. <laughs> there's there's nothing here. It's so bad. Uh, in the regular story, to me, it, it really feels like, okay. We're doing Venom. We're doing the symbiote deal in You Said the Thing, the movie deal. And it's the same kind of deal. And again, I don't know how much I like the idea that we are heading towards a John Superman. I like that idea. But I don't need to have the book with Philip Kennedy Johnson where he is just setting this up one issue after the other at the other then he's going to hand the baton to tom taylor to go off i appreciate a progression of that story to make it so it just doesn't come out and say here he goes john superman and then we have to spend that to talk about how john doesn't want to be like his father but i would progression into that i think works it's just not hitting very well here even though it is the highlight to me of these books i would have rather have seen this and and i i would think that tom taylor's going to do it anyway of when john becomes superman him struggling to live up to his father and do that. I'd rather see it in actions, not in this way of, and it really feels like this happens and I get upset with Batman, where the only way you can make other things look better is you have to have Batman duped. He's always getting, and he's a guy who doesn't get duped. You're doing the opposite here or the same actually with Superman. You have to lessen Superman here just so that John can be elevated, but he's already elevated to me. I already love John. What's that? Are we lessening Superman in this? He, though? Got, because he got duped and got completely taken over. He is now the the thing. He's he's done. 
John has to save him. Yeah, I think you're lessening Superman here because he ended up walking completely into a trap and oh, that yeah. was taken it, it over. Was a, it was a big trap where an entire planet infected with people wanted revenge on Superman and did dupe him into this whole thing. But anybody, I think, would have been duped in this whole yeah, idea. But especially. you also have to set that John goes seven. Everything to me looks just set up in a forced way just to make it so John has to save Superman. So we're like, oh, my God, he is super. I, I don't need that. I mean, me personally, I know that John's pretty super. And when he becomes Superman, you've already even had Batman say, hey, you got to tell him about the Justice League. We're down with this, whatever. And I just think that this book is meandering with this shitty story just so that it can hand off the torch to John being it. And every, this goes from, man, a kid doesn't like to see his father getting you know down and hurt, Agreed. whatever, to go to this. A kid never thinks he's going to live up to his father's deal. We, we just keep doing well, the same that, things over and over. Not only that, but the idea of living up to Superman and can somebody replace Superman because Superman's just not a title. It is who he is from like soul to core to his entire being. Like That is Superman. Can John ever be a Superman when he personally believes that this is who his father is? And I will tell you the one thing about like, you know, if you want to like make Superman lesser to make John better. The one thing I really enjoyed right away was the idea that we are making John a little bit different where he has new powers that his father doesn't have with the idea of using heat vision that ignites like he can stop it and actually explode his heat vision where he wants. I'm like, well, that's cool because, you know, you're making him his own thing at this well, point. You're going to have to. And I think this is editorial saying, we're, you know, worry. You're going to have just John not a little Superman. Superman. Uh, yeah, you can't have a book that here's John and he's just Superman, right? Yeah. He he needs something different. He needs his own identity his, instead of powers. Yeah, and he doesn't really have that yet. And so that is pretty cool of him. And, you know, hey, that's clever, whatever. I, I don't mind that. It, it's just the idea where it, when we get to the Superman book with John, it's going to almost like, well, we, we wasted half a year on just setting that up by doing these things of, you know, the philosophical idea of replacing your dad. Yeah. Oh, seeing your father hurt. Oh, and it elevates more with the, it being Superman because this is Superman. But still, it just ends up being the same thing. And in the meantime, the actual story with this race of aliens, with the Shadow Bright and the whole deal the with the symbiotes and things. I will never remember these. The, the minute the story's over, I will have forgot. I almost Look, forgot. I needed a recap when this started because it's such a nothing well, story. Whenever to we set deal with up. aliens and stuff like this, when we get to like deep dive into the DCU, whenever like let's even say it's a Green Lantern, I love Green Lanterns. My favorite superheroes in the DC universe. But whenever we go off and do like alien stuff, when it's like, all right, here's the planet and aliens and alien names of the of the story arc right now. Like, oh, here we go, Corath Obaxis. The current leader of the Thacrum, the Thacrumites. I'm like, no, like you just said, I I don't know this. And if I didn't have it on the screen right now, I would not be able to tell you who these people are or what their names are. Because even when the like you know going back, like they show emotions differently and stuff. Like it doesn't really matter. Remember, in the, the words room. don't mean the same. Exactly. And, and but we because have not really dealt with that much matter. anyway. It doesn't They're matter. They're all taken over by the Shadow Breed anyway. They're all one entity that are working against Superman and Superboy at this point, and Quarthobaxis, the current leader. He is the only regular person, and he is there to actually, you know, just, you know, pretty much throw his people to the lions and, like, yeah. pretty much. But look, he wants I'll to give live. You, I'll give you everybody if you just let me live. I'll, yeah, I'll betray man. all of these people. And that's where he is sitting right now just to find out, yeah, look, everything that we had, like, when the old king's message went out to Superman, we did that because we wanted to have the people that screwed the shadow breed over before, like, you know, Superman and the old king and Falder the scientist. We're taking revenge. We're back, baby. And we want to have everybody who was here for that. We're taking them down. We're taking them over. Long live the shadow breed. And it's kind of a cool situation when we have the entire planet taken over. And I say entire planet. You got 
a few hundred people here. Mm. You don't know what the, the civilization is or how big the planet or whatever it is. When they know Superman and how he reacts, where it's like they're all taken over. They're all of one hive mind of the shadow breed. And they're like, look, we're just going to start jumping off this cliff. And what are you going to do, Superman? Because he's trying to stay away because he doesn't want to get infected. But because he's Superman, he has to go down there and save he them does. from killing themselves, now, I don't know which gets him about- infected. Yeah, I don't know about the shed. Like, even then, like, if he's like, okay, whatever, does this, like, eliminatable, they, will they die from this fall? Or, uh, you know, Superman won't allow that. So that's cool. But even when you end up with that device that they found down below with, with the one who had fallen and, and things we like gotta that. We got to remake this whole thing. Yeah, we'll go to Photo Scientist Lab. And it's just, you know, it's just a way for Superboy and Superman to get it separated. It is to get with, separate. It is. Yeah. And, the and just the idea is, of, like, now that we have some time to talk, you know, king of the world right now. How was your father and your relationship? Because mine was like this, and I don't know if I can yeah, do this. Yeah, and that's what's right. weird because it's a two. But even that Superman, that's not the bomb. Th- that's actually that cage prison thing. And he yeah. says, do you do you notice, you recognize this? Oh, yeah, yeah, there was one of those. But it's not that one. Oh, can you remake stuff? Oh, yeah, he's a lab. Can you remake a bomb? Yeah, I think I saw yeah, it at one sure point. Stuff. Like, it just kind of goes down the line from nothingness to get well, to so all of a sudden well, it's just you know it. it's just that character everything's like, forced yeah that's yeah, a yeah. ticket you know yeah, i can do that sure yeah, it's just yeah. the liar this whole time he just needs to get well, superman and superman but separated because he's like yeah why is superman going this. for this even with the idea where he says he's like i don't know what this kid can do well he even says i'm not going to be able to make it in time okay well even though you can't why don't you go try and do it with my son i'm gonna check out this it's just a such a forced way to get them separate and then you end up like you said you have this idea well you know my dad's super and you know what that means and you go through we we pretty much had a very done. similar deal with damien yeah he uh, just sat with damien is, doing I, that i, I, and I, like, had this, it with I like this so even when you bring up the idea of damien because you have the juxtaposition of these two super son characters where damien's like fuck you guys i'm gonna be batman one day and it's like john's like can i be superman one day i don't know if i can but that's why I didn't like as much the last issue with Damien, where he's like, I don't think I'm going to be Superman. What? That's what you have to do. Like, it, it didn't seem quite like Damien. And in this, he's just talking. But again, you, you try to play a little with the idea that the language is different, not the same, but you don't enough. because You know what no, you don't, super you, look, means? You, you don't really deal with that at all in you this don't. issue. And I don't know why it was brought up in the beginning. This just is so like, you could have that Shyamalan t- twist. I'm like, oh my god, it's not that's that they were dead. That's what ends up happening. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> everything just the is end, there when, for this issue. When we get the heel turn of the current rule of the Thacker, my people, like, oh my god, you've been doing this? Yes, I have. And the idea that Superman's been infected by the Shadow Break, you have all this going to have the final few pages of rumblings what is this giant ass thing that breaks through the freaking planet out there? Is that the is that what the thing was before the yeah, Superman fall? Yeah, I think that's what it because was. I, I all think of a sudden, that it just looks like it's was. coming from the planet's core. It looks like a mecca. I know it does look, it look like a mecca. It, but it yeah, looks like that it has is a broke windshield. That with is the Batman <laughs> symbol. <laughs> in it. That is the thing that fell, Eric. And you even have where oh, they did I just. Things are just thrown at you, I, and like, again, we never got a good look in my mind of what that thing was. That Superman fought. So all of a sudden, he's got, got a mecha coming out of the ground. I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, John ends up he's going to have to save his father, which will put the exclamation point in the idea that he is as super as him, just in a different Hopefully. way and whatnot. But even that, like I said, where you have oh no, this symbiotic alien presence oh what can stop it well it looks like fire and maybe some sound okay i kind of saw this before because even claps the deal away from it and they try to dissipate now is that, that the sound or the percussion of it i don't know but you know because it's not spelled out but i love the idea of don't use the heat vision 
it it feeds them, makes them stronger. Okay, let me try this. Well, why doesn't an explosion make it feed them even more? Uh, that's the thing. The that concussion they, of it. Uh, but it, it ends up, don't do it because that makes these things stronger, as if he's trying to get away from the idea that it's just venom. But then you end up where he just, I, I don't even know, but it's so John could use this new ability. Okay, well, explosions work, but it does, but it didn't make sense in this progression of it. But really, all this is them being duped the whole time. John's saying he doesn't, he's scared to be the next guy in line, whatnot, and, you know, all that. Now with it, it even seems like the idea where Philip Kenny Johnson, let's just put aside the idea that Superman's dying. We know that John's going to become Superman. Let's just work towards that and, and go full bore with it. So you end up, it's, it's okay. Yeah, like it has these nice moments. Look, I'm telling nice you, I don't care about Superman or the planet itself. It's just John working his progression to his own series at this point that I enjoy. And, and that's progression the, thing. Of the character with the powers and Isn't stuff like that. Isn't it kind of the deal where you might be able to, if that's the case, just say, I'll see you in July? Because uh, you're not really getting that much here, except John worried, worried, worried. Am I going to be strong oh, I'm not enough? I'm the strong books good. There's just no, aspects I, of the I know. books I'm I saying don't in mind. general, I, I just wish that this actually for a book that is not it's so telegraphed that this is just to set up John for this new deal with the John Superman. And again, book that even the idea, him. like where you had the M Night Shyamalan twist about how un- Superman understands because of their strange way of saying things, what they really meant. It's not dead. Oh my god! When you have this whole thing here, there's nothing in this progression of this issue of the story where I thought to myself, "Oh my god, what a shocking surprise!" Because it was all almost formulaic. In the Except idea at of, the like, point when a big mecha comes out of the ground. Uh, again, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, know what the hell, hell that was because yeah. they didn't really show me what that monster looked like before, and I had to assume that's what it was. But I, I don't it has know. To be. Yeah, it has to be. And they even say that this whole thing, this parasite deal, had kind of overtaken itself. Like, why does it I seem bigger that than the crevasse cool it was in before? Okay, everything looks bigger the closer you get. I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I was confused at first, but like you assumed that it had to be that. And and what are we going to do to end this? Just blow it up again? I mean, what's the deal? John, obviously, with this sun. new... Well, John has it. this new power. He's just going to use that as the nuclear blast. I mean, the that solar? seems like it's set. So, yeah. I'm saying they used a nuclear blast before. He's going to replace it with his heat vision. What's a nuclear blast? Explosion. It was some kind of like negative energy that it couldn't, yeah, a certain kind of radiation that it couldn't said feed on. Nuclear. So uh, the idea, yeah, it ended up being that it, it took it away the on light. heat and energy. Yeah, yeah. So, it, but even that kind of gets a little wonky. Like I said, if it feeds on energy, it doesn't matter what type of explosion or heat vision you're doing. It can feed off of it, but then it doesn't. So I don't know. But yeah, I just, I need something that's its own story. I know that we're going to Super, Superboy being Superman, but Superman. Uh, you have a little bit of a time here where you could have told something besides just generic. A son doesn't want to replace his father. Well, maybe son. finally. Pinecone ball. Look, maybe finally, once John has his own title to go and do his own Superman things with, Philip Kennedy Johnson will finally want to write Superman. Well, he's not yet. Well, he's not writing that. That's no. going to be Tom Taylor. No, I'm See, saying, though, yeah. maybe once you know Superboy well, yeah. goes off to do that, yeah, you then know. maybe Philip Kennedy Johnson will have this title yeah. and be able to write Superman well, stories. Well, he's going to be doing just action comics then, so that's the thing. This oh, book that's what gets, I mean, though. But Yeah, this, as this as book gets canceled. And yeah. you know, I know what you're saying. But yeah, and on more world, Eric. So off we go. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You have the back. You have the backup with loose cannon and crime buster. And right and, away, uh, I'm angry because we have loose cannon and gangbuster. Which the idea of a gangbuster, a new one, it kind of seems cool because it's one of these weird, you know, list characters. Yeah. And you're doing something new with a new version of the character. But when you start the story out, whether at Bibbo's watering hole instead of the <laughs> Aso Clubs, yeah. Why did we change hole. that? 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't explain it there. And, and why also are you going to get a new gangbuster and not really tell you anything except that this is a new gangbuster? Well, this that's is the where- thing is. Like, you know, the original gangbuster was her uncle, and she's a little high-headed, but, like, I don't exp- – I actually don't expect Sean Lewis to do anything to explain anything in this because I don't even know what we're fighting still. Like, the idea is, like, hey, uh, gangbuster's fighting this one guy. His name's Division. He works with Projectress. I'm like, look, I don't even and know what Projectress is really doing. Projectress is, like, thrown out there as if this is, like, a full-out, oh, my God, the Projectress Remember when is, she was dating gone. Bibbo and really got him upset because she didn't really like him for who he was? Ooh, she got him good. You mean like at the end where I think that's who he's hanging with, right? It I mean, is. Yeah. So why She's is he still in the freaking Why is he house? hanging with her still? Is this a dupe? Is he, I, I don't get it. I don't I'm understand like, the power Bibble, set of what we're Bibble doing. I know Bibble was dumb, but seriously. Holy like the whole moly. thing is, we had projectors who put on this persona, <laughs> this look for somebody who was round Bibbo and like went out and made her think like maybe Where'd Bibbo would. Where'd that dude like, go? And he got killed by freaking yeah, ambush bug yeah, last yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah. But we have the we have division now. The gangbusters fighting, but this whole thing where we have loose cannon and gangbuster fighting because it seems like projectress has screwed up their minds. I'm like, I don't know her power set. Is she able to do this? Apparently, because loose cannon and gangbuster end up fighting to the point where it looks like loose cannon kills the new gangbuster, but it seems like it's going to be okay. And then she's just in the hospital. But I don't know what projectress is doing because we have her doing some smoky finger stuff to Bimbo's <laughs> mind. She's she's got the star tattoos on her face. I and end up like, I told you that division was coming. I'm like, you mean that guy who gangbuster beat up in the beginning of this? Yeah, yeah. Also, then you just like throw other characters at the end just to throw them. And then I'm like, is this supposed to be like we're excited that this is Jimmy Olsen's Suicide Squad or something? Guess like- what, guys? It seems like Jimmy Olsen's Suicide Squad with Steel and Ambush Bug and Loose Cannon and Gangbuster. They ain't all friends. No, they oh. don't get along. They well, fuck don't. Me. Just looking at Jimmy, like Jimmy shows up in this coat, like it's like I don't know what he thinks he is. Why like, are we hey, fucking hey, with Bubbo and Jimmy Olsen? I don't know. Then it made me laugh because as they're taking Gangbuster away, she looks like the Karate Kid. Look at her there. I'm like, hey, there's Daniel. But you end That's up all blood. the stuff I know it is. It's not the best version, but still, it did remind me of him. Crane kick. But yeah, in this then but, but that's like, not Karate Kid. That is the freaking headband <laughs> that you know that uh, freaking the Jackson? dude had in uh, the, yeah Jackson had in Bloodsport. Yeah, it is. It is in Bloodsport with the, the Jackson had. It. But you know, and if you pull out there, also the Harley Davidson shirt, possibly sure Eric. I love that. But yeah, and then there's Bibbo sitting there with like snot coming out of his nose, and he's like, "I gotta make she, this right." She called me. She got me to tell her everything. Like, what is her power? What is everything? I thought she projected I things she, before. I I don't know. I'm telling you, I want to project my ass out of this. Is she the <laughs> She might be. <laughs> I know. What's she, the director? The I don't know. I don't know. And then it's like, to be continued. And I'm like, I will slice somebody. <laughs> That's the thing. It feels like a threat. It feels like, like really? You yeah, think you like great. the Superman? It's like it's forcing you to show your love. <laughs> it's tough love it's giving you. Yeah, I'm just so mad great. because here's Steel just hanging out. I'm like, why are you doing steel dirty like this? He doesn't belong with you schmubs. Like he schmucks is doing like, that. I don't he know is why. Being like, done dirty, go, Eric. go do your own go thing, do your steel. steel thing. Yeah. Go back to the steel work. You, you don't need to be hanging out with these schlubs. You don't need them. They they don't even know what they need. They don't know what they're doing. The minute you walk in and see ambush bug, you turn right the hell around. You, you're like do. Grandpa Simpson. You put the hat back on and get the hell out of there right now. And, and Reggie, all about ambush bug. I've never cared. 
No, because he even that, you throw ambush bug in the store, you know it doesn't mean anything. That is like the cue. Okay, I don't need to be dealing with this because you could do nonsense by the end, which I'm sure you will. Oh, my God, that is the worst. It made me laugh, though. I like talking to you about these sort of nonsense things. But, yeah, the Superman book itself, though, I, I just need I a little know, more like, than a prelude what to is Tom Taylor to understand taking over. The Midnighter backup in action <laughs> or this? Because at least I feel like I know for as convoluted as this what's going on in Midnighter because it comes from Future I, State. I'm going I'm to give know you how a to different deal. This. I think they're both so convoluted. I don't know. But that's the thing. The Midnighter, because of what's going on with time jumps and Future State, that seems like it's more important. So I need to know more about that. And I'm still confused. This ambush bugs in it are glue scattered. They, I can sit there and look at the art and laugh at how stupid it I is just imagine, and not feel like, like I'm missing out on anything. Who Who is this for? Like the, the, the majority of readers that are coming to DC Comics are like, you know, are they going to know who Loose Cannon is or Gangbuster or that it's a new Gangbuster? I'm just saying, like, we don't even know who the bad guy is really or what they do or what they want. I think that Philip Kennedy Johnson has been told in this. Hey, listen, you don't have a lot of time. We're going to switch this up. You're going to have John. Tom Taylor's writing. He's going to be Superman. We need to get everybody on board with John. There's a lot of new readers, future state coming back into the frontier. Get everybody on board with John being a good kid, how his father and his relationship. I can go with that, right? Yeah, if yeah. you're going to do that in the main book, you can't just throw loose cannon and gangbuster in willy-nilly thinking you're doing anything. Because nobody is going to know. Most people, okay, Superboy becomes Superman. I, I kind of can get that idea. What? The uncle was gangbuster and now he's fighting loose, she's fighting loose cannon. People are what the hell is going Get on Get this, here? everybody. Loose cannon hurt gangbuster. <laughs> almost killed her. I mean, really. What that does that mean big, to most people? That is the big Even moment. if you were a comic book fan, gigantic DC comic book fan, I don't know how many people that's going to mean anything to. I don't know. He just hauls up and punches her, too. It's just bad all around. Uh but yeah, well, why? Why? Why'd you add that? Why? Why can't we just get back to no backups? Have just books being three ninety nine, whatever, you know, and and get more people to be able to buy more things and whatnot. Because these backups, for the most part, ninety nine point nine percent have been bullshit. The ones that were pretty good were the Damian ones in the Batman and the Detective Comics leading into the Robin book. Those were okay. They served a pro. What the hell is this? It's I nothing. Don't know. It's, I don't either. It's, it's an enigma is what it is. What, what are you giving this whole? Look, I ended up giving it a six out of 10 because while the story of Superman, like this, it's a paint by numbers kind of, you know, alien parasite story. And the, the backup's completely fucking bullshit. The thing is, the art looks great completely throughout. The backup, the main story, it all looks great. And I really did like the stuff when John is just doing John stuff, worrying about what he's going to be when he grows up because he had to, you know, prematurely grow up and he's, you know, getting to be a Superman pretty soon. But it's coming closer. And he has a lot of weight on his shoulders and knows stuff from the future and stuff like this. I like the progression of John and what we're doing with him. I just wish it was handled a little bit better, but that is the highlight of this book. So six out of ten. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm telling you, laughing about loose cannon and crying buster. I'm going to go. I was at a six two. I'm going six five, uh, just because I had fun talking about it. But again, me personally, being a big John fan, reading most of, if not everything. I mean, me and you have pretty much read everything that John, this John, has been in. So oh, we that's know the, the thing is, I, I know the thing that's really put it over because you had the character Crada there. You know, the freaking Mexican superhero <laughs> who's just hanging out <laughs> with you know Louis Cannon well, and Steel. Jimmy Suicide Squad. I the wonder Jimmy what a Crada is doing next. Yeah, everybody's got that on the tip of their tongue. But yeah, I I have to step back a bit and, and kind of go with this idea. I understand. What Philip Kennedy Johnson, it may not be for me. I think that these moments are kind of generic. 
and just there as that, you know, as I said before, when you had Brian Michael Bendis doing the super books, it was a little different way he did it because he would do a bunch of bullshit, do nothing, and then just have, hey, dad, I love you as the, oh, that'll get them. I think that Philip Kennedy Johnson is doing this for a purpose. It's just a purpose that I don't really need. And so I'm reading it being a guy who would be selfish and say just that, but I understand what he's doing. And yeah, it's nice enough. And it's a nice thing to get right before we see him be Superman. Just in my mind, thinking that eventually, if it's not averted, the asshole puts a a big bubble on Metropolis and thinks that's a good idea. So at some point, he ends up not really learning as well as he should. But still, uh, this is okay. And and one of those where you're setting up and I'll give uh, PKJ a little bit of credit. He is doing this to set up somebody else's book as well. It seems like he's giving Tom Taylor a deal. Now, if Tom Taylor comes on the book and and does the same exact thing, oh, my God, I don't want to be. Then I'll be like, well, I guess. Well, that's on Tom Taylor. PKJ already did his work for him. I'm saying, though, but maybe this was an editorial deal. And then when they get to editorial, they say as a number one, you're going to have to do that. Then I'll wonder who the told him to do this in this book so we'll see we'll see if it's well prayed out but yeah i'm at a six five i do like the art now i'm telling you i i keep just paging back and forth through this backup and it's making me giggle it's making me giggle just this progression of them hanging out at bimbo's watering hole and then just start fighting what happened to the ace of clubs oh my god maybe like you don't want to tarnish the ace of clubs with this bullshit story. honestly that's what so i started thinking of, like deal. you know this is how you know this doesn't matter because not even the ace of clubs yeah, you we might don't even well want to have this that in, in here noonans, right yeah. the sleazy bar and have this nonsense happen but yeah that that's that so uh it gives you a, a purpose, like we said. Superboy, it does elevate him. We're going to go to the theme. So it's not like we, we just hate it, but it's just force. And if you know the deal, I already know that he's pretty super. I'd, I'd like to deal, and you mentioned, I'd like to deal more with Superman really sitting down and saying, listen, we got to talk about you growing up in a volcano. Well, I'm telling you, well, my guys, doppelganger yelled the crap at you and was me. I'm really worried about the idea that we had in that Infinite Frontier talking yeah, well, about how there's the something wrong that, with yeah, John, how he's an anachronism throughout all these different timelines. And not to mention that he was raised in a volcano with a psychopath on Earth 3 for seven years and had no interaction with anybody but that psychopath while eating raw animals. I'm like, and then he, got shoved he, into the future to deal with kids up. that were. There, there you is know, something wrong with John that we have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be. But Brian that, Michael Bendis, be he just cool didn't deal. want to deal with the young John, so he said, "This happened here, and let's move on." No, there's a lot more that you need to deal with in the situation. That's, and you've that's created. the weird thing that Bendis does. He he wants to get to a point, and while it takes forever, he never does anything with the details. He He's got like a third them. grade education. Yeah, maybe you fifth. Mean, and John's isn't so well either. Weren't you throwing shade at Bendis? I thought you were still yelling about him. I, I thought that maybe you learned. You went and got the, the certificates, Eric. But yeah, he really has no idea. He grew up in a volcano eating raw meat, getting yelled at. I mean, that's like Maybe crazy. he did some heat vision on that bitch and freaking maybe, did it. But I like maybe he used that, the volcano. It was active. I mean, well, you could do it is, in the lava. Like, I don't know. I just imagine that, you know, the uh, the Ultraman of that Earth 3 had moved the, the moon in front of the sun so he didn't get, you know, hit by the solar radiation yeah, weakening yeah, yeah. him. So I imagine that there's not a lot true. of sunlight for John to, like, you know, absorb in no, that volcano to keep his powers too. going. I mean, just the idea that nobody really talks about it that much, where it is way worse than that all-star Batman and Robin, where Dick Grayson is thrown in the cave and has to eat rats and stuff. I mean, at least he's just John doing that by worse. himself, right? John's getting berated. Get, and then 
Remember how much of an emotional wreck Ultraman was? It was so over the top. Oh my god! But but yet, if you, you ask anybody, why are we dealing with the was, emotions of Ultraman, but not I, I John Kent? And and even then, remember, it was the crazy grandfather who really wasn't that crazy. He ended up so weird. Oh, thank oh god, my god, that goodness. resolved well. Well, yeah, yeah, that worked out. Uh. He ended up uh, being silenced. <laughs> but all right, yeah, we're gonna go what off. What's his now. role in the death of Krypton? Uh, I believe that he allowed it to happen by like, the end. I, I believe that though, he allowed Rogozar to But what continue. was Rogozar? Did he make – because Rogozar is Kryptonian, I think he was why? also made and, by him, Eric. But he also – he was implicit, right? But he, wasn't he the, the Chrysalis Queen Eric, the one who I'm, was going to – I keep saying this because I can't remember. <laughs> it all convoluted in. I don't feel in. that it ever worked out. And then remember he was just but sentenced. Again, it's the care of it. Don't worry about it. He was sentenced to go back right as Krypton got destroyed. <laughs> oh, there you go. No we fuss, no muss. We used to love you, Jurel. See you later. Oh, there, there's Bendis, though. I didn't want to trample on things. I wanted to come in he and ease my but. way in. That's all he did. That's all he did. But we're past that, so at least maybe this is better. Maybe. Maybe it'll get even better when you have one person concentrating on action, the other concentrating on a new status quo of the Superman book. You get options, number one, but you also get you know, concentration. Uh, you, you get a, a laser focus you'll have. But we're going to go off. Speaking of laser focus, Eric, we're going to go off right now to what we do like to call the digital first spotlight with Clay. So we're going to go off. Clay like has a that. bunch of books coming up, including the recent chapters of such things as the next Batman Second Son, Eric. Big things happen in that book that right. I'll tell you when we're done recording right now. I'll tell you what's going on with that, but Clay's going to tell everybody. I know you're not going to listen, so Clay will tell everybody else. I'll fill you in. But yeah, and he's got a couple books going on uh, this week, so enjoy that, and then we'll be back with some books. Hello, and welcome back to the DC Digital Spotlight. Of course, I am your host, Clay. Today, we're going to be going over Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries number two, the second Batman, uh, sorry, the next Batman, second son, issue number 11, and Legends of the Dark Knight number seven. Number seven is actually the beginning of the brand new arc. One through six was the first arc of the new Legends of the Dark Knight series. So we're going to start at issue seven for a new arc. But let's go ahead and go back to Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries number two. This is the continuation of what we had in uh, last week's podcast. Now, I will say this was actually the ending of this story. So it looks like they're only doing uh, two parts uh, to uh, finish stories, which is nice. You know, you, you get a story pretty quickly. Now, I will say uh, right now, there is only four issues. Issue five doesn't even come back until August. So we'll be able to catch up on this pretty quickly. Um, I believe uh, Second Sun ends next week. And then Legends of the Dark Knight will actually go uh, forward uh, or moving forward, of course. Now, also, before I actually get into into the comics, I just want to rant for a little bit. And I'm not going to take too much of uh, Jim and Eric's time here. Uh, but... Guys, this digital spotlight, I really wanted to do this because I am a digital reader. I purchase all of my comics digitally. And to be completely honest, uh, for the most part, I've only been purchasing uh, a lot of indie comics 
and DC's digital comics because they were so cheap. They were 99 cents each, uh, plus tax $1.7, whatever. It depends on the state that you're in, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But even so, the reason why I do this is because I can't keep up with week-to-week stuff. It's just way too much money for me. Uh, so I decide to trade weight. And for the books that I really want to get into, um, I I still trade weight. It's just something that I can't do. Like I really enjoy Nightwing right now, and I really want to get into uh, Taylor Superman. I'm not going to buy them week-to-week because it's just way too much on my on my wallet. But I will buy the trades. And then... When it comes out with the collector's edition or an omnibus, I will sell all of my trades to help purchase that omnibus. That's just what I do. Now, here, I've had a lot of excitement for DC pushing out their digital content. It looks like everything that was announced pretty much in the last three months as a digital first comic is no longer going to be a digital first comic. They bumped it up to normal pricing, $3.99, and it's going to come out the same day as physical. DC's killing my excitement for these books, and they are losing me as a customer if they continue to do this. I will still purchase these other books, but like I said, Second Son is ending next week. Uh, Scooby-Doo is not coming back until August, and I don't know how long they want to do Legends of the Dark Knight. Whether it be only two trades or three trades or if it's going to take as long as the last series did, who knows? But if they're not going to add anything else, because I was looking forward to Justice League Last Ride being a digital first, they changed that. I no longer uh, get to purchase that book because it's $3.99. Same thing with uh, Batman Adventures Continues. Uh, Season 2 was going to bring in the Court of Owls. I was really excited to read that. And now I don't I don't get to. So I'll have to wait for the trade for that. So unfortunately, those won't be a part of the digital firsts. Uh, hopefully, they will come to their senses and start announcing some other titles for us to go on to this digital spotlight. But with that, let's go ahead and jump into Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries Chapter 2, Glove Story Part 2. Uh this one, I it's the same thing as the last. I will say it's really enjoyable to read these books and have these characters' voices in your head. Um, the comment that I made last week was the uh, the voice of the Super Friends Batman and the Super Friends Robin. I have those in my head, as well as, of course, the classic Scooby-Doo voices. And here... We still get the story. Like, there's this one moment where we left off last issue where Batman, Daphne, and Fred were using a submarine. Uh, They're now underwater uh, with all of their scuba gear. And Robin is on the other side of this wall, and he uses this thing called the, uh, the Quake Master's jackhammer. And he blows a hole through the wall. And Robin's just like, oh, well I, well, I guess we'll have to just tell Bruce Wayne to pay for this, just, you know, the destruction of this wall. And he's talking to Batman. Of course, Daphne and Fred don't know their secret identities. But, man, Batman's got to be like that jerk. Like, he he knew that I would have to pay for this. And he did it anyway. And he destroyed a whole wall. I just think that's hilarious. Robin, Robin can literally just, oh, do you think that's what Jason did? Oh, that would be hilarious. Jason just like 
destroyed everything. He's just like, ah, Bruce Wayne's got it. It's fine. That's that's totally something Jason would do. I, I I'm headcanning it now. Jason destroyed city property and then said, hey, just put it on Bruce Wayne's bill. That's hilarious. Anyway, we actually go back to the past uh, where Velma, uh, Scooby, and uh, Shaggy are. And they're still getting chased by this individual with all the mud on them. They thought it was a zombie. And I didn't notice this the first time I was reading it, but I'm looking at it now and I just now notice uh, it is, of course, Bruce Wayne. And I knew that then. But here I'm just now noticing he's actually like unbuttoning his shirt and he's about to turn into Batman. I didn't notice that before uh, because when they finally exit the building, uh, they're all dirty. They recognize that they are just as dirty as the individual that they thought was a zombie. And they're like, huh, that must be like that must have been a normal guy. And Velma was like, oh, well, you know, actually, he was kind of, you know, he what did she say? She said, uh, it's strangely familiar. And of course now you see Batman with the purple gloves. They go on to, uh, striker, uh, Alfred striker, uh, to, you know, find some more clues about this whole mystery about the gloves. And they run into Batman. Uh, it's really funny because Shaggy goes, steals the gloves from Batman. And then he's like, all right, mission accomplished. So we got the real gloves. And I'm just like, uh, and I'm not sure that works that way. And it's very odd um, because as super friends as this is, there's also Adam West in here um, because all of a sudden Batman pulls out a Scooby snack. Uh, don't know how he got a Scooby snack. It looks like a regular dog treat, but we all know it's a Scooby snack. Uh, Scooby couldn't resist. He went over there to grab it and then Alfred showed up and they're like, holy crap, if you're Alfred, you must be. And Alfred's like, no, 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 no. See, we associate ourselves with Batman because he helps protect Gotham. And so really good cover story, uh, which still like Velma is actually able smart enough to figure it out. But again, they, they had this cover story. So she second guesses it or whatever, but Alfred actually gives uh, the this like box to Velma and says, "Here, put the gloves here," and basically tells Batman, "You've grown out of these gloves. You never liked them anyway." So, thus creating a paradox because at the very not the very end of the last issue, but somewhere in the issue when Alfred actually drove them uh, to that warehouse, you saw Alfred noticing something in the back seat. Come to find out, he saw the 2021 gloves that were, like, made in whatever state. The fake gloves, basically. And they put two and two together. Like, okay, well, clearly, they're trying to figure out this mystery of why these gloves were wrong. And basically, what it ends up being is they create a paradox. And they find the new gloves because they hide the gloves in the past, and then they put Batman under hypnosis to then find out, hey, this is where you hid them. Uh, And also it's really weird because 
Batman then uses the influence of Shaggy, Scooby, and Velma as not wanting to be the dark and brooding, scary Batman, and instead a uh, a Batman that isn't so scary for children. And he's like, oh, this actually reminds me, I should uh, value friends, partners, and sometimes teenagers who are brave and smart, even a dog. And it shows a picture of Robin, Batgirl, and Ace the Bat-Hound. Um, so it is now headcanon that Robin, Batgirl, and Ace the Bat-Hound were influenced off of Shaggy, Scooby, and Velma. I think that is absolutely hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it says it's the end or the beginning. So that is the issue, <clears throat> excuse me, issue number two. Uh, and like I said, that is the end of that story. Um, I liked it. I, I really did. Uh, of course, this is what it is. It's a Scooby book. So it is very, see, I I, I think I said this in last issue, but I was talking to a friend of mine. I legitimately think that not all of the Hanna-Barbera stuff, but I think some of it could legitimately be in the DC universe and it not be that big of a deal. Like we've seen, what was it? Scooby apocalypse that had like 30 issues. Like we saw some dark stories in there. And I mean, it was basically the, the, Scooby-Doo equivalent of the walking dead and spoilers, but somebody dies and it was a pretty dark story. Like just imagine if Scooby-Doo and the gang legitimately was in DC comics. Like I, I, I could see it being something legitimate. So maybe they can do it. Maybe, maybe, but let's go ahead and move on to the next Batman second son issue 11 I will say this was boring. Oh, and also real quick, uh, uh, Scooby-Doo, uh, chapter two, the fake gloves or whatever, uh, missing gloves, whatever that chapter was. Uh, I would easily give that, uh, eight, five, nine, really simple, fun story. Uh, paradox. It, that's probably why it's not a perfect book is because they just, they 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 share this like really silly idea of like how paradoxes work and all of that. So, but it's a comic book and it's a kids comic book at that. So, that's why I'll put it at I'll, I'll go eight five. I'll go eight five. But second son, on the other hand, this was nonsense. It was basically just regurgitating information about Katana and Jace's relationship. Then uh, Katana saving Jace from this assassin. Uh, you know, basically showing his mother again, uh, Jace's mother, uh, talking to the victim's family from when Jace hit him or the victim, excuse me, with a car and like the son of that family, like threatening them and, oh, you know, yeah, it may have been a lot of money, but you'll pay, I swear. And they're like, oh, well, I hope that was, you know, just empty words and not a threat because otherwise I I hope you try or whatever. And it's just, just nonsense, actually. And it does say to be concluded next week. Uh, so it is going to be the last issue, issue number 12. Uh, this was really a whole lot of nothing. I know that it, 
that most of the content in this book was in the uh, Tim Fox, Jace, whatever you want to call him, uh, and Katana conversations at the very end. And it's supposed to give you this feeling of like, hey, these are his first steps into really making the decision of being Batman. And I just don't get it. I it, it doesn't do anything for me. And from where he is now to where he was in Future State and to what I assume can only be made into the decision to actually become Batman in issue 12, that's just not enough time. There's, there's a lot of gaps that are still missing and a lot of character development from what we saw in future States four issues. So it's this, I could easily just bump down. Like the art was fine. There was a little bit of stuff that I was like, and you kind of phone this in. Uh, there's a moment where Katana is like helping Jace get up from the whole incident with the assassins. Uh, and it was very minor details, very minor details, very flat, uh, not a lot of depth in these panels whatsoever. Um, this I could easily give a six, five. Uh, and that is mainly because of the lack of depth in the art, like I said, but also the story It just didn't really help move anything along. So unfortunately that's, you know, the, the, what, what do they call it? The, uh, shoot, what is the, the episode before the finale? I, I, I know it's at the tip of my tongue. I just can't think of it right now. Anyway, wasting time. Uh, last issue we're going to be talking about legends of the dark Knight Number seven written by, Oh, it's haunted by, uh, Stephanie Phillips. This is part one art by Max Dunbar colors by Tamara Bonvillain and letters by ALW's Troy Pateri. Um, this was actually, I, I love the art. Uh, Max Dunbar's art is very, very well done here. And I will say, excuse me, I will say this issue really did feel like a Batman the Animated Series type of story. Um, We see that there is, in the beginning, it's a flashback back in 1912, or 1910, sorry, and there is a Cobblepot. Uh, You learn his name later, it's Charles Cobblepot, um, and he gets attacked by this random person, uh, which we will find out is a legend, uh, this ghost legend. But uh, we go to the present day, Gotham City. They're in this auction. It's for charity. It's actually uh, a Wayne charity. And Bruce is very just like, ah, I don't want to be here. This is boring. I don't know why we're here. Alfred again Tells him, hey, just reminder, this is your family's charity. You need to make appearances. You know, this is the Bruce Wade thing to do. And when this box comes up, this antique box comes up in the auction, all of a sudden, Cobblepot comes in, bursting through the doors, saying 50000 right off the bat. And this intrigues Bruce, of course, because if a criminal mastermind is willing to spend that much money, then it's either illegal or something that he can just use in a negative light. So Bruce is like, okay, 100,000. And then there's a bidding war goes all the way to 
uh, $500,000 that uh, Bruce Wayne ends up spending. I just dropped my wedding ring. I apologize for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bruce ends up buying this thing for $500,000. Uh, he then goes to the Batcave with Alfred and they're like, okay, why was this so important to Cobblepot? And uh, there's some banter between Alfred and and Bruce, which was really, really organic. It was really nice. I really did enjoy that. Uh, but in this box, there's a newsletter or a newspaper from the Gotham Gazette. The West End Wraith strikes again. And it's about these string strings of murders, which, you know, was a legend. And Alfred was like, well, it doesn't really sound like a legend because it actually sounded like these people died. And he's like, well, the legend was that the victims were not killed by a man, but a ghost a figure in a white cloak uh, and no face whose feet never touched the ground. And then Cobblepot and his men like are storming Bruce Wayne's mansion. And Bruce is like, okay, you keep them distracted. I'm going to go catch a ghost. And, uh, when he does that, we actually see uh, Alfred in the Batmobile and he basically scares off all of these thugs, uh, catches them in a net while Alfred or sorry, while uh, Cobblepot is actually uh, melting the front door uh, to get in. And Alfred is saying, OK, the coast is clear. Like, Bruce, what should we do next? And he can't get a hold of him. And here, the last page is kind of confusing, but if you pay attention to what he is doing in like three or four pages before that, um, we see Bruce is standing next to a hologram of Gotham City. And in the last page, you see Gotham City and Batman is the hologram. So it is assumed that he has like basically put himself in VR in the 1910 Gotham city. And he's going to try to solve the murder in 1910. Don't know how they're going to pull this off because it's not like he is legitimately in 1910. So maybe they'll explain it. Who knows? Um, Maybe he'll just take clues from the, uh, from the murders that are in present day, like of course there's newspapers and there's old cold cases or whatever. And he'll probably gather all of that information and reconstruct it all in this virtual Gotham. But who knows? It's still, it was very cool. Like I said, I really dug the art and I had fun with this story overall. So this, it wasn't a perfect issue because, like I said, there's some stuff that was very confusing at times with, you know, the the virtual stuff. And it's – I can't just come out of the gate and be like, this is perfect because it really isn't. Um, I could easily – 7-5 for me uh, with this issue. Um, I really want there to be an explanation because if there's not, um, my scores for the book's – Continuing this arc uh, could easily go down, which thus puts this story um, down as well. So I'm going to keep it at a 7.5. If there is an uh, explanation over this whole thing, I I could easily go up to an 8 for sure. 
But with that, guys, thank you so much for taking your time to listen to me on this DC Digital Spotlight. Of course, you can always find me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter. Go to that link tree that I have in my bio. It has all of the links to the six shows that I am a host of. So please go check those out. And I will see you guys next week. This program is brought to you by the Hulu original series, Modoc. I can't stop talking about this show. It's the craziest, funniest, and wildest thing I've seen in a long time. Modoc is a supervillain voiced by the incredible Pat Noswell. Oh, yeah, did I mention Modoc stands for mental organism designed only for killing? For Modoc, the only thing harder than ruling the planet is running a family. Get ready to discover that not all villains are super. This show has an amazing cast with Patton as Modoc, along with Amy Garcia, Ben Schwartz, Melissa Fumero, Wendy McClendon Covey, Beck Bennett, John Daly, Sam Richardson, and celebrity cameos as some of your favorite Marvel heroes. Marvel's Modoc, series premiere May 21st, only on Hulu. Mean Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Yes, here we are. We are back with one book. It's an Eric books, hence the song. Uh, that doesn't because, mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it does now. It does this week in my continuity. But yeah, we're going to be talking about what book, Eric? The Joker, number three, written by James Town in the fourth with Sam Johns on the backup. Art by Gillian March, Erith Prianto, Tom Napolitano, Mirko Andolfo, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Ariana Mayer. While I had been enjoying the punchline backups to this book, this one seriously takes a bit of a dive for me because it's simply Orca versus Punchline and an outcome I'm not certain of. And for the rest of this issue, we see Jim Gordon going on the hunt for the Joker, which uses its page space to really set the tone as Gordon just goes around and asks people over and over again if they've seen the Clown Prince of Crime. Thankfully, though, things pick up as Gordon finds his prey and is forced to team up with him to stay alive against all those other factions hunting the Joker as well. Yeah, and this one's Chapter 7, One Bad Day, and it even starts out with a callback to the Killing Joke deal where you have Gordon being led naked through the whole deal. And it, it it's nice. I mean, nice in a, a messed up way, but I do like the art, and it gets the tone, like you said, and it really does push that deal where, you know, Gordon didn't go crazy, but he still needs to do something about this. And it, it reminds you as he heads off, you know, the stakes and, and all that going on. Who ordered the staker? Uh, but with that... All of this issue is really done through narration until you get to the Joker. It it was a bit of a slog, almost like the idea of, okay, he has a lot of info to give you. He wants to set the tone. He wants to show everybody converging on Belize, all these things happening, uh, but not much really progressing. We've been waiting for him to go off. The minute that he knocks on the door and the Joker answers, That's then it the picks is, up again. It was a bit of a slog of a story to get through. Like, there were moments in this that I enjoy, like the idea that, you know, Gordon going off, like Cressida, his benefactor and all this, putting him on a plane, you're going to Belize, you're going to go hunt down the Joker. This little aspect of him and working with Batman and Barbara Gordon, so he has this idea. It's like, okay, now we find out who Cressida is. You're on this Oracle Go, and you see the Batgirls are involved in hunting down and making sure 
they can find out who Crescent is. We found out in the last issue that she is a part of the Court of the Owls. So that's a cool dynamic that's going to be going on the sidelines as Gordon goes and hunts off the Joker. Not the uh, hunts on the off. I don't hunts the Joker. But when we have these other things, when you see the other people, like the the daughter of Bane, which is weird because I had to read this in an article. Why isn't it like she spelled out in the book that this is the daughter of Bane? Like you and I have been talking about it as she's come up, like she's in a big old tube being, you know, filled with venom and stuff like that. She's got tubes in them. Like we just really thought there was some random Santa Prisca who like, oh, she's able to take in the venom. It would just be it's Lady Bane. Exactly. But now it's, you know, vengeance, the daughter of Bane. And it's all over the internet. Like, why is it in the fucking book? Yeah, and and when they say that, I mean, is this going to be the roundabout deal where we we still have that hulking figure, things like that? But you also have Damian Wayne off on his own deal where he wants big revenge. Is that going to be something to just set up that they go after? Is she going to survive this book, all this stuff? But it's just there with, again, her just standing there on a battleship. You sunk my battleship. (laughs) She's getting there. Sitting there with everybody around her with narration. And this is the thing that James Tynan did a lot in the Just League Dark before he left it, where you just have these random scenes. I mean, one is there's Gordon's getting off the plane. He's got got the Texas Chainsaw family killing everybody on their plane. And it's like, I I do appreciate it. And it could serve a, a deal where, okay, there's a bunch of things you do have to show. Okay, you want to remind everybody these people are on the case. Yeah. They're heading there. And maybe we don't need to see particulars. But one of the things, like you're saying, what I think, Lady Bane, but Daughter of Bane, you got to spell this out. Please. You have to have her say something. Like, I guess that's going to be the big reveal, but you're already past it. You're burying the lead well, the here. Thing is, it's the big reveal of the book, but I found out just for, like, you know, people talking about I know, it on the internet. That's you're saying, and it's everywhere. Right. I mean, even at sites that claim Dr. Psycho is Harley's biggest deal. But even so, when you know this, when the big thing is, hey, what are you, a Bane looking like? What? what I I am the daughter daughter of Bane. I'm the the daughter of the Banes. Fresh in a drink, governor. That's what I think she sounds like, right? Santa Prisca. Hello, love. I'm from the Santa Prisca's Isams. But yeah, you end up where, uh, give us something. Don't just have her there looking. She looks badass on this battleship. But still, she, she just standing there the whole time. She did not skip leg day. Like said, no, she did not. And neither did Gordon at the beginning. I want to mention that in the whole, you know, killing joke deal. But with that, like, is she just going to stand there? Like, hey, Lady Bane, you going to come in? No. I don't know why I, I want to make her rush Until I can break the clown. I want to break the clowns. Uh, I must break you. But yeah, you end up having Gordon and with Cressida. It's interesting enough. We know what she's up to, you know, not up to, but we know Court of the Owls stuff. That is what Barbara, Steph, and Cass are going. I like seeing Cass look real badass as Batgirl jumping down on the car, things like that. But in the meantime, you know, I'd like to see a little more of Lady Bane, daughter of Bane. And I'd like to see a little more. Your family. And that's the worst part. I don't remember what their names are, their actual names. We just, well, you and I joked about them being essentially the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family as but a crime lord family in Texas. We just made this big joke, and that's all I can remember of them now. And, and I'm like, you guys, you, you couldn't even stop your killings on the plane, could you? <laughs> like, they, they really like the How killing, Eric. I like the killing. I like the killing. I, I, but even so, like, you even had that word. There's Gordon's plane. And then, oh, there's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre plane. It's a little blue in the end. And there's the battleship. They're all converging. That's cool. And we thought it would be a fun deal. All like a mad, it's mad, a mad, 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 joker, mad world. Yeah. Right? All that. But this made it a little less fun just because of it just kind of, well, here we go. I didn't really need to see them crossing the ocean blue. 
and the skies are wide. I could imagine they get there. And I think that when they would show up, if you didn't have this, because even the narration isn't with them, it's more still with Gordon talking about things. Well, even and with Gordon there. going through when he gets to Belize and he's doing Belize and he's doing his detective work going through, the narration that we're dealing is he goes through and questions people about whether or not they've seen buying people drinks, doing everything, because he has an unlimited bank account through the court of the hours for this mission. But he is going off and he is talking about things that you and I personally know because we read the first two issues, which talked about this idea of like, you know, I always thought about him when he's in hibernation. If he's at one of these resorts, it's got to be somebody with money. And he's kind of like everything like he's going to be still making a ruckus. I'm like, yes, everything that we have seen so far, Gordon is giving us narration about what we've already seen, but we're not getting anything out of this narration. Like the thing is, originally, he is setting the tone for his own personal madness. So like while he did not go insane by the Joker doing the killing joke to him. It has haunted him ever since. He is still a rational man, but he is plagued by the nightmares of his own personal boogeyman. And we're still setting the tone about why he's doing this, whether or not he will cross the line and actually murder the Joker when he finds him. And that's good. But when we're just rehashing what we already and know through his narration. And that is even still rehashed, but I'd agreed. like it. Right? But it's but it's, it's expanding upon it his own yeah. personal demons. Yeah, but when you see – I mean I actually would have liked because at this point, like we said in it – it makes it hard to talk about issues like this when it is so much narration. But even so, when you end up having Gordon knock on that door and the Joker answers, that, so that is a cool moment, that, right? I'm telling you, I'm going through this book. I'm like, yeah, I like the stuff with the Batgirls going after the Court of Owls or trying to discover you know, who Cressida is and stuff like that. I like the other factions coming in. There's not much of it, but like when it shows up, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And as you're going through, I'm like, all right, it's just a bit of a slog going through with this Gordon narration. But when he goes to that door, knocks, and then Joker, yeah, Jimbo, yeah, up, and, really, I'm like, and holy I like shit. That. And what, what I was going to say, real. too, is if you don't show the daughter of Bane or you don't show the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a deal that's just there for the art and to remind us, I think that you could have gotten these kind of jump scares. I'm telling you, Rob Lewis jumped out of his seat when he saw the Joker. <laughs> and you could have gotten that because I would have rather have had the idea. I don't need to be reminded everybody is on the, the case i actually would have liked it to just deal with gordon and his narration because it's all his narration well, to then get a lady bane next issue where oh my god i forgot they were there and it would have been when you just have as this cool though it's, it's a really cool thing because you do expect that to be a cliffhanger moment when you know the joker just answers the door jimbo is it really you but when you do expand upon it when it's like you know jim pulls his gun right away he's on it but the idea is like look you can shoot me right now or i could have these guys shoot you but you got to understand you're not the only one here. All these other people that we saw. And these I didn't things, do it. They're all exactly. And even saying that he's not the one who did a day and stuff like that. It's cool. It's really cool. But when you actually have these people who are coming around the resort right now and he goes to the gym, like better keep that gun handy though, because you're going to need to help me fight our way. And you through see this them all everybody's coming, coming. And I wish that you would have just had that at the end with them there. And, and even with this, this is the twist that I like. Gordon's there legitimately. He could be a multi-million dollar fucking playboy here if he pulls that trigger. Who cares if the Joker well, is right I, or I, wrong? I, but, I feel I feel that if you know he shot the Joker and had this guy, so the Joker would shoot him. Well, even then, though, he could almost assume they're going to shoot him anyway. I mean, he might have to do something. But with that, it does throw in the deal. When Joker says, I didn't do it, it looks like Gordon believes him. Now that is the Gordon deal of, I have to do what's right. The whole deal of it, it was leading up. Is he going to shoot him or is he not? But that throws that wrinkle in where Gordon does always want to do the right thing. If the Joker legitimately, and he seems legit with this, 
you know, if he didn't do it, then what am I doing here? And if well, I end even up if killing he did him, it or not, the thing is, this I don't think eight days the thing that would though. make Jim Gordon the one. Yeah, to but kill I'm him. saying though, he keeps like, thinking. Everything that but, we've seen of Jim Gordon and his own personal boogeyman of the Joker. Is well, he's then not if you say that, then he's just right, after that scene, he's behind everyone. Why doesn't he just pop them right in the heads then? Because he's behind even his guys. Because right I now, think I that think that he needs these in. people to survive. Yeah, but he doesn't really know that what he's saying is true. He doesn't really see that. We see it's coming. Joker could be lying about all of that. But I do think that he is going to think different of the idea, if you didn't do this, they're all coming. I'm going to have to at least protect you. And then you get back to the Batman deal where Batman doesn't want him to kill anyway. I, I would. Uh, I don't think anybody thinks that Gordon's going to kill him. Uh, but I do like the idea that it's it one of those weird things doubt. where you don't want to kill off the Joker because it's the Joker. But for some reason, I do want yeah, Gordon there's to cross one that other line. one, right? There's two Jokers left. And we got no, those two. Yeah, so maybe, well, we have one. So we have uh, the whole deal going on. And yeah, it, it's okay, but it, it doesn't pick up until the Joker answers that door. We have three pages left in this story. And besides that, you're just reiterating the stuff and you're seeing some detective work, but it's done in, you know, if anything, a noir type way where you're getting a narration while he's doing this. And the smart play that Tynan wants to play here is you don't go and ask the owners of the hotels. You ask the help because they don't have, you know, everything in on that. You could bribe them and things like that. But it, it goes on a little too long. Just to get him to knock on the door. Hey, Jimbo. And then we're going. But that <laughs> is a, a great big moment. The issue, and the whole deal of them really teaming up, me. which me and you wanted. We thought that this is what was going to happen. And with all those people coming, especially. But then we go off to the punchline backup. My least I'm, favorite of the punchline yeah, backups. I'm not a punchline fan. So I'm already needing something. I want to know more of what on. she's doing to play society and this whole idea of the punchline after the joke, what she actually is and what she tries to accomplish by coming into this whole thing and pleading that she's the victim and all of this. Now just having her in, you know, like uh Blackgate and in the women's part of this whole thing, you know, the the queen of uh the, the, the queen of the royal flush gang is all like, look, I'm going to bring in Orca. Uh, Orca, she's going to be my muscle because, you know, Punchline disrespected me. Orca's going to come in, she's going to be my muscle and just beat the shit out of Punchline. And at the end, I'm like, Orca like, kind of like picks up Punchline seemingly lovingly. And I don't know what this whole connection is. And in the meantime, you have Bluebird, Harper Rowe, still trying to track down what we can get on Punchline. We come across one of her goth friends, Aiden, who has been storing all of her Joker paraphernalia in the basement of her now defunct, you know, Snyder University dorm. So it's, it's Glenn like, Danzig, it, this guy. It really is Glenn Danzig. Glenn it's like Danzig, right? It's just less muscular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, really. Uh, what he looks like. It's like. Instead of saying mothers, like, punchline. Punchline. Yeah, you but, got uh, that. This whole thing is, it just turns out, it's like, I was doing this, and she was all about the Joker, and she went too far, and she had a friend that she didn't like. And also, I'm bad, too. I'm like... You didn't do it you for did, me because well, I don't even thing. know you anything about this. these characters. And yeah, then all of a sudden you're telling me, look, there's another one of our trio that has X'd out. What does that mean? I don't know because I don't know enough about even at this point. Before we even got involved with the Joker, we had a hit list. And I thought it was kind of jokey. But, you know, she seemed to want to kill people and she was bad to the bone. And all these things going on also that she's been listening to the tapes of Joker and Harley from the Arkham deal. Uh, From Arkham Asylum itself that you get that and people seem to really take to this and I I saw some oh it's so cool to see that there's like this underground we've seen this so many times we had a whole Nightwing issue uh, actually uh, an arc where he was going to track down some of this yeah auction stuff and we even had it twice uh, the deal where people are selling these things and it seems like they're playing the idea that when a day went, people went in and pretty much grabbed shit as it was burning down or whatnot and, and went off with it. 
Uh, but it, that's not that interesting anyway. Well, even you when know. we have this whole thing, it's like, all right, Harper Rowe followed Aiden to this place. She brought him down here to find out what it is. He's given a sob story about how he's not a part of this. And, you know, Punchline Alexis was taking a little too far here. And then when, you know, like Bluebird just picks up a book and all of a sudden she gets hit with a gas. Like, that would be Alexis's own special recipe, an aerialized parallel. I'm like, when the fuck did you set that up? Yeah, really. I mean, if anybody looks at this picture, they're in big troubles. Uh, but yeah, then and there's that deal with the clue, she's too. Paralyzed. If she survives, which I think she will, yeah. you know, there's that, hey, who's this girl that was with you as well? There will be the next one that she'll go. And it's just, this is just meandering. It's not really giving us much of this to, I guess, wait for something big down the line to set it up and whatnot. Uh, but overall, I just... It's not making me like Punchline anymore, especially this issue where we barely see her and then she gets the crap. Now, is that the play where, oh, my God, she got beat up in prison. Now everybody will feel bad for her. Oh, she'll have to be moved from here. That's it. You know, I'll be moved to another location that I've already set up some things. I don't know uh, because she just gets her crap kicked out of her by Orca and done and done. And so we're out of that where Harper looks even like she's like, I know you want to say that she's crazy, but I don't know what, you know, Alexis Key, the, like, okay, the college student here who, like, you know, played supervillain for a little while. She might be legitimately insane. I guess what they're going for, but why would you try to grab a hold of Orca and take her down? It just feels, like, weird because, like... You go after the biggest one, Eric. That's what they say when you go in the clink, right? I don't know. I just I just think that this is set up to maybe get her to change locations because they might do that because, you know, you get too much like but that. But for some reason, even when you have this done, like Orca rips the sink off the wall. It looks like she's going to crush, you know, a punchline. Then instead of the last panel of this whole fight, <laughs> she picks loving. her up lovingly. I'm right? like, lovingly. what the fuck is happening? That's what it looks like. Lovingly. Maybe that's it. Maybe this is supposed to be all for the look. And oh, we're going to find nine. out that I see Orca, the killer whale inside of you, too. And maybe Orko is on the take that this is supposed to look worse than it was. And then that loving embrace. Like this is the long con of Punchline where she goes and takes out the Royal Flesh Gang. So they bring in Orko who's secretly working for Punchline the whole time. But we have to make it look good. Maybe. But again, if you're going to do that, we're not getting that Chris actually in the deal. It is here. the crisscross double cross, Eric, and uh, applesauce. And. I just need a little. I I need these to to convince me that I should like Punchline, and they're not even doing that uh, yet either. So, what do you? I give do this like Punchline, overall? but I did not I, care for this installment of our backups of Punchline, the furthering of her story. But the thing is, is it's it's probably my weakest of the uh, the Joker issues that we had so far. It's still good, especially by the end. It really picks up the rest of the issue, and I like the side story of the Batgirls going after the Court of Owls, plus the convergence of all of these other factions. It's pretty exciting. I just wish that. The middle of the book just, you know, picked up a little bit more through this narration that was just trying to keep me up to date with what up I to already date, know. But also like trying to be like not clever, but really go with the idea of how Jim works and, and does a case and things like that. And I think that the, the concept might have been a little better than how the outcome came out on paper because it did get a little bit boring in, in a series that we've really enjoyed. And. Maybe the idea is like, okay, you don't want to show people flying on an airplane or going through this, you know, talking to people. So we'll still show it. We'll still show it, but we'll use narration to kind of fill in some people. We'll use that downtime to actually make it something. And it still is kind of downtime. By the end, once he gets to the Joker, you forget everything that have all you get at that point is okay, he's with the Joker. You got Bane's daughter and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre crew. They're on their way. And you don't sit there and like, ooh, 
those little nuances of him sitting in the bar and do it like, yeah, you, you didn't really need it, but it still was okay, right? It's still yeah, better still, than a it. lot of other issues. Yeah, but it's it still a seven out of ten for me. I just, I that little middle part of I'm the narration was well. just a little heavy for me. Yeah, I'm going seven as well because I, I agree. And also it's the backup. It's still good though. It looks great and all the art throughout looks great. I just don't know what they were trying to do with that backup because it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, and I'm with you. And we we have had times where even on the Patreon or whatnot, where we have talked over an hour about this book. I remember the one time we really uh, – there's not that much going on here because of just giving that We got to where we were things. going. Yeah, yeah. so that, that is one of the shorter reviews we've done for this because of that. But with that, we're going to go off right now to some mail and then come back with two more books to finish up the podcast. Yo, it's Mail Call. Mail with Eric. Thank you there, Dancing Mike. And if you want to be part of the email section of the podcast and be a star, just like Eric, you have to email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That link will be in the show notes as well. And we're going to start off with Red. Red who says, hello, Jim and Eric. What's up, Red? As usual, thanks for all the great content recently. Before I get to what I'm emailing you guys about, I want to give a special shout out to Clay. For the digital first spotlight. What up, Clay? Clay. I was trying to grab that. I think it's great to cover some of these. Because now a lot of them are lying into or tying into main continuity, maybe lying as well. But such as the next Batman Second Son and Infinite Frontier Secret Files. I also think it's great that some of the other guys like Michael and Brandon are reviewing books they are interested in as well. So we do have some things. It's like an old school approach now, Eric. When, when we used to have 7 million different people involved, it was hard to keep track. Keep up the good work, everybody. Anyway, I was supposed to email last week after Secret Files 2, and I'm glad I changed my mind because the Festival of Heroes book has thrown my theory out the window. You know, Eric. The Festival, the Festival of Heroes. Bell. Yeah had this wild theory that Roy Harper was going to become a Black Lantern because of that teaser they had the other day for Infinite Frontier, and that is that would be the way that they would bring uh, him Liam back, and that's why they mentioned her being back in continuity but still dead. The only thing that seemed about her death to change is that now instead of Prometheus killing her, it is the villain, the executioner, which I thought was strange. You find that, that strange. strange? Yeah, that is. So that was my theory, and I was going to share it. And then on Tuesday, I read Festival of Heroes book, came out, and Ram V changes the whole thing. I was always kind of suspect about shoes wearing such a similar mask to Cheshire's own Eric. Yes. Shoes. I said shoes, that. Shoes. I thought that shoes was related to knuckles and cuts, but I didn't really think anything. Of I did hang out with a guy story. named Shoes once okay. or twice. That, did he have big shoes? Is that why? Because no, I knew a guy. For some reason, his neck, his last name was Hughes, and people called him Shoes. I, I knew a why. guy that called Big Shoes Tracy because he was just had big shoes. But after that story in that book, it seems like they are pointing to Shoes secretly being alien. And I was wondering what you guys think about it, and how do you think this is going to play out, Eric? 
Well, I haven't read the issue yet, but I can't assume that, you know, Leanne's just going to be alive and an alley town kid, you know, it just feels like weird to throw it out of nowhere. And plus, you know, aging her up like that for that. I don't know what they're doing with the Roy Harper stuff anymore. I don't think it's going to be connected to the red, like the black lanterns or anything like that, because it just feels like a multiversal hiccup that just brings some people back and stuff and not connected with that. But I don't it's, know. It's going to continue. The whole Roy Harper stuff seems to be continuing in the Infinite Frontier series. And so I it seems what it's going to be that, about. No, really I'm not saying the secret files. I'm saying, no, I'm just saying the in general, one all coming this, up. Like everything that's yeah. coming out with the secret files or the actual Infinite Frontier, I care about all this. I just haven't caught up on the secret files yet because mm. I need to know what's going on with Roy Harper. Yeah, and I think the Infinite. Forward. I think the Infinite Frontier number one comes out like in the next couple of weeks. It's like so. in June or July, right? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was at like the end of May into June. Like it's coming up in a, like the two weeks from now. I'm not sure though. I thought it was the end of this month, but I'm wondering what exactly happens to this character after that. If what Ramvi is setting up is what I really think it is. Overall, I really enjoyed the Festival of Heroes book. It was more of a celebration of these characters that happen to be Asian. I had a lot of fun reading it. Connor Hawk and New Superman was a team up I never knew I wanted. I also thought that Cassandra Kane's story was pretty good as well. It reminded me of the run in the 2000s. It was uh, also good seeing Grace again. She hasn't been back since before the New 52, if I'm not mistaken. Now that I think about it, these versions of Black Lightning's Daughters has have been shown since the New 52 as well with the Everything Only Matters once. member, though. And also at one point there were his nieces and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. Like that For weird the, like, deal. The Tony Isabella six like miniseries that came out all of a sudden became his nieces that he was still like yeah. talking to. He didn't have a family this entire time. It was very disappointing because everybody's always talking about like, what about like, you know, what does like, you know, uh, Connor Hawk, like what, yeah. why wasn't Oliver remember that he a kid and everything? Like why does the Black Lightning remember he had an entire family, let yeah, alone just yeah. one kid. But this whole thing is we just had that recently during what was it the um what was it where the uh, the flash was going to hang out with black lightning's family and stuff like that when we saw his daughters again for the first I time i remember that we saw it it was like that one thing and we saw him and that we even said the same thing then oh, I, no, can't I think it was endless winter is what it was uh-huh. it's the first time that we saw the it black was, lightning's was, family yeah. since yep. the new 52 happened so i look forward to that being something going forward now the infinite frontier is happening where everything matters we're getting back to that so hopefully that's a thing that we'll see which will feel weird for where black lightning currently is in the outsiders with katana yep and with the Everything Matters mantra, I was wondering if that story with Grace was supposed to be in continuity or not, because I was trying to see if it fits in the pre-New 52 continuity, but I'm not sure. And that's the thing. Everything matters. So they can just say, you know, whatever. The Monkey Prince story intrigues me, especially with the idea that he seems to be trying to save his adopted parents and stop them at the same time and doesn't see himself as a superhero. I'm just wondering where the story is going to continue. On a side note, it seems as if Fawcett City is back which right. I am happy about. I also think it was very interesting we to call see. We call Philadelphia. Yeah, abusing Cassandra Kane in their black bat costume again, even if that was just for two pages. It's also nice that they're treating Ty uh, from Green Lantern Legacy as if he's official Green Lantern. I thought that was... You don't know anything about that character. Yeah, no, I don't either. I thought that when they did that Green Lantern celebration last year and included him, they were just trying to be nice, as it seems as if they wanted to go forward with this character. I think it might be interesting to see what they do next with him what, what anyway. did they have him with was that a young adult thing that they did with him like yeah, that i can Green remember Lantern legacy story because i remember it coming out and it just was not a part of the main continuity yeah so it's like okay we're not dealing with this then because it just felt so separate in its own thing like now that they're tying it in i'm like i don't know what you're doing with this they're like the t did they tie and Joe it in now huh? is that what you said you're tying in. uh anyway thanks for indulging me i i know i went on very long but before i go i had a couple of questions do you think that the robin book is about some roundabout way of bringing Alfred back from the dead. 
because it is in Lazarus Island, and that could be the case. Maybe that is Damien looking in, and they're really pushing the idea that he's pissed off. You know, they I, I don't know that. what they're doing because we have the League of Lazarus, Lazarus Island. It's all about branding with them. I just don't even know if they have a Lazarus Pits going well, on. Well, we're going to see. I mean, that's why I think that it's something. set up. Could, it back did. in the day, you could only ever just use a Lazarus Pit once. I don't know anymore. It's like, all right, dunk all the fuckers you got into here because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's a Lazarus yeah. Pit. Everybody's coming back to life. I don't even know what they did with Albert's remains. I just don't well, think I was that just we saw say, I don't know that Damien's knapsack when he was coming. It'd be crazy if you you had him and he was just had this big case that he kept dragging behind him. He's like, oh yeah, hey, what's in that? All just of a sudden, a he's on phones? a horse dragging, you know, Martha through the freaking desert. Damn right, yeah, really, yeah, don't do that. But yeah, maybe. Like I said, I want to see what they do with how Robin comes back, how Damien comes back. If it is like Eric said, he thinks it's all of the mind. Or is he just going to get thrown in the Lazarus pit? I think that that does lessen so things. But if it is to set up that he wants to know what's going on with this, because you hear Lazarus, you do think something, and oh, maybe yeah. that is to get Albert back. But even in that case, he could have at least went to tell you when they're in, hey, any Lazarus pits around? Like, you know, anything? I but- just like to think it's one of those things. We had a bunch of people who were part of the League of Assassins at one point. It's an offshoot, but all they really cared about when they were part of the League of Assassins, like, hey, that Lazarus pit's pretty cool. This yeah, whole working yeah. thing and killing people? Fuck this. This is going to yeah, be the legal Lazarus. That. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the next thing you'll have. Do you think Bruce should have had a, a picture with him and the two Batgirls in the middle Absolutely of the living room? What the hell is no. wrong with him? I know it's for plot convenience, but it was pretty weird. Now that the Milestone books are going to be uh, print books instead of oh, digital man, the first, coming out. are you guys going to cover it like any other book when they come out in June, Eric? That would probably be a no. That'll probably, probably be actually, it'll probably be if anything, I will cover them or I'll get somebody else to I really wish do it. it was part of the main DCU. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the idea of it being digital or print wasn't the reason why we would or wouldn't have covered those but we'll see we'll see and so maybe the same lines maybe i wouldn't cover it. the wild storm if it was his own separate thing yeah yeah if they end up coming out of the wild storm you ain't gonna hear eric shea talking about that but we'll, we'll see what's going on i know that i think the static book is by vita ayala not one of my favorite writers so no. we'll see what's going on i mean if you want to do the old milestone issues in their own podcast that's cool but i was wondering since you guys review multiverse books like the last ride and crime syndicate that you would also include Milestone Books, but that's the thing. They're more of their own, own thing. But we'll see. On the main podcast spotlights, at least the number like one. Like Dakota and all of that, it's, uh, it is part of the multiverse or the omniverse yeah, in is, my mind. But it's, but it's a little separate, separate thing to, to all together, and it doesn't feel like – that's why I really thought it was cool during the New 52 when they're like, all right, we're grabbing that Vertigo stuff. We're grabbing that Wildstorm stuff. We're grabbing the Milestone stuff. Uh, milestone, the Milestone stuff, and we're putting it all together because everybody gets to play in this big sandbox. I'm like, this is perfect. This is great. And then I'm like – yeah, we canceled all those books. Oh, well, fuck me then. I guess it's yeah. not great anymore. Yeah, so we'll see. Like I said, if anything, maybe I will do them. Maybe I'll get somebody to join in with me, but I don't I don't think Eric is, is involved. And the Wildstorm, definitely not, right? The Wildstorm, uh, you are out. Anyways, thanks for the great content as usual. P.S. I care way enjoying... more about Milestone than Wildstorm. Uh, yeah, Jim, I'm enjoying the book of the month. Well, have you read that uh, Returns yet? The Milestone Returns. I yeah. Like I said, I, you're more concerned with the actual meat and cheese uh, of the DCU, and there's the a lot to work continuity. in that. Yes. Anyways, thanks for the great. Now he's going to say, but I just said that the crime syndicate and, and the. Look, the they were going to put me a part of our main continuity. That's one of Superman's me, greatest enemies or the Justice's greatest enemies. That last ride tricked us, right? We, we didn't know what it was, but again, it's, it's I had a no bigger idea book. what that was. And, and I love the milestone stuff, what I've read, and a lot of people do. 
it's still kind of a side thing. Uh, but we'll see. We will see. I like to. I already had actually people last week uh, uh, starting up the complaints about the podcast being too long. I'm like, really? Like you don't know what you're talking about then with the idea when it was 12 hours. Uh, Jim, I'm joining the book of the month uh, with you and Stork. I like the character of the month stuff as well, especially like the podcast and the Brotherhood of the Fist. Keep up the good work. And with that as well, I mean, if anything, just do the milestone stuff on the Patreon. And yeah, if people want it, you can go and listen to it there, which Red is a part of. So he can listen to that. We'll see. We'll see how it goes down the next one is and thanks Thank you, Red. the next one's from manship he's so he's like man those jerks i, I just picture him being so angry at us right now about the milestone stuff but the, the the thing that i can say is that the reason why he asked is because he did have the sneaking suspicion we wouldn't be dealing with him so uh-huh. at least he had that but manship's next just says i finally realized that i'm not like all the other disc golfers there he ain't no, you're comics not. Here. It's all disc- <laughs> My personality is the complete opposite of the typical disc golfer and keeps running into issues every time I play lately. Ugh. Most, uh, most what, of what, what is the di- etiquette of a disc golfer? He, he thinks they're too relaxed, Eric, is what you're going to say. I mean, this is a guy who, who pops edibles like they're candy, Eric, which they are to him. So most like, of it has to do. I don't understand what's going on. I come in through here. I start hugging like, everybody bro. and they're pissed off at me. And now his deal is I think he wants to get in a couple. I, I don't want to say a couple holes because then it kind of means like it's golf. Couple it's more cages? like a couple chain nets, you know. Uh, but he seems to want to go and like after work, I'm going to get a couple down. And then he goes and these people are so relaxed, probably because they're all on edibles over hey, here. Gosh, they're all high as a through? kite. Yeah, and then they, they take four hours to do, like, two holes. He doesn't need – but Manship's one of those guys who will join in with them. I don't know. He, he's he got, like, differing things going so on. So what he's doing is ruining their game. He probably just – they probably hate his guts. They probably see him coming. Off doing it's like Tony, some weird it's guy like comes Tony at a party. Like- he's running from you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, what? Oh, here's that asshole. Here's Mr. Playthrough. Most of it has to do with me not being able to relax while they are beyond relax, which drives me nuts on the course. The course he calls it, Eric. Where do you get off being more relaxed okay. than me? I hate I got discs. shit to do and cannot do not want to spend four hours throwing fucking discs, he says. I think that's I what he really one wants. Hour. Discs. Just imagine I come on. My lat hurts, honey. I was throwing the disc a little hard. Ah, uh, thanks, Manship. That's Manship's mail. Manship just wanted to thanks, you know, check in. He is no longer being chased by wildcats, but he doesn't like the overly relaxed. You and I you know, don't like d- people. I just imagine. I mean, who is the guy? Like, hey, you want to play hacky sack? Oh, yeah, man. Let's uh, No, get over here. Let's get moving. I, I can so, just imagine. Him. He's like, you're too I, damn I imagine relaxed. It'd be you. It would be. And then I'd be keeping score. But, dude, they ain't no score with the hacky sack. I mean, he says the loser. That's why. That's why you ain't keeping score there. Yeah, get your dreadlocks and get the hell out of here. Dreadlocks. Right? Yeah, that's what I imagine. This is white guy with some freaking tie dye shirt and dreadlocks and fucking dude cap on top. It's not like, 1992 get out of here. anymore. It's, I'm on the quad, Eric. It's 1992 all the time. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Listening to Rusted Root? Get out of here. Get the, your Dave Matthews band CD and get the fuck out of here. And that's I'm saying I this. Do, I don't right? even know if kids play hacky sack anymore. They did on the quad. I remember, sure and they were all like this. And I'm like, wait, how about between the six of you, mix in one bath at least once this month. And I mean, I'm a dirty guy, but still, you stink. Get out of here with you that hacky, hacky second bullshit. I remember I'm walking to and from class, and I come I out of our student union. That's why you don't I like come it. out of the student union, 
And I'm there, I'm like trying to get to my next damn class. There's a lot of hills in West Virginia and Morgantown. I'm going there, and the next thing I know, I get hit on the hills. side of the head with a hacky sack. Now I'm wanted for murder. Eric, and I don't need that. And then, and then they have the boom boxes there, right? They have the boom boxes. Like I said, Rusted Root and fucking Dave Matthews Band. You know, if, if you're lucky, maybe a little Grateful Dead mixed in, but you know, and that's if you're lucky. Just nonsense. Get to class, kids. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. This is a place of learning. This isn't, you know, the gathering of the Rastafarians here. Get out of here with your hacky sack. I, I just couldn't take it. I couldn't. Because you bad next. at it. You know, I, I, because I'd never try. I'm probably bad at whistling and also the harmonica. I ain't going to find out because they're nonsense. To me, all of those go together of somebody who has way too much time on their hands. I, I don't get it. I, I'm sitting there struggling. To study all the time and they're hacky sacking around and free love and all those things that I beg to be part of her. I, I show, hey, mon. You're just like, no, 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 no. Uh, Jim going through her looks like a narc. I'm the, I'm the fun narc. I want to tell on you. You're having too much fun. J-Man's next. Eric. Hey, I Jim, what's it. up, Eric? What's, what's up, up? J-Man? <laughs> I recently re-added several DC titles. I'm still angry. <laughs> I'm thinking of all this. I'm getting so angry. Is it that I'm angry because I wasted that time studying just to be down here and I should have become a hacky sacker? Could it have been that? You could have done anything, been, I'm you like, know, had some fun. Put on the Peter Tosh and hand me that blunt there, baby. Right? I should have done that. That sounds, that sounds cool with fun. the kids. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> then they, they blunt force me to the side of the head. With a Blunt club. force drama? Yeah, that's what I am. That's my new rap band, Eric. It'd be pretty cool, right? Me, I could open for the dark ones with Blunt BFT? Force drama. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I was just thinking, BFT, <laughs> that sounds good. You know me, right? BFT, and then you just beat the shit out of everyone to end the concert. Must it really be. gets it really gets in the headlines, that one does. I recently re-added several DC titles in my regular poll. I really was ready to jump off the ledge and cancel all my big two titles, except for Daredevil. This oh. has to be the greatest Daredevil run ever, he says. That's Chip Zdorsky, it is. But then I started seeing the brilliance of having an omniverse. I agree. Yeah. Well, I I, I do, but I I don't. I say that. It's the same as a multiverse. I don't know what I'm dealing with. It is a little worse in my mind because now you end up having things where you had a set multiverse with the omniverse seemingly. It's just so they're like, hey, guess what? Fortnite's here. That's part of it. What? That's a, oh, it's the Omniverse. Okay. Well, that's the All thing right. is, you didn't have to have a set multiverse. They just decided, it's like, hey, we got 52, but you don't know what these seven are. Well, and that's are the thing. We're they didn't really deal that much with it, those at all. But even and the even regular. even at the end of Metal, we're the 53rd Earth. We're the I eighth. Just, I'm like, did we do anything with that? No, it was just there for no reason whatsoever. It went against everything that we've been dealing with. The Omniverse just, it's like one of those things where. It hasn't happened yet, and hopefully it doesn't, but it almost feels like with the timeline opening, the continuity, the omniverse, it's almost like we said at the DCYOU, you did too much damn things right like right away and did too it all much together. Too soon. And hopefully it doesn't end with the idea, like a last ride where we're, we're running scared, you know, confused, and then at the end, the explanation is just I'm just sitting omniverse. there and treating that like a deceased. Yeah, yeah, I am too. But with that, I'm like saying I don't. I don't need explanations to be ambiguous and just be told almost like we had Superman Reborn. I, I hope that that's not the case. Like one book, you have some, a character. The next book, they're dead. They're there and there. Multiverse, omniverse. Well, I enjoyed facets of the New 52 as a whole. I was always bothered by, one, how young all the heroes were. 
basically the concept of the new 52. So that's well, the thing is, it, look, look, the thing is, I like the Young Heroes tape because you, you're revamping your heroes because they were getting too damn old. And then, yeah. like, you know, you would rely on legacy heroes. And while Dan DiDio hated legacy heroes because people, the thing is, everybody wanted that because it, it works good. But if we got rid of Batman, Superman, and we just replaced them with their other counterpart, like, here's a Connor Kent and here's a Nightwing book that's going to, re- it's not going to replace Batman or Superman at, yeah. sales wise. So you, you don't want to have that. So let's revamp things. That's a hot take. <laughs> All right. Number the thing two. is, it just didn't make sense because they, didn't go, full, they didn't go yeah, full force with it because like, okay, here's a young Batman who has 9,000 kids. Yeah, oh, it, it didn't right. make sense. And like, also, Batman's young, been Batman for five years, but his so son's funny, 10. Though. But remember, oh. a young Batman who has been around because they didn't want to get rid of his guy. Like, nothing made sense. And number two, how there was this random nebulous five-year gap. When heroes started appearing around the world and Batman honed his skills and trained and fought alongside three Robins, or was it two or four Four. in this span of time? But yeah, that was because they didn't want to get rid of the continuity of Batman. They also had that five-year gap that they were going to play around with and do some stuff, seemingly stuff with like, you know, the timeline and things like that, that they never really ended up doing. It got real wonky and rebirth with wally west which at one point he did make it to the new 52 but then was taken out but then, well, then they, they say later to retroactively he revamp this whole thing without having another soft reboot or reboot yeah. in general it's like all right That's well the, the teen titans were there but they erased their memories and apparently everybody it else's memories about wonky. this but wally was here but then he was taken away was it because of this was it that we're going to say both for now and hopefully somebody just will, like says it's one thing later on it never worked out properly yeah. now we're just saying forget about all that shit yeah, everything just matters. forget about it yeah and Wally would go around and he'd hug people and they'd remember stuff. Everything and, matters except for certain things in the New 52. Yeah, that's true. There were no families or fleshed out relationships other than Animal Man and his family, which was good. A little oh, heartbreaking yeah. by the end. But number four, all pre-52 continuity is lost except for the majority of Batman and Green Lantern and Legion there. Remember, uh, the Agreed, Legion yeah. had their weird deal. Uh, then actually we say that it was actually a neat concept that they got kind of shut off. From they, the, because that's the thing, that showed they were the traveling timeline through deal. time as that was happening, and their timeline was erased, and they were stuck in their own timeline. That was a neat it's, little it, play. It was cool, but it didn't it, work it out great, right? The book was terrible, but I like that concept. The concept was great. Because it gave Legion you that lost. deal. Yeah, Legion lost, and it gave you that concept that they were aware, and it really did have, like, you know what I mean? It was a cool deal. The tease of Pandora and this mysterious box uh, messing up continuity, when this eventually turned out to be a red herring, it turned out to be a red herring because it ended up kind of getting ditched and, and stuff. Just League Dark was a cool development. Batman Eternal was a cool idea that quickly became a jumbled mess with inconsistent art and writing, and that the, the whole Batman and Robin Eternal, whoo-wee! That was Just some imagine tough this stuff. concept where I'm going to tell you, okay, Flash is coming back. But there's something out there that's messed up the worlds. But thankfully, we have this mysterious character named Pandora, and she's putting these worlds together with her own force behind her, putting the worlds physically together to make the hero stronger in the long run. Oh, yeah, who is that? Well, it turns out she is the Pandora from Legend who let out like, the, yeah. all the evil in the world. Well, how's she going to fight that? Guns. <laughs> Guns, oh. a lot of – yeah, you all ended right. up going through all that. You were reviewing all that Trinity – uh, Trinity that dark of Trinity, sin. the Trinity and it was sin all deal, good yeah. except for the question. Yeah, futures and and worlds end were the biggest waste of time. The DCYU is a flash of the pen, and not really worth talking about. I liked how Superman was just 
uh, depowered in the DCYOU. All the other changes were stupid. Multiversity was cool. Convergence was a mess in DC biding time, which they kind of admitted to that. that. That just that had a neat concept that never ended up playing out because they decided they needed a roundabout story to bookend it with Convergence and Telos and all that stuff. If that was just what they said, oh, hey, we want to get all these old creators back to finish stories that they never were able to finish. It would have been cool. Just do that. Just have, yeah. you know, family books that you if, get to have you, Barbara look, and Nightwing get married. And just had what you had before the New 52 yeah, started with was. the DC retroactive. That's what it should have been. You do that again and finish your stories. Call it that. Nobody but remembers shoehorning, that. Shoehorning it into, you know, these dead timelines that are pulled from cities and bubbled on a freaking alien planet. Made no sense. Like, and now we're going to battle each other. I'm like, no, you're not telling yeah, the story. And that's the whole no. thing. Like, and nobody has powers until they do. Until and then you don't know what do. it means. Because even when you have the don't. Green Lantern one that I was really interested in, where it's the Kyle Rayner story of like, like when, um, when Zero Hour happened, that dead timeline when ha- Parallax mm-hmm. changed things and we rebooted the universe there, you have that dead timeline that they pulled there. So when you have Parallax show up, Hal Jordan, he's in prison this whole time because the, all the power has been taken away from him. So he's just a guy. But how do you play that though? Because with all the continuity changes then, is it just the how went mad or is it actually the fear entity inside him still? What are we playing with? And you never did anything with it. Yeah. And again, it, if you have the DC Infinite app, unfortunately, it's still not worldwide or whatever. But if you do have it, uh, look up the retroactive. Look up DC retroactive. They're there. And it was a cool concept of going through the decades of a character, having yeah. some of the old creators come back and tell a story in that time frame. That thing, and then yeah. and then in the backup, you you would have a backup story from that era. And usually by like the, the creator did it like one of the bigger stories. And it was a really neat concept and really cool. And that's all they needed to do. They only needed to have a Nightwing Oracle book, whatever you're going to play the deal of them getting married. That was the big deal. Gail Simone coming no, back we had that to the get them married. We don't talk about that. Yeah, now, well, that was just nonsense. Eric. But you, you're still, though, at that point in, metal, in convergence, I don't know. I don't see anybody talking about it. You end up, you, though, see me. Like, uh, you know, with that, like Dan DiDio came out and said, hey, everybody was. And this was supposed to be the apology to the people whose stories got pretty much cut out at the knees with different crisis and different things being rebooted and stuff. And you never did it. You did it in a weird half, not even a half-ass way. Like you went so far over the top in a weird way that you it just didn't play convoluted. out. And then me and you were talking about it, one of our bigger things as we were starting the podcast and getting into that as well. And we were running scared from half of these. We were getting yelled at by Greg Rucka online. Everything was going wrong. And by the end, the only one who liked it was Manship. Manship still yelling for Telos Part 2 for <laughs> some odd reason. I still, though, till the day I die in three weeks, Eric, I'm going to uh-huh. laugh because I do it all the time. And you, I know you do as well. But there was never a solid evidence of our stupidity. And I'm going to say that. I'm not insulting you because I said I do it as well. Of when you got to a part in that book where you you end up trying to figure out who Telos is, all you had to do was turn the page and see it's Arik, son of the. But you went and were looking around and you ended up wasting all that time. I'm playing Detective Arik where I'm seeing these clues. I'm like, okay, I can decipher who this is based on this. And I stop reading when all I I ever need to do is finish the issue and it's going to explain it to me. No, I'm stopping right now. I'm going to decipher who this is. Yeah, you went and you deciphered it. I'm like, well, that was a waste of a half hour. But <sighs> you did figure it out. I'll give you that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just did three hours of research to find out it's Rx Son of Thunder. You turned the page and he said on that page, I'm Rx Son of Thunder. I do it all the time. And every time I do it, 
Huh, I did an orc son of thunder. You have made well, like that, a you know phrase what? from me now. I actually did it this week for to a degree because when I'm reading Batman the Detective this week and I see the guy that Batman's with, I'm like, that looks like Henri Ducard. I went yeah. and looked up a picture of Henri to make sure it was, and then I just had to turn the page when he says, Henri Ducard. Yeah, because we like to try to, I mean, it is a thing. We like to try to come in. It's like me with Lady Tron. Like if that yeah, ends up being, exactly. we want to come in and say, that uh, works. Yeah. sometimes you have to. You have to wait till the end of the year. Finish the story. Oh, my goodness gracious. Then we got Rebirth, which fixed many of my pet peeves about the new 52. As soon as Jeff Johns jumped away, Rebirth slowly went downhill. Tom King started with a great Batman first arc and pissed on everything that made Batman great in the last couple of decades. When Tom King proceeded to take a massive dump on Wally West and several other characters in Heroes in Crisis, that's where it all went bad for me. And I'll tell you, I'm not a fan of Tom King, and I wasn't a fan of most of that really? Batman run. But now that we're done... It's there, and it's for people. If they enjoy it, they can go back. But it doesn't matter that much. I mean, yeah, there's still ramifications and things. But he's dead, but he might – that's the thing. Is he or is he the outsider? I, I don't know, Eric. He's Everything dead. matters, and you have people coming back from the dead. I think that the reason he didn't, maybe Red might be on the, the idea that he's going to be brought back by Damien, who still blames himself and was you the one who saw Alfred's it. You think Alfred's going to be the cool. Black Lantern? Maybe. That'd be crazy, right? He's like, your cucumber sandwiches and death are served. He'd look oh, cool God. as a Black Lantern in the tux. I like the whole thing is when we had Ronnie Raymond come back as Deathstorm when he became a Black yeah. Lantern, and then we later on called Deathstorm the character from Earth 3, maybe the Alfred would be the outsider as a Black Lantern. Yeah, it, because that, that would be cool. Earth 3 now, again, I know that Tom King talks out of the side of his mouth sometimes, or both sides. Um, the idea... That Alfred died was to set up 5G, though, and it was pretty obvious because the idea that you were going to have Lucius working with Batman at the time, which you did, Alfred was going to get killed to become so that you Lucius you could then. get there and set you it up. bring him back when Death Metal's ever like you well, do Well, I know. Roy. like They, they could have, but like I said, I think that now that he's gone and they already went through that, I think that they must be coming up with a story-based way, not just have him like Roy oh, there. Good. I think I'll call some people, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what it goes, but I, I would guess Black that, Lantern. or they just want Batman at this point to have to suffer a little with no, you know, no money and no. Uh, it'd be fun, actually. Alfred sitting there with Batman with no money, though he did give all his money. It seemed to Nightwing, but still, yeah. I'd like to see like them in a worse apartment than they are now. But but Alfred still working as the butler, like making real shitty sandwiches because they can't afford stuff. That would have been hilarious. I, I would have liked I that. Just, I want to see Nightwing pay all the money back to Alfred when he comes back to life. Well, that'd be great, too. And maybe that's why you give it to, to you know, Dick, because he'll he'll use that. But Alfred will be like, yeah, you could use it. Why can't anybody write a good cyborg story, Eric? There's the question. How Because they, everybody, whenever they write a cyborg story, they do the same all thing. they can deal with, I have daddy issues, and am I more machine than man? Everybody yeah. has to deal with this. And like, while they might eventually get to their story, they have to deal with the origins of cyborg and his yeah, own and is personal it because demons. Nothing because hits. For whatever reason, they feel like they always have to reiterate that's this. That's what I'm saying. This maybe character's been around for 40 years. Because we get a cyborg story now, it's been a while. And they always end up canceled, and then you have to wait a while, so everybody has to do the origin again. And it always is a Frankenstein-esque deal, you know, daddy issues on. You push out Martian Everything Manhunter. has to be cyber-based. I'm like, okay, we're yeah. going to have a, cyber, a cyborg book, so any of the villains have to be computer or robot-related, and that's all they ever do. And I'm like, you know what? There could be more to this character than just fucking, you know, like cybernetics or Like, maybe they should do, internet. like, something with, like, Kilgore. Would that be cool? We already did that. 
Uh, we already did Kil- that. And Kilgore Kil- sucks to begin with. Kilgore's coming up next week. That's just a little little hint. Right? You push out Martian Manhunter from the official JL roster to give Cyborg his chance to shine. They they tried to like younger him, younger re- him down. As I was, they also say, retroactively right? brought it. Like you know, I said I, retroactively at a certain point where Jeff John said that Martian Manhunter was on the original team as well. Like you know, like not during the original Dark Side War when they revamped everything, but he was there shortly after, and then they had to kick him off because he lost his mind. Yeah, then you do nothing good with him through all the new 52 and Rebirth. Okay, I'm getting to the point. What's my point? Oh, yeah. Now, that's the thing with, uh, I think he's talking about still Cyborg. I thought Uh, he said Martian Manhunter. I'm sorry. Well, he said Martian Manhunter was on the team, but he's saying get him out. Um, I I like some of the Cyborg stuff with Shazam at the end of the new 52, but that that was nothing. And the big joke was that Cyborg was always on monitor duty. Yeah, remember there he was on monitor duty. And the thing when he ended up coming into the Rebirth, they seem to really be into that rebirth cyborg. Like they were really pushing that hard and heavy. It just didn't pan out. It, it ended up being pretty much a nonsense. Well, even that, like, okay, we got a rebirth cyborg, and guess what, everybody? Now he doesn't have to look like a cyborg because of the nanotechnology no. can make him look human again. I'm like, why? Eric, would you would you laugh if next week in an issue suddenly? You hear a saxophone and old blue would come back. <laughs> old blue. <laughs> Remember blue? Oh, it was a terrible God. series. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, after People a long loved I, it. I don't know how. Yeah, they did, it seemed. But mm, they also seemed like that Blue Beetle book, too. That was freaking ridiculous. Why can't that they, is, and the thing is, that is an underrated classic. I yeah. think that the New 52 Blue Beetle was a great way to yeah, restart Yeah, you like that. that I'm talking the Rebirth one. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, the, the Keith Giffen one that we did not like. After a long hiatus on a pointless winter. And future misery state. Well, I like some of the future state issues. This was too much of a tease without a happy ending. I expect a proper reach around with my several hundred dollar Asian massages, he says. We finally come to the infinite frontier and the concept of an omni. Rich for my blood. Uh, I think this, I, I think of this state of the DC universe as the multiversity on steroids. Although I'm not fully on board with the future state of the Superman universe, I like the family feel of Superman and John trying to figure things out. While I hate having so many of the same characters, I feel like the mantle is being passed. I like a depowered Clark overcoming the odds because of his hope and will. I can see PKJ going that way, but remember, he's not doing the Superman book. He's going to be doing the action comics one. That's just going to seemingly be on War World. We'll have to see. I love the addition of the totality. The Flash and the Green Lantern creators are going, doing a good job of expanding on this omniverse and hinting at what's coming next. And we going, are we going to finally see the true form of Darkseid? Can we it. please bring back Jeff Johns and Jason Fabok to write and draw this? Be amazing. I don't know that Jeff Johns wants to anymore. He has his own book. He has that indie book right That's now. The thing is, I don't even know if anybody wants Jeff Johns to come I back. Know. And do People it for hate the most him part. right now. So what's that you say? They both moved on to greener pastures. Shit. Well, maybe we can convince Chip Sadarsky and Tom Taylor to work on the next big dark side event with a cadre of impressive artists. I, I'm telling you, love both of them. They're already getting pretty stretched. Uh, I don't know that I want more and more of just Tom Taylor and Chip Sadarsky. I, I want some other writers to I hit as well. I will tell you right now, they do feel the closest to what Jeff Johns was doing with yeah, the character is, But work. they also feel very similar to each other. Agreed. We, we even said that, you know, when we read Last Ride. I said who's that it feels a lot book? like Tom Taylor. The Grifter's Matthew Rosenberg. Maybe so through Matthew we, Rosenberg, give him something because it does seem like while his story overall is getting a little bit convoluted, I do like the character work that he's putting in there. So maybe – I'd, I'd have him. him I wouldn't mind have him on a Robbins type book or a Red Hood or you know something like that. I think he'd be pretty good at a Dark Side book. Tough. 
And I think that if they're going to give it to anybody, it's going to be ridiculously Brian Michael Bendis. Who knows? Most but, likely, it's going to bring in Grant Morrison to redo his yeah, fucking Grant yeah. Morrison stuff with it. Yeah, well, he even mentions it later that he wants Grant Morrison on, say, an Omniverse book to continue the multiversity. But Dexter Soy, Daniel Semperi, Ivan Rice, Liam Sharp, Victor Bogdanovich. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I hate Victor Bogdanovich, so keep him out of it. That guy's a jerk. Both Chip and Tom, that's just my hot take there. Taylor and Not King are doing a good job of raising the bat bar. Mariko is doing better on tech than I thought I she would. I need that book to pick up a little, but Dan Mora's art is pretty damn good. I like Dan Mora's art better than about 99% of the people we mentioned earlier uh, where he was going through that list. Um, and you end up, uh, Tanya's treading water with Batman and oddly going, are doing well on the Jim Gordon story that happens to be called Joker, but goddamn, can Jorge Jimenez do some good bat art there? Gillian March's art is good most of the time. Diana is lost in her own Norse mythology museum. I have no faith in the Milestorm universe. Creators, that's my big problem. I said earlier, I, I don't really like a lot of the creators on that, but we'll see how it goes. Let's reboot this universe already or kill off every major character, all except for the most popular ones that merge them with the mainstream DC universe, like you did with Grifter. Again, that's wild storm, but that's, you know, the same idea. Here are the top five things that DC can do. He says to make Infinite Frontier stellar. Can't miss period of time here on DC Publishing. One, get rid of the backup stories. You down with that, Aaron? Agreed. I get rid down of with that. We'll, I'm we'll looking right that. now because we're talking about, like, writer stuff like that. I can't remember who the writer was. I know I went and followed them on Twitter, and I don't remember what their name is, so I can't look them up. Brian Q. Miller. No, the person oh. who uh, did the Christos Jessica Cruz backup in the future state Green Lantern. No, I, I don't, I would, I like I don't really recall. I like some Christos Gage in the mix a little, Eric. I, yeah. I like him. They do next to nothing for the title characters, the backups, and are not worth the added co- dollar cover price. I agree, especially when it's a 1996 story by the creator of Akira. Find out from making these ongoing series end up or find Ryan an Katie. out. Okay, that's what. Find yeah. an out from making for making these ongoing series end up at Future State. He wants it to be averted. Is what he's saying. I'm, I'm no, having no, I want it to be averted as well. That. So do we. Get Grant Morrison to write a sequel to Multiversity. Morrison did say he liked the idea of the Omniverse. Maybe he wants to update well, his Multiverse map. How do you do a sequel to the, to the, the Multiversity when we never did anything with the well, Multiverse? Well, that's the like, problem, too. We did this like, uh, we are the empty hand, and we destroyed a Multiverse that yeah. went, uh, against this Multiverse. That's like but, the stranger, And then we right? forgot about it. Oh. And never did I, anything with it. I think that the problem is, is that the Omniverse is based on the concept that you don't map it out. That That's the concept of it. It's it's never ending. It, no, it's very own. Well, it's everything with that. They're going to go and try to figure it out. They they don't know the deal, but they, the concept of when they're saying the Omniverse, that means everything you could just throw the in there. Well, who knows, Eric? But yeah, with that, I don't the think that they would have anything where they're going to map this out. It it expands. It has all that stuff going on. And get rid of Bendis and Tom King is the next one. All right. right there with you. Give us an ongoing Murphy verse. We, we do. We have he that. already says that. He said that that is going to continue. And a Bruce Tim verse, Eric. You, you, you down with that? Man, why not? We did it mm. for a little while there. I don't know if it's continuing on, but the further adventures of Batman. Yeah, I think or it's still it going. I but think like it might that, still that's be a going. Continuation of the Tim verse. But nobody even talks about it. But yeah, no. that's the continuation. Then I have a Worlds Collide event with these two universes. But yeah, supposedly Murphy is going to continue on with that. Or if the rightful creators are not available for those universes, give us a universe where the Justice League doesn't exist and all the heroes that emerge to save the day are oddly similar to major Marvel characters. He's making a joke, Eric. This is Heroes Reborn and members of the major Marvel teams. 
and maybe he isn't making a joke. I'm not sure, but Fantastic Four, Avengers, X-Men, then have the Justice League return or transfer this universe from another and proceed to wipe the floor with all three Marvel-like teams. But that well, pretty you, much you is the do opposite that. of that's Heroes a, that's, a, that's another Earth that they yeah. have the Marvel-esque characters. I know. Yeah, I don't need to mess around with that nonsense. I, I just want them to get the stories now, get going, get rid of this future state deal, avert that in a, in a cool way, make it make sense. And then let's get on to some new stories that seem fresh because you have the future state stuff. I see magistrate stuff. It already starts out at a, at a state of almost being stale. You, then you have to kind of get up that hill to, to get past that. But that's all for now. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in seven. And that is Jamin from Half Moon Bay. Thank you, Jamin. That is it for our mail. Like I said, if you want to get involved, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And we're going to go off now. Two books, finish up the podcast. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shay. That is Eric Shay. Here he is, him and his converters. And we have two books to end this podcast. How dare you? How dare you, Eric? And. Yeah, it's one of those where if you end up having, you know, a Tom Taylor Batman detective book at the end with the Wonder Woman, which we have enjoyed a little diminishing returns, but still, it's a pretty darn good lineup, right? A pretty I would darn think so. good lineup here. And we're going to start it off with Batman the detective. And it is number two. It's part two, written by Tom Taylor, pencils by Annie Hubert, inks by Sandra Hope, colors by Brad Anderson, and letters by. Your man, Clem Roberts, Eric. I know that you're a big fan. Tom Taylor continues the story with Batman in Europe, tracking down equilibrium. And while I want to take, uh, like it more, the story is going way too slow for me to get fully invested. I do like what we're getting. I just need a little more. I love the art and I like the characters in the book. I just need more story and I need it fast. And I'm afraid if I don't get that, I'm just going to end up like, yeah, I really don't care that much about this story. And that's my biggest problem with it, the idea that I don't have. And I said it the first issue. It's not giving me enough difference than any other Batman book. It's not giving me that in that but I say I have to read Europe. this. Well, it is through Europe. But even so, I'm like, eh, you know, uh, there you go. And you're, you're seeing some characters that we like, you know, a new squire, a new thing. You end up getting Henri Descartes. I don't know if you realize it's Henri Descartes here. I do. And, but with that, it still seems like like – just like last, that first issue, you ended up having a gentleman ghost that we didn't like. It's just there, and in this, you have a Henri Descartes, crazy gentleman yeah, ghost, crazy, but never not explained. Really explaining. Then you get into this, you get a little interaction with this new squire. That's cool, and I want to know more about her and Knight and stuff like that. But everything just I feel seems like we're to happen now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But the idea is like Batman's just kind of going through the motions at this point. Even the concept of Hey, anybody who gets saved by Batman ends up, you know, getting killed. It, I kind of lost that until we end up seeing this guy. And that was a really clever kind of thing. What Batman saved you? Like this guy ends up running his mouth a little too much and goes. But overall, I still don't have that hook that gets me that I need to read the next well, issue. Even the whole I need thing to be is, in. 
I'm enjoying this for what it is, but just having this whole idea where we had this gang of you know people that were dressed up in like white Batman outfits that are going around trying to kill everybody that Batman ever saved. We don't know why this is happening, but when it's revealed here that Equilibrium, our main bad guy or whatever this group is, the main one's just, oh, it's that lady Batman. It's just that one. Like I felt more like these were an army of people and then like not the not the true equilibrium, but now we just like when we get Matthew Sprague, the one who Batman is trying to interrogate, so and then let's go so we can lead him back to where the equilibrium's hideout is. You just have that one lady sitting on the throne of like you know in front of everybody. It's like so it's just her. That's kind of yeah, like underwhelming for what it is already. And you see that this is a very small group. We, we yeah. thought this was like you know you have to go to Europe because this is an underground thing. There's hundreds of that, like whatever it would be. And the idea where when we do end up finding in the big reveal, say it wasn't even in this issue, but the big reveal is like, oh, my God, now I see what's going on or whatnot. Now it's just like a, a bunch of toughs going around. Well, even with that, it just feels like they're using their MO of, you know, we have to like balance out the scales of equilibrium here where anybody that Batman saves, we have to kill. Even the idea that they kill the one guy that Batman's using the track back to where they are. It's like, he's saying that Batman saved you. And like, no, no, Batman never would have killed me. Like you're using your motives to the extreme now where you're actually like uh, justifying your own actions to kill this guy, even though personally, you know, that Batman wouldn't have let this guy die. Well, because- and that's, yeah. And that's the thing. It's the idea of, is it saving somebody when the person themselves throw you off? Like, it's almost like he didn't like, kill him. Oh, man, I almost died. Saving? I'm like, yeah, you almost died. And uh, the Batman saved you, did he? But no, like, he, he almost died. He's exaggerating. That's all he's doing. <laughs> I, I like the idea, like, Batman goes and I'm there and I'm eating a hot dog. He's like, hey, watch that cholesterol. It's going to be dangerous. Oh, no, he just saved me. <laughs> I'm in trouble, equilibrium. But, yeah, I, I thought that you're correct, really, with the idea that it it felt like Almost like equilibrium, not that it's going to be a court of the owls, but it would be like something big. Some, and you're in Europe seemingly to set up something where Batman hasn't been, so it could be bigger. And then you're just like, eh, it's a couple of dudes and a girl in, in the costumes. Like it you really have a plane that goes down. down from Gotham to London. That's what Knight was that's on that huge. she then survived. And we have a bunch of people that are being killed here. Knight's now in the hospital. But now we track, you know, the uh, Equilibrium's group over to Paris. So now we're just heading across Europe, which for some reason they say that's west here. And I don't understand why. But we're moving across Europe, tracking down Equilibrium. We have Batman here. And that's a cool concept. But now it just seems to me that what we're going to get out of this, even though I still am enjoying the story so far, because I don't think okay. we've had enough to really it's make just you say, not enough. I don't That's care about saying. this right now, yeah. but it just seems like who's the guest star going to be this time. Last time it was Knight and Squire. This time it's Henri Ducard. And the big wow moment here is that one of Batman's mentors got killed. I'm like, yeah. Or he's alive there and he's just holding him and he's bloody. I, I, but even with that, the Henry's idea, dead. <laughs> uh, the idea, I, I don't know. I bet you he's not. I bet you they're just going to be like, eh, you know, he's sweat. Because even with the idea where now is the next deal, Knight's in trouble because now Batman's saving her again and you do this and you, like, like, do you go back to things. London after this to take out Knight? Because I, don't I feel know. like you have a larger group of people that you got to deal with at this point. And honestly, I, even though it's at this point it feels like a trek across Europe, we have to go back to Gotham because there's a shit ton of people there. Well, and and that's the thing that gets me is when you see it's just these couple of people, yeah, they can hire whatever. But I'm not getting that idea of, oh, now I see why they would know or have a database or what they're up to or whatnot. We don't know anything. We just see these characters. And it does step back a bit seeing the one was, And they were the ones that were just there at the hospital trying yeah. to end up – to kill Knight and all that stuff going on. Squire fights some of them, Batman takes them. Um, but with that, that's kind of what you get. And then they end up on the train because, oh, they they end up in France. We're going to go there. 
They get on the train. Then you have just this weird, you know, hey, I'm going to get on top of the train. We're going to fight with Henri to just go down. And that, like, there's not a lot of meat on the bone here. There, there's a lot of just people. And you said a guest star of the issue. This is Henri Descartes. But what are you really doing with him? Except them being pissed off back and forth, back and forth, so that he, oh, Batman said, okay, we're going to try to kill you. Well, it's you. a weird thing, too, because even in that Batman Urban Legends, to me, that issue felt like, you know, even with all the stories, like, how many murderers is Batman going to hang out with, even though Batman yeah. doesn't hang out with murderers? Like, Henri Ducard is a manhunter. He kills yeah. people for a living. Even, but I, One of we had him get yeah. shot, like, four times in the chest and then fall off a building where Batman maybe grabs him at the last minute, but he's dead for all intents and purposes in my mind. But this idea that we have this, you know, this... This thing is sitting out there right now because even when Shiva brings up Damien in that one story in Batman Urban Legends about what's going on with your boy and stuff because Batman, you know, like his, his Damien is a murderer. He killed Brother Blood. He killed Henri Ducard's son, you know, for like you know nobody before. I wanted to have this resolution where we could actually talk about, you know, Henri's son being killed by Batman's son. But mm. now it's just like, hey, I'm a good manhunter. I taught you to be a manhunter. There's some stuff going on. I wanted to find you. We should be manhunters together. Oh, no, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm like, and it, I wanted more out of this character in the long run because of that. nobody died back in like, what, 2012. And we have never gotten any real resolution on that yeah. except for like, you know, nobody's daughter, Maya, coming around looking for revenge. But there's nothing with Henri Ducard that we ever got any kind of thing out of besides for that weird nightmare hallucination that Batman puts himself in where his mentors were getting killed that one yeah. time that Tomasi yeah. didn't detect him. But that wasn't real. Yeah, and with this, it's atmospheric. End up having, you know, the the lightning crackle. You get a Dark Knight stuff going on, and that's with Bruce not even in costume. Ends up going across the top of a train to go in. But again, you have that. But the only thing that I'm hinging on is you end up, hey, you know, Batman's going to save you, and then he always effing saves them. Like she knows that he is actually going to. He looks bad, and it's supposed to ape in the whole thing with his parents as well it's very similar it's so uh, weird look. though too and also a robin dead as well you know you have that whole deal with uh batman with it but yeah she even says he always effing saves them and then they go off and i'm like i guess you're kind of hoping it's so weird not. though because even when they kill their own guy matthew sprague here because you know they like they justify they're actually batman saved you and they kill him and then batman finds the body because he has a tractor inside of him mm-hmm. but like there's a little post-it note on matthew's head that says batman negative one i'm like you're not counting all those people from Gotham that I, were apparently I, I all know. saved well, by that's Batman. The thing is that with that, the idea, it's a cool concept. I'm going to kill everybody Batman saved. Now, we need to know. It's a cool Next concept issue, we need to find reason. out. Yeah, that, we need to find out the reason. Did Batman not save her parents? Did Batman? My you know, father was the first victim. You're, fi- you're thinking it's something like that, that, you know, she's just mad. I'm going to equal this out. And because that, but still, that is not as big as, if that's what it just ends up being. Just get it out there now and and so we can set this up. But Tom Taylor, this is a six-issue mini, and in two issues, I'm not getting enough to say. Like like you said, we don't get enough to say you hate it, but I'm not getting enough to say I have to keep going with this either. It's just kind of there. And, you know, what do you get? A secret hospital in London where Batman can hide people and now you'll be safe almost so that she doesn't get killed. You have to have that set up. We're going to go from here. 
but I just didn't get much from this. And this I almost feels like it. a weird offshoot of what we're currently dealing with in the DC Infinite Frontier with A-Day and stuff like that, yeah. where all these people are pissed at the Joker because they think that he did the bombing, or like, you know, the attack on Arkham, and like people that they loved were killed, so they're going to go after the clown prince of crime. This almost feels like a weird offshoot where these equilibrium people came together because people they were lo- loved were killed in Arkham, and it's all because Batman always saved people, including the Joker. And it must Joker. be something that, yeah, and, and you might get that, the idea that he doesn't even kill the bed. Like, my mom was a good woman, all this stuff, and maybe you're going to play with everywhere I turn on the news, Batman saves everyone, Batman saves everyone. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that they really pushed that. But like you said, Gotham City, pretty much everybody's been saved by Batman at one point or another. You, you could go down the line and just say, well, when he stopped this, the whole town would have died, so let's throw them in. Uh, but yeah, going through this to then throw in Andre Descartes as if it's like, ooh, that's definitely going to be the next thing. Well, that's ooh, the thing that, is, Andre just... Descartes is a cool like addition to the story, but then you don't do anything with him except for the mm. idea. It's like, all right, Bruce, you, I'm going to go off and you're going to find me because it wouldn't be fun otherwise. Yeah, you know, like, like the idea. It's like, and when you have this reveal where you know. Andre Descartes is sitting as a hotel room and Batman shows up and you see him in the shadows there. Like you didn't, like it was an easy way to find you and stuff like that. Only to find out that it is the equilibrium leader. That's a cool reveal. But what are you doing with this character except for now? This time it's personal. And he knows right away that it's her, right? Because I, I don't she, know. She might have a different voice than Batman. She's like, no need. <laughs> Part your agreement. He's like, wait a second. It would, it would only make sense What's that Henri would know if something goes I up with this. I think that he's just playing it out and he's just like, okay. Who, I'm a man know, hunter. What, I don't get spooked on. by people. I sit in chairs yeah, and really. smoke cigars. Yeah, smoke cigars. Cigar. business. You, you do see that at the end, you see that cigar. That poor cigar's off, you know, smoking it up down by itself, Eric. But yeah, just that idea, though, of like, I don't even get like a story like this. A lot of times if it's, if it's really hitting and you're getting the MO and you're getting the origin, you're getting the purpose, you'll sit there and go, oh, my God, this person has to be next. Oh, my God, you better watch out for them. And that gives the tension. Well, oh. it's almost like the idea that we talked like, about before next? With, with Tomasi's detective story with that weird nightmare like VR thing that he like Batman puts himself through where his mentors are being killed. And he's trying to track down his mentors before whoever is killing them gets to them first. But. How do you do that with everybody that Batman saves? Yeah, and, and that's what right I'm now, saying. Like, we're just trekking through Europe. We don't know what's going on, so there isn't anybody that springs to mind. Oh my God! Now they're going after Henri Picard. They're in front. Who would be next? I don't know. And that's everyone. where I'm left. Yeah, every everyone and nobody. I I don't know who did he save. I'm pretty sure he Paris. saved Superman before. Get on that equilibrium. Yeah, really. Let's see. Really up the deal. I think he saved I Wonder saw Woman him as well. Time points, before right? too. Yeah, really. <laughs> Get going. Go kill time. Go kill time. Well, that's what it seems like. She's and that's doing all we're doing right now is killing time. Oh, killing time because yeah, there's not much to this. It's a very very quick issue that by the end. It's like the thing. I, I drink it's the, the sodas, right? I'm having the Diet Coke. I right. enjoy it. But at the end, it's not like I'm sad. I, like It's not filling me up or being sad. It's just something I'm that I enjoy. I like the art here. Up. Yeah, I know. But I, I like the the art. Yeah, I like the you know bits. I where like the idea of the story. I like the even characterization. I like Batman talking to Squire, talking about how did you do this? Oh, I think there's something. That's the other thing where I think we will see what. Hey, Knight, what's up with the Squire? Oh yeah, she was having problems. She's in New York. I know there's something more to this. Like the idea of that as well. Well, so I do let's hope we get back to them because I really appreciated seeing them in the first issue. I do too, and I really think that that's a cool deal to go with. But yeah, just tracking down Henri so that he can go off. Like you said, it's so silly. Like, 
Ooh, let's play the games, mon chéri. <laughs> people are dying and- all the time right now. You got a lot of stuff on your plate, but let's go play hide Seriously, and seek, Bruce. I, I, I'm like, Bruce and Batman, excuse me, like, listen, I just ended up finding a dead body with a post-it note, Batman minus one. You want to play tag? Get out of here. I'm a grown man. Stop it. He's just bored. He's like, oh, here I go. And then the whole deal is I tracked him down because he used the Bruce Wayne deal and whatnot and all. And that seems like maybe this one wasn't a target like that, that she ended up finding him because of that same deal and maybe thought that it was Batman there. I don't know. Well, but I think at the end you could just always idea. say, you know, hey, you say. I'm saying though, we have the idea that Batman knows where he is because he used the Bruce Wayne credit card, but it felt weird because as I was reading this and you see the like the Batman, you know, shadow behind Henri, where it almost felt like this is playing in the whole situation, but using the idea that she has inter- uh, Interpol connections and was able to track Henri here, I'm like, why would she know Henri Ducard's connection besides where they've worked together in the past, like this whole thing, the London flashback and stuff. But the idea is it seems like this equilibrium knows more than she should know. Like this whole connection to Henri Ducard, to Batman, to Bruce Wayne and stuff like that. Like why would Henri use it? Like she's doing all this tracking through Interpol and stuff like that. I'm sure that she deciphered that this Henri Ducard used Bruce Wayne's credit card to check into this. Like what's that connection and how much does she know? Would you be would it be crazy? <laughs> was this crazy? What would you say if it was Julia? That she actually is Julia mad Pennyworth? That, yes, that she's mad that uh, Alfred got killed and she blames him. And that's what this is going on. Look, with, that that's what they're I'd doing. I'd be happy with anybody telling me how Julia Pennyworth feels about any of this, but nobody wants to deal with that shit. And it'd be I know, to make but her I'm a saying, villain like, I'm and say that he it, always fucking saves everyone. But, like, but yet my doesn't. father ended up getting killed because he wasn't it's saved. It, it would work, Especially because right? you're not doing anything with the character. I'm, and I'm I want to see some emotion out of her. And thinking of the idea, she would know that Bruce is Batman. She would know all that stuff and that it would be the idea of getting it back and equal, you know, getting it on equal footing. I just don't see her murdering people. I I can see her being pissed at Batman and the entire Bat family. It's a stage of grief to murder. Becoming a mass murderer. But I'm I'm looking at it just thinking that it has to be somebody that when we see this reveal, because we're not setting up any of the particulars, it has to be something that when you see who it is, it has to hit you right there. That it's like, oh my god, I understand now. I am. I agree. There, ha- there has to be a really big reason. I'm for this just to making be the call. I just for some reason I was looking at her costume and looking. I'm like, well, maybe. And and with the connections, I mean, she does have all of that, really. That maybe I just it would be such a weird take though. I'm telling you, with the Pennyworth name alone, with the MI6 connection that he that's had, that's what I'm saying. Like that. that it seems like maybe maybe I'm onto something, Eric. That'll maybe. be this might be my signal. <laughs> it might be Eric, or it might end up being my you know it's Hugo Strange. I, I, I it's one or the other, Eric, and it's usually the other. I'm usually wrong, but I'm just it's weird no, the it's way that you're playing it with it. It just feels but, like a weird like you know I'm all about a heel turn for her going against Batman, but this extreme feels a little out of place. Yeah, I, I'm just saying it now on the record. I, I'm just going to throw out eighty things. If it's not her, it's Batwoman. Right, I just, no, I actually Kane. and. She's in Europe. I mean, all this stuff, right? You know, you got that. I oh, don't Penny know. We'll have to see. I just would. It'd be weird, and because they're not showing any sort of deal with her, I'm worried. Now, with that, at one point, I did message Tom Taylor, who is yes. on the Nightwing book, and I said, "Hey, did everybody get the money?" Because people were upset, 
And he said, yeah, everybody did. And I said, even Julie? And he's like, ooh, I'm not so – like he almost like pulled back from this conversation. We're not her supposed name to mention that name right now. It seemed as if that was the case. So maybe, you know, maybe I, I'm a little more onto something. But and maybe, maybe if, you know, somebody like a Julia Pennyworth got a shit ton of money from her billionaire father or multimillionaire, she's got money to fund at Equilibrium. Yeah, yeah an Equilibrium. So I'm going full out. I'm going to make the it's call. Not bad. I think that it's Julie's. So we'll go with that. But overall, now, again – it's funny because now I'm excited. <laughs> I've made my own reason <laughs> to get excited because we don't have anything, but well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, the art's really good. They're playing a little coy. Like everything has to really push you towards like the Dark Knight. At some point in the issue, you'll have yeah, that yeah. going on. That's fine, but whatever. But I need a little more meat. Like I said, I need a little more. I need some ML. But again, if it's the reason why we're not getting the ML, it's because it is a big reveal. Okay, that's fine. But in this moment, that seems to be like the linchpin of what makes a story big is the reveal yeah, of like because why and as who. This, yeah, and as this is going though, I'm not really on board. I'm on board, but I'm not. I'm not interested yeah, I as much. This. I'd continue reading. It's hard this to say. Like yeah, I, I'm reading it. And this like is the whole deal. It's just that I'm not as invested as I wanted to be. And I love Tom Taylor. It's just not giving me anything different. Uh, in this book, the difference was Knight and Squire, and we really don't yeah, get them. I agree. So overall, I'm a seven out of ten. I like that no Squire Amina. I do too. I I like her a lot, and I want to see more of her. Um, but yeah, I'm a seven out of ten. I could go as high as a seven five, but I, I think I'm going to be a seven five. But when I was describing it and stuff like that, I've gone down to a seven now because I think that's a good place for it because I still needed to do a little bit more. But that's the thing: as a seven, it's I'm still very really enjoyable now. for you and me. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. I you have to say that because that is actually. Uh, you know, we would buy at a seven. Yeah. It's just we want a little more with it. But we're going to go to the last issue of the podcast. I don't think I'm going to have any sort of reveals or guesses that will elevate anything well, in my for mind. For whatever for reason, this. because I went down 0.5 in, uh, in this whole thing in Batman Detective, I feel like I have to go down to 0.5 for that Wonder Woman because I like the detective way more. I, I did so. Here's the deal. I, I didn't get upset or bored with the detective. Uh, Wonder Woman... I don't know. A lot of people, it's very odd to me that people really didn't like Kelly Sue DeConnick's deal of the land or island of the lost gods, the sea gods with Aquaman being dead. But boy, this is getting more and more like that, where it's already feels too extended. I want to get something well, else. Well, that's the with thing this. is, it feels too extended, but it doesn't at all because even here at the third issue of this Wonder Woman run of this whole but thing, doesn't it now feel we have like to it's race like seven? to the finish because <laughs> well, well, the thing yeah. is, we had this whole thing. We're setting up the character and how the idea that an ascended Wonder Woman who's in the wrong afterlife, she's doing stuff but has no memory because she's in the wrong afterlife. So she's going with the flow because she doesn't know what else to do. She is going into battle and plus she's being controlled by dwarf magic swords and shit like that to want to enjoy these battles and continue doing this because that's what Dr. Psycho wants. But in the long run, it's like, Cisco? now we have to watch. Now we have to stop Ragnarok and do all this stuff. And in order to do that, we have to race to the finish and make sure that she has her name. She can fly. Boston Brand's all out here. We have to, and like, we have to have characters doing things from out of nowhere that has not been set up and doesn't feel natural to the story progression that we've had so far. Now, let's just go to start doing the the thong song, Eric. And also, <laughs> thong, you, thong, thong. When, when we ended up doing the uh, Patreon spotlight this week, I mentioned to you the idea of constipated diarrhea. I think that it fits this. It's like you're waiting, waiting, boom, it all comes flying out. But you'll see that I agree with you. Even in my blurb here But this is Wonder Woman 772 It's written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan Art by Travis Moore Still love the art I think the, the art yeah, is always going to make this issue Not as bad a score 
because it's so good. Colors by Tamara Baum. The colors are really great, too. She blocked us, but I can't take away her coloring. Her she got that talent. Pat Bruce. So she does. She does a really good job. Wonder Woman continues to get through Asgard as she remembers a little more about herself, but shows she's still wondrous and wants oh, yeah. to save everyone. Yeah, she's still heading to a confrontation with the Valkyries, but here we get Dr. Psycho, Dead Man, and Odin coming back from the dead to do whatever job needs to be done. done. <laughs> Look at me! This book has an odd juxtaposition of taking way too long and then forcing things forward. It, it looks great, though. And get this, no advertised backup. There's no backup to talk about, Eric, in this. And when we Good. go through Good. this deal... Like you said, we spent so much time climbing up and down Yagger's Drill, the life, tree, the of tree of life, all this stuff going on. Hey, the eagle's going to give us an egg. Hey, we're going to go there. To just have her get in that egg, get swallowed, not being able to find anything, almost dying of gas, and then all of a sudden well, dead man hands her the key. Like, what are the rules here? Because we had everybody in Valhalla, when you go out into the battle and the Valkyries then take your body and bring you back to life and stuff like that. Because that's the thing. Is everybody here is dead, essentially. Yes, you have a, a body to use, but it's essentially your soul. You know, you have moved yeah, on this whole vessel. thing. The exactly. Bug's a vessel. And when you're here, it's like, okay, the Valkyries ain't bringing people back, so that's weird. Okay, what are we going to do about that? Well, nobody wants to deal with it because they're too busy fighting. Wonder Woman needs to get on this whole thing. So even when we go here, all right, I'm going to get inside this egg and I'm going to get swallowed by this giant snake. Nip-hop. I got to find a key inside this. And then, oh no, there's gas inside here and I die. And then there's just Dead Man who's like playing coy this whole time because for whatever reason, he has rules. Then now he's going to break out of nowhere twice. But it's all like, I'm going to resurrect you again, Wonder Woman. This is bad. But also, because we need to get get moving, here's a key I found in here so you don't have to look. And then even when she gets spit out with the bile and the stomach acid, she's still fine. And I'm like, why? And even though, like, why is she alive again and the gas is in there, but she doesn't die again? Well, I don't understand how thing. she could live in this. Nidhogg tries to play it up. He he is basically saying, listen, I'm the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> you ever hear of that thing? Because that's what I am. You're going to die a death. And by the way, the Valkyries don't want to get near me because i'm so big and bad but that's not what that is the valkyries aren't doing anything anyway so go with that but the idea that he says that you, you can't get resurrected because they won't come and get your body but it's not the body it's the spirit that should have nothing to do with it and that's where you get that change of rules where well, now you that. need but it's not even set up well that dead man has to do this or else she won't get out even like, if I she I didn't dies. get the idea before that Dead Man was bringing her back to life. I thought it was a vision that she had before her resurrections. Now it just seems that Dead Man's the one bringing her back to life in this wrong sphere of the God's world. But even when she comes back, it's like, all right, and I have the key. Now we can go. Oh, my God, there's Siegfried. Now we have ghosts in the afterlife of Siegfried. And I don't Siegfried understand is why in this the is book happening. More since he died. And this is the <laughs> thing. I mean, look at this guy. He's like ghost dad. He just keeps no, showing no, up. It's like you want to do something, but then you, it's weird with Siegfried because why can't you just do what you're going to do? Well, he's it's like almost like you don't this whole want thing him because to. we have Siegfried show up like you need to go because the Valkyries, they, they don't like you, Wonder Woman. They'll kill you and things are bad. Goodbye. And then it's like, well, that sucks. But you know what? I'm going to go after him anyway. And then he like shows back up. I'm back again. Uh, you don't want to go here. I'm going to sacrifice myself. But even when he does, it's like I'm going to go and fly off. And it seems at, they were at the Valkyries like place before. And then he goes and flies off to stop and this Wonder Woman runs away. Then we have to take a ferry to fucking go to where they are. Then I don't understand the landscape. There are some things that make me giggle. You end up having Wonder Woman get, uh, you know, belched out with the bile and the ass and stuff like that. And when she pulls up the key and up, 
It really reminded me of Bill Murray and Caddyshack with the baby Ruth. Hey, I got it. <laughs> Starts eating and it made me giggle. Uh, but again, this is the sort of thing that happens when I'm not really enjoying a strip because it's meandering. And then, like you said, you add on to that a meandering story that then gets forced forward in weird ways. You have Thor. He's still fighting. Hey, our side's getting resurrected. Your side isn't. This is great. Odin shows up there. Oh, my son, don't you know better than getting enchanted weapons? These are. I guess cursed. he's not the hanged man anymore like I thought he was collecting wisdom from the Tree of Life. Now he's the All-Father, but then he gets killed. Now he's a fairy man. You said yes. it would be dead man. You were right, 100%. I don't you kind of were stepping a little past and giving real faith in Conrad and Clunan with the hangman deal, but it still may Look, come out. I, I saw this whole thing where he was hanging there like a tarot card for I the think traitor. It was just like, supposed to be goofy. It looked like symbolism. It to did. Me. I know, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, shame you for that because it it, it did kind of seem again, to make I don't know sense. What Odin's playing at, and maybe he's playing. Well, he plays both sides all the time. But yeah, when so I bastard Odin shows up. I know, really, he shows up. Hey there, uh, there, Thor. Uh, what's going on? You're using these cursed weapons. Well, they were cheap. Well, that's against the rules. Plus, well, they Balder were magical said, and they made things interesting, Daddy. And he's like, Balder, eh, tooth, eh, nah, nah, you can't do that. You go collect them. Like, it becomes now the, the most least interesting Thor ever. He's going around collecting weapons now. But he's not because the whole but thing is. we're not going to hear about it. Not because, even that, though, because the fight starts up again. Now we're fighting, you know, Norse aquatic deities and i don't even understand why they would be a part of the fight here like everything's happening so the fight is on and everybody who wonder who could help wonder woman oh they're busy now we can't deal with this shit but you know what that freaking fishy guy he reminds me of somebody named arthur here's the yes, deal too arthur. it's like this hey i had a feeling this all connected you ended up having odin he's like listen wonder i don't woman. need to spell this out to you and solve one riddle to fix another i knew it they are connected what's your theory well, Wonder Woman, let me tell you, I got hit by a rock and I'm dead. Why doesn't she ask him when she gets on that boat? Because he's back. At th- well, this I don't whole understand thing. why Wonder Woman is so weak in this whole thing. She goes against this crab monster, gets killed immediately. Yeah, well, yeah, she didn't think the thing had the, the cat's got claws. The pinchers? There, right? The pinchers. The fucking crab. <laughs> well, she doesn't know. She doesn't remember shit. She's like, what is this? Oh, is it? Hug- oh, no. But yeah, the idea where she sees this. It's hugging me hard. Wonder, she's like, oh my God, my name is Wonder Woman. I think I like, like people have been calling me Wonder Woman. You keep, Dr. Psycho, I think, called her what? Don't you call me that. But now that she likes it, she can fly. I can fly. I can sing. You end up where they're going with all this. And it's like, oh my God, a, a sea god? Why do I keep thinking of Arthur? Oh, I he can remember. Talk to fish. That was that was a guy. Smells he, like shit. He smells like a tide pool, but boy, he is sexy. I actually really like that description because you never really get the idea from Wonder Woman's perspective who she does think is hot and who is not. She thinks Aquaman. Pretty sure hot, we can tell who's but hot. The tide pool is not Eric. So I, I actually like that. It was kind of a, a cute little clever thing. But you're meandering again. She's fighting, and like like I said, when you get to odin and he's on the boat he's the ferryman now you told me before we started if he does die he will be the janitor then dies and he's selling hot dogs the worst he's the worst resurrection man there is at least resurrection man comes back with a new power each time odin comes back with a new like profession a new new occupation job i'm janitor (laughs) odin well before before the ferryman odin he was the worst job father (laughs) when he when he says even when they get to him he's like Oh, Thor is off collecting the weapons. Like you said, we really don't see that, but I guess the fight's at hand. 
But why do we need why does Wonder Woman have to start fighting? I think that you're supposed to remember because we have been doing nothing in this book for an issue where we haven't got the she's been walking up and down the tree of life and in the Nidhogg and all that. So you have to remember that she enjoys the battle so that you can get to the other force deal of the dark doppelganger well, Wonder Woman who likes this, to do the bad even stuff. Even before that, we're still dealing with the idea that Ragnarok is coming and Wonder Woman, she's like, well, you know what? I am Wonder Woman, so I got to stop this shit. And everybody's just like, no, look, this is North shit, North shit. This is going to happen. And the thing is, Dead Man, he's here just doing crazy Dead Man things. I don't understand why or how, but he's here trying to help Diana because – He seems to have been sent to watch Olympus her. Olympus is in hot water and needs her right now. And the whole thing of her having an afterlife and supposing – like she's supposed to be in Olympus and not in Valhalla feels weird for her being an ascended being outside of all of that above the sphere of the gods. Like, yeah, I could see yeah. that if you're going to do it. We wouldn't love it, but a uh, fetch quest kind of thing where – all of the pantheons are wrong and she has to do it. But that's not how, like you said, it seems like they're pointing out Olympus, 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 right? That she and has that's to the get thing. There. You've got to go and do this. But no, I'm going to do this Ragnarok thing. But like, can, and everybody keeps telling her, you can't do this. And she's like, you know what? I don't really want to go back to, she's not even said it. She just seems like she doesn't want to go back to Olympus. And she has her mindset on this thing. And you're going to do that until like, you know, oh my God, there's Valkyries. Ghost uh, Siegfried, he's going to go and sacrifice himself, and Wonder Woman's going to run away until she runs into evil Wonder Woman, who tells her how much she loves fighting and fucking. And I don't know. <laughs> and the whole thing is like, no, that's, I that's don't. Now. Yes, Can I you put do. that as the title of, of the podcast? Wonder Woman likes, likes spicy See, and I fighting actually fucking, like you know? the idea. I like the idea where Wonder Woman, now that she's she Wonder Woman, She walks into right? the dark place in Dagobah, is what oh, she did, that's I thought, what at she first. Does. And then when you end up seeing that in the mask of Darth Vader, there is Luke himself. She kind of likes it and punches it. But even before that, when they say, hey, listen, you got to get out of here. I, I don't know why it, it throws me off the phrase Olympus is in hot water. I, it seemed too, like, generic. Like, it seemed too, like, low-brow. Right? He's you a low-brow I mean? kind of guy. It's like, oh, my God. Like, I'm telling you. It just see what. But, yeah, you have the. But who sent Dead Man? And then Wonder Woman, I don't mind her saying, no, no, no. There's trouble well, here. Well, not even the idea of who sent Dead Man. Because you and I were talking before this. Because... I thought it was Dead Man the whole time. Him being, a, you know, the Dead Man, a ghost and Pop stuff like the that. Collar too. Even the oh yeah, and the collar and the red around the freaking bo- the dialogue balloons. But anyway, there's a lot more going on with Dead Man that we have to deal with outside of the Wonder Woman book because ever since you know James Tynan's Just League Dark with the Upside Down Man, I'm pretty sure that we haven't resolved Nanda Parbat being transformed into the Necropolis. So what does that mean with Ramnakushna and Dead Man and everything involved with that? And with the quintessence being caught, gone and killed by Darkseid, it seems like those would be the obvious people to send a dead man, but you don't have that anymore. No. And the issue, it's just weird because then I said, like, they, she got here by turning down the quintessence, but now they're go dead. Check stuff and somehow wound up in Valhalla. Did that mess it up? And she ended up in Valhalla. Now, she says, I need to save this, Ragnarok, all this. And, and I don't mind that Wonder Woman wants to save people. Also, she has a little bit for Siegfried, all this stuff going on. But they keep telling her even the idea, no, 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 this stuff always cycles through. This isn't your thing. But she doesn't want to leave. But with all of that, she has been trying to get to these Valkyries what seems like seven years, even though the page uh, or the issue numbers isn't that much. I really don't know what Dr. Psycho is doing here. I don't know because this ends up being the doppelganger Dark Wonder Woman who, yeah, what is his play here? Does he want her – now she's remembered the jig is up and gone you you got to change but it's almost like i don't want you to get past anything he doesn't want her to go to the valkyries even though she's being warned not to go anyway but the idea of 
he wants her to just say, hey, don't you like me? You said the fucking hey, in the fight. I need, I need I to be going to around, this. but, that's, uh, but it's not really even like good this. at you, doing You want to become me, Blue Wonder Woman? But the thing is, get out of here so you don't become me. But she's all like punched in the face. And like all of a sudden, I don't even understand the idea of Dr. Psycho in his astral projection to come to the sphere of the gods because that's a cool concept. I like that. But what can he do with this astral projection state? Because it seems that his astral projection is possessing the body of a psychic form that he has created to trick Wonder Woman in this whole thing. And I don't understand the whole power set. physical yeah. and breaks and even her, breaks sword, her sword, sword with another sword. And then and also like, has a bunch of other people there where she says, uh, you know, the doppelganger, the Dr. Psycho Wonder Woman says, look, you think you're so good. Like, first off, you're saying to keep going and fighting and, and doing all this. But then you're throwing it around like, oh, that didn't work. Well, let me get her guilty. Hey, look at all these people. They're dead because of you. Oh, and no. What? And it's almost like Wonder Woman's like, oh, no. And so they were supposed to be taken by the Valkyries. Please, Wonder Woman. That's what you're going to do. That like, has been the problem that, since the whole you thing, started. All she wants to do is go and confront these Valkyries and find out why they're not doing their damn job. So if Dr. Psycho's grand plan is to get out of here by showing her all the people that she's murdered on the field of battle that the Valkyries haven't brought back, I really feel that your plan is ass backwards because all she's going to do now is go it's towards go the Valkyries. But why is she surprised at this? What? I can't believe it. I'm heading to the Valkyries because they're not getting the dead and bringing them back. Oh, my God. Why aren't the Valkyries getting those dead and bringing them back? I'm like, really? You got everything back but your brain. You can fly. You better think. Well, the brain's a part of the body. That is true, Eric. Uh, but, yeah, so even that, though, like you said, it becomes more physical. I think they lose track of what Dr. Cycle is really doing. And then he gets punched the hell out of this body nah. that then just crumples. And it's Dr. Cycle. Curse or you. Cisco. Yes. Song again. Song. I, I don't even like that she ends up. Yeah, sorry, Cisco. No, just Doctor Psycho. So they end up going, and now they're He's lost. A real person. And even that, it's like I don't know where we are. I have this broken sword. Hey, uh, you know, uh, a rat, a rat, What are we doing? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still real waiting good for Ratatosk to be a bad guy. Like everybody's yeah, been pointing out since saying, the first issue. But isn't that the deal? Like Eric, sometimes people end up talking about people stuff shit talking, and me? then they shit talk and all that going Can't on. Can't trust all them people. Yeah, so you end up going through all this, and you end up having good old hey, look, Odin a ferryman. Old Odin, I'm a, the ferryman. Odin, I'm a ferryman now. Hey, um, I need to go to the uh, the home of the Valkyries. Well, fuck, I could take you right there. This right here, where you wandered off to, you were all lost. This goes right there through my ferry boat. Yeah, and so with all that, it's just a very – and he's like, hey, look, I like all of a sudden, like, there it is, the Fortress of the Valkyries. Holy crap, it's there. You, you mean that thing that's bigger than the goddamn sun floating in the sky? Thank you, Odin. You pointed this out to me. Yeah, you see little stairs there and somebody clawing. I don't know what they're doing there. But, yeah, you get that whole deal. Hey, everybody, thanks a lot. Look at that. We're going to go, Valkyrie stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of this? I'm getting tired of the story because the thing is, at first it felt cool putting, you know, Wonder Woman in a fish out of water story, having her deal with stuff that you normally wouldn't have Wonder Woman deal with. But we meandered around and didn't, wasn't, we weren't doing much and all we wanted were answers because what does this mean to an ascended Wonder Woman? It's a huge thing for the character. And then you place her in this weird kind of situation. Like I said, a fish out of water situation where she's not used to, but you also strip her of her memory. So what do you do in the situation? She becomes Wonder Woman because that is just who she is. But you're not following your own rules. You're not setting up what the rules are to begin with. And you're just doing things to make it happen because you forgot a way to progress your story in any kind of meaningful way. So it's like, this is here. This is here. Let's move forward. I'm like, 
you kind of took all the wind out of this freaking sail right now. Yeah, you did. And and then by this point, you're like really even like, well, what's what is going on and what's happening? And and this whole idea of getting to the Valkyries and being told over and over to not go and to do this, and it just it ends up just not meaning much by the end. And it's I great. still like the art. I love the art. I think the art is great. And I want to see what happens. I want to see what's going on with this next phase and what happens in Olympus and what goes on with that. But that's what we really, you know, me and you, Look, the thing is, Olympus I has don't been in shambles for a while, though. Olympus I, hasn't been Olympus in like six or seven damn years at this point. It's always in shambles. The gods are always taken off. You never knew what it meant. They just said it because you didn't want to have to deal with it. And with that in mind. Because of how often you had to deal with that in a Wonder Woman story for the last, you know, 80 some goddamn years, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with, you know, Olympus and Wonder Woman. I want to see what Ascended Wonder Woman is. Well, I want to see that too, but I, I want to go where she's doing this. Now, the funny thing is during this issue, you even have almost like, you know, Conrad and Clune and that they're arguing with people through even Dr. Psycho and things like that of like, oh, Wonder Woman, you need this. And like, no, no. I fit here. I really do. I don't have to go to a, isn't Olympus. An I'm Wonder a warrior. Woman. And this I'm, is a dead Wonder Woman. And it's funny too. It, it ends up like they're almost like trying to make it fit, but we didn't mind it at all. Me and you were into this because well, the concept you said cool and different. it's an ascended Wonder Woman. So right there is a difference. She is above all of it, and then she's a dead Wonder Woman because she says. I don't like this. I'm going almost like she's being punished. She is away a and ascended demigod who has ascended past the sphere of the gods. And I really thought that this was going to be her. You know, it's not the greatest. I said a fetch quest of going through the pantheon. So you have to mix it up and you have to figure out things a little better than that. But I don't mind seeing her with different pantheons and I don't mind seeing her. A little confused about how they work and things like that. Well, where you if had that's it a here. long plan, though. Just imagine if we have like six issues of Valhalla, then six issues of Olympus, and then six issues of something else, where we're just doing what we're doing in the Flash, where that's taking one issue to go to different time sp- like uh, spaces with Wally, but now a full arcs now with we're pretty much just doing you know a scavenger hunt. And what the you of the get gods. with that, you kind of sit there and you almost can picture the idea of. When is Wonder Woman going to come back? I mean, legitimately come back. Her being ascended and dead, again, all that. And future state, as far as I'm concerned, she doesn't. Yeah. Until far and so in the future. It will have to be averted and in some way bring her back. So you could sit here and say that we're not going to get anything but this for six years. Or maybe we'll be averted and she'll be back by December. I- I'm getting to the point where if you don't start doing anything better – you need to bring her back or do something. Something has to be averted. Maybe the avert, the whole thing to avert this is her herself. Maybe this is the big book where if she can come out of this and end up alive, then that will avert things because it would stop the whole progress and, and all that and would change. That would be a big change. Now, with this ascended nature and the new omniverse this. that we're dealing with, yes, the sphere of the gods, it's a cool thing to explore, especially because it's not Wonder Woman's norm. But if you have an omniverse, now you have an ascended being who can traverse the omniverse and check things out and who, if she give her full knowledge, where we talk about where Barry Allen, he wants to go with Justice Incarnate and go map out the omniverse. Wonder Woman can just go and be an ascended being and check things out on her own, do all these different things, have grand adventures. And we, it's along the same lines grand of adventures. You know, going to different, like, you know, afterlives to the sphere of the guy. It's the same concept, but with different worlds. I love the idea worlds. of it, though. I love the idea because Wonder Woman, it, it's like when we ended up having Shazam with those crazy new god apocalypse, new genesis gods that oh, ended up powering the, 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 the dark side war. Yeah. That stuff 
is so cool. It's the idea where you're changing up a character, but not. You're making it. So Wonder Woman being outside. And again, they keep pushing Olympus and Olympus. And I know what you're saying because that's just the boring old shit we always get that she's just going to go back. Hey, here I am. Even though she says to uh, the Radistock, hey, I'm not really into the togas and the olives and stuff like that. That's not my thing. But I, I really... I'm interested in her even going to Egyptian mythology, even tying in stuff with the wizard. She's like, like all the, it, it would be cool. And the omniverse, all that, but not the way they're doing it now. I can't say that I think that they would be, you know, doing it well because you're already stuck in neutral in Asgard. Get the heck out of here and let's get moving. Do something with it. The idea that the Valkyries have shut themselves away and not bring, that's interesting. And then we are just, Stalling until we get to this And you know we'll get it next issue But overall I'm at a 6.5 Out of 10 for this And I do love the art I'm ready All it'll take is one good issue again Because we liked it at the beginning It's just kind of meandering All I need is something to move forward to Like boom and I'm back And I because of the art especially Hanging me on here I'd still be buying this all that I just need a little more What would, what would you give it? I think I'm down to a 5.8 out of 10 because while I really do, I'm telling you, I was at a 6 and even at a 6.5 at one point, but like, I'm at a 6.5. I enjoy the art a lot in this. I love the concept of this, but this issue really showed the flaws of what we're doing right now because it didn't know what it wanted to do. It became almost like, you know, like it was parroting a video game to a degree with what it was doing. Wonder Woman seems like a moron, even like, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing talking to Dr. Psycho. I don't even know what Dr. Psycho is really doing here. And everybody's just kind of meandering around doing their own thing. And there's no focus going on until the end. Like, Oh yeah. I have to go do the Valkyrie thing. Oh, thankfully, it's right here in front of me. Thank you. Take me and here. And then Odin just, says, oh, you don't want to do that. Like, everybody's just, warning her against it, it but we don't even know why. It feel very good when reading it for whatever reason. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it kind of upsets me because I thought that this was a big change that would get us, you know, back on board. Well, I thought first, that yeah, again, Tamaki again, the concept, ended up failing. And, and I like so, a lot. Yeah. yeah, I do too. And that, like I said, the concept is still there. So if you go forward and get things picked up. I just hope it's not overdone in this way. I mean, like, you know, if you do it in a fun, like, interesting way, obviously go. But when we had these, these like, again, like in the Flash book where we have Wally going through these different, like, you know, people, like, quantum leaping through our time. It's fun to agree, but it gets old fast because you're doing the same thing over and over again. And I don't want to do that here where I'm just going to lose interest because I'm already seeing the cracks in the third issue. I mean, if you go from this and all of a sudden she does go to the Valkyries, you know, somehow there's a – I don't know. I thought that originally – it was going to set up that she would become a Valkyrie, which I thought that would be a cool deal or at least honorary, Eric, you know, like an honorary scout or something with that. But if she goes off to Olympus and they're like, oh, my God, we have problems here. And she's like, oh, you know, I don't remember. that. <laughs> I'm just going to be it so It is weird, mad. though, because even though if we do leave Valhalla and Radatosk is does live in the tree of life and stuff like that, and his whole life is running up and down that tree and collecting food, and that seems what he's happy with, and also maybe telling lies in the woods, apparently that's what everybody says. But Eric, what's his catchphrase again? I mean, <laughs> they're nuts! <laughs> but no, uh, I'd like I want- him to go. I want him to continue and I be a side, like you know, yep. a sidekick to Wonder you need Woman. Somebody for her to talk to, and it's great because he's just there. He's there to whisper things. And I actually, when when he is talking about it, why why don't you stay? I think that maybe he will decide. 
hey, can I go? Or he's they're just a get, cute little character that I enjoy. They may end up at a point where they are on the run and there is no, you know, checking or stopping or whatever. He's going to have to go. I would like that. I actually, you I got agree a fleet with or you. a flock of Valkyries coming up to you. Yes, yeah, you're, you're Damn right. You get the hell out of there. Like yelling, Odin, what's up? He's like, no, no, I'm a substitute teacher now. Uh-uh, I'm, not Odin I'm right doing now. this. <laughs> I can't I'm, tell I'm, you. Odin's panhandling today. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> He's just all these. Change. Uh, Owens there working the rickshaws. Let's go. Anybody need a ride? I'm now an Uber driver. He just every time you I talk to me, I'm the Ferris wheel. I'm a carny. I only have one eye. I'm not supposed to drive. Uh, but yeah, with that though, it drives me nuts that. I didn't even understand that the idea of what he's saying. <laughs> Ooh, the riddle in an enigma whispered down the lane. It's oh my god, he's dead. We'll never find out. Oh, oh no! And then you, you meet him and forget all about that. Well, it turns out she didn't care to begin with. She was happy he died. Didn't want to break up the conversation again. That was true. She was <laughs> she was just trying to you know give him his you know come on like hey what's going on? She knew that this big boulder was flying there and about to smush him. <clears throat> but even then, I think that was also to set up the idea. They have to mention, oh, the Valkyries don't bring me back. I'm Odin. You yeah. know, I don't. Everybody's got their own rules. It doesn't yeah, matter. Um, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Just the Last Ride. Uh, I believe that mine might be as well, Eric. All right. Or it <laughs> might be the Joker. It might be a tie with a bunch. But I'm going to go actually Last Ride overall. I think that that was my most enjoyment that I got, even though. We were a bit confused about where well, it it's lies. It's an interesting stuff, story. And it looks yeah. great, and I need to know what it's doing, though. I needed to come out and say, look, this is going to be a cool story, but it, does, it takes place in an else world. Plus, I love to always see Lois writing a book, Eric. We haven't seen that enough lately. Uh, here is what's going to be coming up next week. I believe that possibly old Brandone will be doing a Batman Fortnite Zero Point review on nice. the podcast because another issue of that comes out. Everybody, you can grab that, get the code, but you know, maybe you should peek at the issue itself. Uh, Catwoman number 31. Life. I was told all about this Father Valley. He's so intriguing, but you end up having, uh, you know, all that stuff. And I'm, we're still into that book to see what's going on. You were a little down on last issue. I actually liked it more than you, but let's see what's happening at that auction and the stealing of the poison eye. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm sitting here, I'm like, the hell happened I mean, just last think issue. of that. Just think of that. People are auctioning off, say, things like tapes from Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And they, this guy, he's got poison ivy. He's, he's way better. He's got he's way and this better. Isn't a, this isn't an auction, Jim. This is a gala to show off it, the art actually, that he owns. It's more of a look at the shit I have that you yeah. don't. Like, it, all it is is set up like, hey, everybody, I don't want this stolen. But I'm going to brag about it and show you. The next thing Catwoman's in the shadows going, damn you, son of a bitch, I'm in. We're in. We got the heist going. I like this cover to the book, Catwoman book, though, because it's just like like Wonder Woman sitting there in an elegant dress with people looking at her. But in the background, you see the guy's paintings, and it's just like, here's a painting of shoes. Here's a painting of poison <laughs> ivy. Here's a painting of Father Valley. Yeah, yeah, there they go. He's very into the current it's a cool deal. idea for a cover, but you just take it literally. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, I know. It is. Uh, Just League number 61, Eric, as we saw at the end of the last Welcome issue. Welcome Naomi. Naomi ended up supposedly going on that, I don't know what you'd call it, a speed the dimensional treadmill thing built for six. It's not the cosmic I mean, treadmill. It's, it's the dimensional it's, treadmill. It's the dimensional treadmill built for as many people as wants to get on Tandem. off the go. But – 
only Naomi made it through, it seemed, Eric. I know. I think they all made it through, but in different places. They're in different areas. That's what I think the play is. I think that that's actually. Which I hate that concept. But that's the thing, though. Giving Brian Michael Bendis a little bit of, uh, you know, props up that. That's a neat way to do the thinking. Oh, my God. Naomi's alone. She's going to be in big trouble. But they were. It's space and time. I know you hate space and time deal, Eric. I know that. Nightwing number 80. Supposedly, I saw somebody say. Shit gets real, Eric. Yeah. That's what I heard. And we'll see if the one guy on the site who said that the Heartless's daughter is actually in the wrong. No, it's no, a little convoluted no. way of getting there, but we'll see. We also, maybe, <laughs> Superman Red and Blue, number three. I think that we have given a full-out effort into that. We may have to bow What are you talking about? I'm also looking at the Flash and Wonder Girl. Yeah, well, I'm seeing there. Superman Red and Blue, but Eric, that has Kilgore in it, right? Kilgore? I mentioned earlier. You're not that's selling where this. Kilgore. And then the Flash 770. We get to see a little Jay Garrick back there. Spirit Destiny Hitler. Eric always said he wants more Hitler. He gets it next week. There oh, you no. go, Eric. You are in. You are in with that. And then Wonder Girl, number one, a book that with Yara Floor that everybody's been looking forward to. I know. Down I know. at the rec center. They're saying, What's up with that Wonder Girl? And I'm like, no, no, that's my son, Logan. And they're like, that's what we mean. What's Cut up your with hair, that Wonder Logan. Girl? Hey, remember how long it was at that point? I do. It was ridiculous. But yeah, there's there's some big books. That's some cool stuff going on. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Two of these books will be picked for the Patreon exclusive spotlight by the badasses to get fresh crew. Beep, boop, and yeah, we'll be Wonder Girl on something. Uh, there's no Probably. way they're letting that slip through. <laughs> they, they are not going to. So I'm telling everybody right now, if you want to hear us talk about that, you're going to have to go over to the Patreon because they're not going to do. I would say the other one would be Nightwing. So that would be that. They they tend to not go full out with the Bendis stuff, like the idea of driving us nuts like they used they to don't with want Tom King. Yeah, it's like it's not even worth doing that. <laughs> like Really? I guess they hope maybe they'll just ditch it. But, yeah, I think it'll be Nightwing and Wonder Girl. But we'll see. We'll see. You'll find out later. You can find out by going to the Patreon, though, a little early. Like I said, patreon.com slash weird science. Besides that, go over to our Twitter, weird science DC. Man, you follow us. We will follow. Ah, you know it does. And we'll follow you back 100%. You can talk to us about what books you want. You can let me know if you are into, like Red, hearing us talk about the milestone stuff, all of that. In between things, I even set up a thing where I ask people in the Slack chat where you get to go on the Patreon if people were hyped up still because you, you keep having these false starts with those books, and I don't know if anybody's into it as much anymore. So we'll we'll see about that. And uh, then go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can read a bunch of reviews for all these books and more and, you know, make Eric happy for some reason. I don't know why, but he I've gets happy, happy with weird things. There you go, Eric. What's going on? I have all these things here, but that is that. Thanks, everybody who got involved here. Thanks, Clay. <laughs> Thanks, Clay, for the digital first spotlight. Thanks, Red, J-Man, and Manship for emailing us in. And what do we say at the end, Eric? Everybody, have a great week. Keep week. it weird. Keep and we'll it weird. see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!